the realms are filled with hazards of every conceivable kind. But to the ogre race, they are a glorious banquet that spreads from horizon to horizon. Every plain, valley, and mountain is seen in terms of what fodder it can provide and little else. To the Maw tribes, every clan, people, and nation is a source of nourishment waiting to be consumed. The thinling races look upon these ever-hungering brutes as monsters, saying that if they could, the ogres would eat the world. But the ogres are more than simple ravenous beasts. Everywhere across the realms, the law is the same. Only the strong survive. And the ogres have strength in great measure. They batter the hulking, monstrous beasts of the wilds into submission, riding them to war or using them to draw their wagons. Unlike the Trogoth or the Bolgor, the Ogor race can create as well as destroy. And the things they create most readily are the tools of war. These are monsters with the craft of men. They make crude but effective weapons, their stout and clumsy fingers dexterous enough to rivet plates of metal to their clubs or fashion heavy scimitars that can hack a rhinox in two. The battered shields of their slain enemies are strapped over muscled limbs and gut plates the size of wagon wheels take pride of place on their bulging, oak-hard bellies. Even black powder weaponry is not beyond them, to which the shattered and fearful survivors of their cannonades can attest. A tribe of ogors is a living avalanche on the charge, their beasts of war thundering alongside them as their snickering Noblar attendants are swept along for the ride. They are a Castellan's worst nightmare, for they will batter down the walls with artillery, great club, and even their own pounding fists, reveling in the carnage before eating the cowering defenders in an orgiastic display of raw gluttony. Truly, the Ogor is the enemy of all that is beautiful and good. They are the ugliness of the realm's natural order made manifest. In the era of the beast, they surge across the lands with ever greater vigor, their unholy appetites sent into overdrive by the thumping, animalistic hunger of the realms themselves. They have learned to barter, bargain, and even fight for reward, but only a fool puts their faith in civilized ogres for long. To them, today's ally is no more than tomorrow's meal. It is a truth that all must learn in time. To underestimate the ogor, is to be devoured. Welcome to the garage, you tools. For the next three hours or thereabouts, we're going to do our best to keep informed, entertained, and have a few laughs along the way. Bringing you gut busters and, uh, <laughs> and storm meat. riders and gastromancy, meat. the greatest. Yes, meat. Meat. Gastromancy, the greatest of all magics, the magic of sharing a meal. Yeah. Us um, thinlings are going to talk about it. <laughs> That's right, us thinlings. Me, Dave Whitek, and you... Chris Walker. How That's are you? Right. I'm good, man. We're talking a little quiet today, and it is not because we're tired. We're talking a little quiet because it is 8 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. <laughs> and I'm trying to be considerate of my son, who lives down here in the crypt, yeah. and is about 40 feet away from me, who may or may not still be sleeping because he has to work. So, mm. um, uh, Oh, and a full disclosure right now, the bell will not be happening this episode. I will. Ding, ding. Fa- there you go. You can be the, you can be the bell, because mm-hmm. if I ring that, that's just rude. It's at this point. <laughs> uh, so, did, dude, Harrison got a job. Ooh. 
Doing what? Like a job type job, doing stuff in his field. I don't wow. know exactly what he does. Like, but he's been okay. applying, and he finally gets a job. It's <clears throat> it's fully remote. Okay. So they sent him computers and monitors, and it's all set up down here. Wow. He works a nine to five, Monday through Friday. It's doing. St- I I don't quite know exactly what it is, but it's like uh, it's a company, and it do, does it sets up surveys for other companies and things. Mm-hmm. So he's got to program up the surveys, set them up, make sure they run right, uh, then go c- compile and analyze the data. Wow. I mean, he's got a math degree. It's math type stuff, you know. Sure. Yeah. Um. But this this kid, so he gets this job starting December 5th. It's a Monday through Friday gig. Mm-hmm. He works Friday through Monday at the game store. Okay. He doesn't necessarily want to quit his job. He just wants to cut back the hours because, A, mm-hmm. he likes working at the game store. Mm-hmm. And, B, you know, uh, he gets a discount. Mm-hmm. So he talks to his boss, and his boss asks him, you know, can you just keep your normal schedule till the end of the year? And mm-hmm. then in January, he goes to just Friday and Monday. So Friday, he'll work his 9 to 5 and then go run Friday Night Magic. Oh, nice. So he's like works from 8 a.m. <laughs> yeah. to like midnight. Yeah. Then Mondays, he works from 8 a.m. until 10 p.m. So two days a week, he does that. But for right now, like basically, it was <laughs> January, uh, January, or no, December 2nd. Yeah. He hasn't had a day off since December 2nd. Oh, man. And he wouldn't have a day off, except when they hired him, they prorated his vacation time, which means he had one vacation day. Yeah. And they're like, you have to burn it before the end of the year. So his birthday is Wednesday, so he took off on his birthday. Nice. But so he's working like 19 days in a row. Ugh. Yeah, and he's on the last three days, and he is feeling (laughs) it at this point. (laughs) He has worked 16 days in a row, and he's just like, ugh. And the only reason it's going to be done... Now is because Saturday and Sunday are Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and the game mm-hmm. store will be closed. Yeah. So he's actually like he's going like after after Tuesday, then he's going to be on normal, or you know this week actually after this mm-hmm. week he'll be on he'll have weekends off. He'll have his weekends off for the first time in like you know six years. Yeah, I remember when that happened to me. When I yeah. Got, you know what I mean? It's like you get out of the Navy, you're working like a regular job. Wow, I have. Saturday and Sunday off. This is amazing. Right. Yeah. But I'm so proud of him. Like, he got a job. And okay, and okay. Yeah. Once again, folks, teaching may be a noble profession, but, you know, really think about what you're doing. I've been doing this job for 20 years, right? Yeah. It took me forever to finish college. I was working different jobs. I've been teaching for 20 years. This kid's making almost as much as I do. Mm-hmm. His starting salary. This is what happens when you have a degree that people value. Yeah, my daughter's a nurse, and oh uh, yeah, yeah, she started. You know, she got she's been out of school for about a year, about two years. Yeah, and she's she's already making. You know what? You know what us working stiffs make. You know, he's making upper five figures starting. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah. great for him. Yeah, he's living at home. His whole plan is. Just to keep a little bit more than he was making at the game store because he was mm-hmm. living just fine off the game store. Mm-hmm. Keep a little extra for himself so he can have some fun. The rest goes in the bank. And when he's, yeah. gonna, he's the plan is his regular college loans will be paid off in five years. And then mm-hmm. his the, the government loans, hopefully he'll get that paid off in almost the same amount of time. Nice. And I'm like, yeah, pay off your loans in five years. You'll be like 27 and debt free. 
yeah. making like adult money. I'm like, then live here a couple more years. You can move right into a freaking house. You don't even need to get a like have an apartment if you don't want. Right. Like yep. you know, he's he, look. He's a good kid. He's not going to live here till he's forty. He doesn't want to live here forever. <laughs> you know, but he yeah. also like I'm like, there's no reason to move out while you have. Lots yeah. of student loans. I'm right. like, work and pay it off in a, you know, mm-hmm. as quick as you can. And he's, I mean, he works hard. I'm proud of him. I'm really excited. And that has yeah. nothing to do with Warhammer, but I just, I, 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 I'm, I'm telling yeah, everybody. Yeah. That's cool. You know, so the, like. So the key takeaway is stay in school into a, in a field that, you know, people yeah. want to hire you at. Yeah, I mean, oh, you can <laughs> health, get it. Health, healthcare, technical stuff, computer stuff. Yeah, exactly, kind of thing. because you can be a teacher and do people. You know, it's sure. a it's a good job. Like I love my job, and mm-hmm. it's a cool thing to do. However, <laughs> <laughs> unless you really crush for your masters fast and get into a really good district and start doing mm-hmm. extra things like picking up all the extra curriculars and stuff like that, yeah, yeah it's not a job that 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 people uh i'll say it's a job people respect and people value not Mm -hmm. monetarily (laughs) Mm -hmm. well you're about done with your masters right um oh yes speaking of which i turned in my last assignment on that's great i turned in my last assignment on wednesday at four o'clock now the school ends like the actual semester ends today Okay. So uh, the formality of getting my last grades is here but i've already like i can't fail like okay. even if my last paper, I, I I had to get a twenty percent on my last paper <laughs> in order to graduate. Like that's the scores. Like you know because you have to have a B on yeah. this on the final cap, so you can't get less than a B. So if I get twenty percent on my final paper, mm-hmm. I've got a B and I pass and I graduate. So I graduate. That's great. <laughs> I'm so excited. This All is right. the best news. Because you know what this means? More time for Warhammer. We are going to yeah. actually have time to do stuff again. Yeah. Uh, last four weeks has been hell, but it's wonderful. Fantastic. Okay, so let's run through this stuff too because we have been yammering, bammering, and just talking stupid and not Warhammer. So, yeah. sponsors, Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstore, Chaos Orc Superstore, Chaos Orc Superstore, Chaos Orc Superstore. Six Squared Studios for all your basing, MDF needs, uh, tokens, trivets, and of course, 3D printing, and of course, here get get the bell ready. Oh. Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois. Ding ding. There's always something happening at Grognard Games. Grognards. Uh, also, our Patreon sponsors. Thank you to everyone who thinks this show is worth giving money to when you don't have to. That includes our associate producers Jake C and James Brown. Our executive producer, Scotty Milne, the wonderful Scotty Milne, and our newest patrons. Now, it's been a while since we've recorded, and I am apologizing, folks, for being behind. December, Like I said, I had two grad school classes. I doubled down so I could finish before the end of the calendar year. So for four weeks, I have been crazy busy. You've been busy. Mm -hmm. but So we got a couple of new patrons. I want to thank Andrew Auberger, Andy C., and back again is AJC. So All Andy right. C. So we got the AAA here. Andrew, nice. Andy, Andrew, and AJC. Andy, AJC. Wonderful. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you all for being part of the 1% that make this show and everything we do on it possible. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, Chris, that we do have voicemail. Oh, yes. Yes. Hey, and we I'm excited about it. Several voicemails. Fantastic. Now, Love it. And they're they're they're. Oh, we have three. One was one was sent in, I think, re-recorded. Um, 
they're kind of long too. So okay, well, um, we've got buckle the, in, folks. Yeah, buckle up, get ready because these things are close to hitting the time limit. There is a three minute time limit on the voicemail. It will beep wow. and cut you off after three minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it assumes that if you haven't said it in that time that you 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 butt dialed and you're not actually leaving a message. <laughs> but here is our first voicemail and i know this is a long go before the first segment in fact yeah but you know what we're gonna we're gonna have plenty of things so let's hit this here and um here we go hey guys uh my name is ezra thomas i've been living up in the chicago area for the past year i used to play um i used to play 40k I started more gaming through War, uh, War Machine uh, back in 2010, and um, I had some buddies that got me into 40K about three years ago. Um, and, uh, you know, I started going through a lot of podcasts because, you know, podcasts are are the best way to figure out how to play a game. Uh, so uh, I stumbled upon Garage Hammer back in... Uh, second edition AOS and uh, it really got me into uh, or it helped me get into uh, Maggot Kid of Nurgle and um, you know third edition came out for AOS and it, uh, I uh, stopped playing a- AOS because I didn't like the new Maggot Kid rules um, and uh, I, I kept listening to Grash Hammer and you know it I, I I just like how animate you guys are and how uh, how informative you get into the, the, the lore and whatnot. And, um, you know, you actually got me back into uh, Night Hunt for, uh, for third edition. And um, it's... Uh, I, I still really thoroughly enjoy the game. I, uh, I haven't got a chance to play at Grognard yet uh, since I've moved here, but uh, I'm really looking forward to trying to get a game in out there. Um, but, uh, you know, like, you you guys are like, a, a great asset to the, the community, or at least my community. I know um, when I played over in uh, North Carolina, there was a few guys that... that about your guys' podcast. Really, I really enjoyed uh, everything you guys do. So I appreciate uh, the content you guys put out as, as much as you do, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll keep coming back, even if I do end up getting out of oh, again, which I don't think is going to happen in the foreseeable future. Uh, thanks for thanks for. Uh, everything and uh, take care okay so he actually moved up to chicago and wants to get a game in at grognards bro you Fantastic. should just, you should email us ezra email uh you know uh garage hammer at live.com yeah because uh, you know first of all if, if if someone wants a game you know like that you could say i need a game like three times in a row and just like beetlejuice chris will appear <laughs> like <laughs> 
it's it's, yeah. it's insane how yeah. much Chris is it, get. You know, he's he's the man to get the games in, but especially now over over break because we got mm-hmm. Christmas break. I can I can I can go and play a game too. Holy Wee. cow! Yeah, I, I mean Christmas break doesn't start yet. I got finals that I'm given finals, but I I'll be. I'll be free starting Thursday for two weeks. Wow. Yeah, I'm so, off. The week after next, I'm off a week. So, so that, See, so we, got a, we got a game. Mm-hmm. We got to get a game in. All right, here we go. Next uh, message. This one's from Australia. Wow. Woo. All right, hold on. Wait, it's from Australia. Nope, that's not it. Nope. There we go. G'day, guys. Roy here from Australia. I'm a tree hugger and ocean nerd, so Sylvanus and Artemis are all the way. My question to you guys is this. Could Kurnos come back? I know Kurnos was lost when Orion died, as we don't make her stop the rebirth cycle. But Cena Lirial's spell bring back the Oath of Ages, so maybe with him not needing a host and maybe being manifested by her, possibly Kurnos could come back to the god? I don't know much about the old world. Correct me if I'm wrong, please. But I think this might be a way to bring him back. Maybe like Teclas' Moon Kitty or Pregnos. He'll be more at Beast Hill God. Anyway, keep up the great work, guys. Okay, that Heck was, yeah, I'm that, all about that. That was a yes. little hard to hear, but basically bring he Kurnoth wants Orion, a Kurnoth to come back. <laughs> Why not? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're going to do that, that would be really cool i know a lot of people who want to see wood elves like wood elves mm-hmm. come the wander back. the wanderers yeah they're the wanderers war dancers now. dude is was... there anything more age of sigma than a war dancer i don't know i mean they're so crazy like they would fit in they're like the original like skirmish unit right war dancers oh they were so much fun and every model was I owned all yeah. of them? Like I yeah. know you did too. Because yeah, I got it, how yeah. could you not? Like right. every model was unique. Every mm-hmm. one of those was cool. Because mm-hmm. they were, oh, that was such a. Uh, Can you I, imagine like a, a new, They were my like, second army. Yeah. I loved. Yeah, a new war dancer kit would just. Could you imagine what they could do with that? Yeah, the sculpt the sculpts that they could do with the new plastics and techniques that they got that they would make for these crazy war dancers like jumping off rocks swinging from branches swinging yeah. on vines you know and I, it would be it would live be live in the realm of life be like a subset like i mean and you could totally and you could have Alarial in that book yeah just like yeah. they put techless right. in and, every and death Crag, book and, and cragnoses in all the destruction books yeah yeah a Kurnoth Hunters book or a Kurnoth Orion book. I don't know. something. Yeah, and then you just have the Wood Elves coming back with those gorgeous models, and yeah. you know that would sell. And oh. look, I'm not a person who's going to sit here and be like, bring back the Tomb Kings, bring back the mm-hmm. bring back mm-hmm. the Bretonians. Look, I love those armies, and I know yeah. what, but I know what's, you know, I get Well, here's happening. the deal. Like the army could totally fit, yeah. though. Well, yeah. wanderer, wanderers are in the lore. Right. They're the still got, here. Yeah, they're still here. They're the just, Glade what dark, are they in? The, like, are they... Cities of Sigmar. Are they in Cities of Sigmar? But there's only like a couple of units. Right. It's like the, uh, the both units on... Yeah. One unit on deers, one unit on horses, the guys with the bows. And you can leave that yeah. there, just like you left the old high elves and the old dark mm-hmm. elf models in Cities of Sigmar. You yeah. can leave it there, and yeah. you could 100% have a new breed that's not, that's you know, right. those guys were like the ones who kind of were off there, and now that they're doing their thing, they stay there. Right. You know, I mean, because the Realm Lords came back, and they're different, mm-hmm. you know, and they're but different kind of models. The same. But, you, yeah. but yeah, but the but those, the old high elves still stay 
They do. As a Cities of Sigmar unit, they don't mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. And it would be, honestly, I think that one, the only thing I want more is is living under the mountain dwarves. Yeah. I want the dwarves to come back. And Tyrion. New Duarden. Oh, yes, Tyrion. Well, I mean, in Malarian, <laughs> but you know Tyrion's yeah. going to come eventually. You know yeah. Malarian's going to come yeah. eventually. Right. You don't know. Yeah, but a, a true a, a true Duarden, yeah, under the mountain, cannons, thunderers, the whole deal, miners, that thing. Yeah. You could even wrap that up with, because it's such a small list, mm-hmm. you could do a Maw Tribes or a War Clans, and you could have... Because the Fire Slayers live under the mountains, too. You they could do. have the Fire Slayers in that. You could combine them into that book mm, if you need to. Seriously, yeah. I'm just, I mean, we all know my first love of this game was was dwarves. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see them back. But, yeah. Uh, uh, my, first back... Painted Army, my first Painted Army was Chaos Dwarves, believe it or not. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love Chaos Dwarves. I <laughs> flipping love Chaos Dwarves. And I have mm. Barnett's because he doesn't yeah. play anymore. And he yeah. he's like... Yeah. He had all that stuff in storage, and I'm like, give it to me. Now I yeah. have all that stuff in my storage, yeah. but I could totally bust out Barnett's Chaos Dwarves, and he's got enough to field a legit <laughs> army, too. Yeah, all on Goblin Green bases. And the thing sweet. is, they come up constantly in the yeah. lore now. They are yeah. in Slaves to Darkness lore a bunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and they've got a unit. They got a unit called Sons of Hashute. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, they're humans, yeah. but they're. They've got the bull helms and all mm-hmm. the whole thing. Like, come on. If there's other people worshiping Hashut, why aren't why aren't the yeah. bring back the Chaos Dwarden, the bad yeah. the bad boys of, yeah. of the stunty race. <laughs> oh uh, so good. Okay. We got one more and then um we're then we're gonna take a break because we've been going like mm-hmm. twenty minutes. And, oh boy. Okay, yeah. I, hey, I apologize, folks. I was I got sidetracked with all my exciting Real life news that has nothing to do with this show. Um, <laughs> if it runs real long, maybe I'll edit it. But you know me, especially since we're so behind. I'm probably going to try to get this episode out today. Cool. Especially since we're recording the Christmas episode tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here we got we got a call from Dallas, Texas. Woo! Hey, uh, this is uh, Dalton from Dallas, Texas. Um, I, I left a voicemail earlier, but I, uh, like I screwed it up at some point and it might be in y'all's inbox. I can just ignore that last one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got that. But I wanted to thank y'all for what y'all do. It's a very entertaining podcast. I listen to it all the time when I'm driving around, uh, doing deliveries and stuff, uh, which I do as like a side gig to pay for college and stuff. Cause it's not cheap. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I got into the hobby about, Three or four months ago, I'd say. Oh, wow. This summer. New guy. Started playing off your phone reapers, and uh, the way I really got into it was I was sitting around watching my friends pour over their respective armies, rule books, and the core rules book, trying to figure it out because they were also new to it. And got into the hobby, got my rules book, started trying to optimize my army, and I, I would only ever play against them. And what I really wanted to know was how their armies functioned and worked. So I started doing research online, trying to find stuff. And then, lo and behold, I stumble across y'all's podcast, uh-huh. where y'all do very helpful, you know, lore and rule analysis and stuff like that. And it also just kind of gave me the feeling of, like, right back when I started the hobby, where I was just sitting in a room, listening to my friends, pour over rule books 
talk about how cool things were, trying to figure out how things will work together, and that's really what y'all do on the show. So it's uh, yep. rather refreshing <laughs> to tune in to y'all uh, every once in a while and listen to an episode. I used uh, y'all's Sylvaness, Hinata uh, Sonesh, and Soul Black Gravelord's videos to uh, learn about my uh, friends' armies so that I can... Uh, I keep the best now on a regular basis. So, great. <laughs> so yeah, I just want to thank y'all for what y'all do and uh, hope y'all have a good one. Take care. That's awesome. That's oh, yeah. great. He listens to us for rules stuff. That's a first. Yeah, man. Okay, so I, cutting we, edge content over here. Yep. I don't often do the voice to Google voice translate stuff. Yeah. But I just want to point out because this was so much fun. He started playing, uh, he said, Ossiarch, uh, wait, where the hell the phones? I started doing research. Oh, it was in here. It was so funny. Um, oh, I can't find it now. It was just, it was, it was so. Um, Google Translate? Yeah. Butchering Ossiarch Bone butchering Reapers? It. Oh, so much. He denies of Slanesh was he and I will just mash. <laughs> That's what it says here. <laughs> that seems strangely appropriate. I know. And sold like uh, grave lords uh, okay. instead of soul blight grave lords. I know. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, he started playing Ossiarch Bone Reapers, and Google Translate said, started playing off of your phone repairs. <laughs> I and here's the thing it's on my phone right and I got the phone and I'm yeah. hooking it up and when I go to play the voice if I don't touch it for a minute it goes it, to, yeah. to, to rest mode and that stops playing the voicemail so I have okay. to just kind of every you know 40 seconds or so kind of scroll so I just scroll up on the text and yeah. read along while it's doing the message so that I can so I make sure it doesn't go to sleep mode and yeah. I'm always reading this, and Google Translate is, ju- I mean, the voice to, you know, message it's comedy. Yeah, it's comedy gold right it there. It's wonderful. Uh, all right, so that's all our <laughs> voicemails. If you folks cool. want to leave a voicemail. Do it. Send us a voicemail. We love them. You can call and leave one at 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's right. That's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. International callers dial 00, and then 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's right now. Um, yes, do it. We're going to take a break. It's been forever. Mm. And when mm. we come back, we are going to dive into ogre lore and the ogre armies. Um, I love that this book is split up so nicely for us. And even in the uh, where they where, where the units are in the book, they have mm-hmm. all the um, gut busters and then all of the. Storm Riders, what, uh, what you, um, uh, Beast Claw Raiders. Yeah. Uh, even where they have, because normally, you know, they do all the heroes first, mm-hmm. and then they have Gutbuster heroes, then Gutbuster regulars, then they have, uh, you know, Storm, uh, they're not Storm, um, why do I keep forgetting the name of the guys who are riding the stuff? The, um, the Beast Claw? Beast Claw Raiders. I, yeah. yeah. Uh, their, their lords come after that. Like, they've mm-hmm. literally clumped them the way I always like to you to cover them yeah. which yeah. is like by faction mm-hmm. when it has huge faction breaks like that so yeah this this book is slightly put together a little bit differently than the other ones do you notice that it's, it it's is a, it is yeah and I hope they keep doing it this way mm-hmm. for these ones that have 
complete separate factions because yeah. this makes it really easy to find your stuff right. to put it together. You're not yeah, flipping... you, you could right. You can put little stickies in there and just go right to the yep. faction that you're playing. Here's you. my beast claws. Here's my gut mm-hmm. busters. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna take a break. I'm gonna have a sip of coffee because it's eight in the morning. I'm usually. It is. We're usually having a, a frosty um, uh, diet soda or um, you know other beverage, and now it's coffee. I, I think this might be the first time I'm drinking coffee while doing the show. Wow! Because we're it's always in the evening, and I'm yeah. usually not drinking coffee that late. But here yes. we go. So we'll we be go. back, and uh, when we back, um, some pretty awesome ogre stuff. Indeed. Folks, Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we're back. Hey. We are back. Hello. So in the break, we started to talk about this, and, I, I, and then I stopped myself and said, oh, we should we should talk about this in the show. Yeah. Um, the lore in this book is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I was complaining, like, last episode, how Sons of Bayamot, like, well, not complaining, saying how much I liked the lore in that book because it, it's it's thicker now. It's a little more fleshed out. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. They, they... Uh, I, Ogres always like even remember in the old books where they would show you the yes. units and then remember the old like I'm talking fantasy books they would yep. have the lit list and then they would have the like on the little side of the of the page they would have like a little picture of the unit and maybe yeah. a little quote yeah and it was like iron blasters it was like boom ha 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 right. like it was always just like they seemed like morons mm-hmm. they and, were they were like the ultimate you you just buy the army because it's Mm-hmm. good and you push it forward and right. you don't have to think about it kind of that's it, the way the army's always kind of like to me it was like okay it's but a now push it yeah. it's yeah it, mm. and i i just like that it's not just like that anymore by the way yeah they're not mindless they're far no. from mindless right as were the and honestly i gotta i want to just i'm surprised how not mindless sons of Bayamot are Right. Like, they seem, like, they look, even the models, their faces, they look unintelligent. Mm-hmm. Especially the ale guzzlers, gargants. Mm-hmm. Like the, right. The, yeah, they're, like, slack-jawed, kind of, like, blah. Yeah, they yeah, look, yeah. they look deficient, you know, like, yeah. mentally, right? They don't, yeah. they just look like they're not <laughs> smart. Yeah. And it's like, and even in here, you find, it talks about how, and I love how they put old world lore into new world lore with the Sky Titans. Yeah. 
because that Iron Blasters were in the old thing, and it's like they got the Iron Blast from the Sky Titans, and we're like, what are the Sky Titans? Right. Now, it, it is weird. They never if you did know the tell us. World that, yeah. That they, they do re- in this one. Yeah, they re they recycled that and put it here, and it's like, oh, those were Sons of Bamont. Sons yeah. of Bamont in the realm of life that actually. Yeah, they lived in a, like a they lived in like a big tower. A legit civilization up mm-hmm. on the Grand Torque. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. here it's like these guys, they're not they they just their religion is eating. Yeah. Which is such an interesting take. Mm-hmm. Like we've heard like the Great Maw, there used to be those spells, and the Great Maw was the big in fact there was a giant It was a maw pit. pit. A maw yeah. the maw pit in the world yeah. that was, if you don't yeah. know. And that was I forget who it was, tried to destroy them all by calling down a giant meteor. I don't remember. Uh, do you really? remember this lore, though? They tried I to destroy... vaguely, yeah. They tried to destroy all the ogres by dropping a giant meteor in their homeland. Was it? I don't remember. I, but it, this did happen, and, yeah. it, and it made this huge gaping hole in the ground, but there was something there that was unnatural and it might have been something that was already in the ground, but they heard these noises and it's what seemed like breathing and it looked like a giant open mouth. Like a mouth, yeah. Yeah, with like teeth and stuff. Like, right. Yeah, and, boulders for teeth, that kind of thing. And yeah. so they believed it to be a god and it, their hunger. Mm-hmm. And when they were near it, it in, it actually interacted like somewhat with them and stuff. And now this is that same lore, but just sort of adjusted. Um, yeah. So much cool stuff. Also, the pictures. Can we talk a little mm. bit about the art? Now, on the very page where they've got that the that that first page, sort of like the intro bit of over arc yeah, lore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first of all, what a great okay. picture. But he's got like normal teeth with fangs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I uh and you always picture them just like a really large, sort of normal person. But when you look at the rest of these pictures, and granted the old ones have this weird sort of I like some of them better than others. Let's put it that way. Yes, some of them are better than others, but what I really like are that their teeth and their mouths in some of the mm-hmm. old artwork. Mm-hmm. They're just jaggedy. Oh yeah, and when they open their mouths wide, it's just gross, big teeth kind of sticking outward, not straight up and down. Interesting. Okay, yeah. Uh, and if you look at that, it's like, and then you read the lore, and it's like they actually use that when they're fighting like they will bite you yeah they take bites out of you and that's i i'm like oh okay in fact yeah if you look on page uh, 35 in your book yeah it's the old cover yeah you look at like their teeth are not just broken but they're kind of mm-hmm. jutted outwards and i'm like oh mm-hmm. this is where the differences come in this is where they're sort of geared up for being able to eat eat what eat anything anything and they do eat anything Mm-hmm. It's crazy, and it's this is like I said. I just I went through this almost like between this and Sons of Bamot. I'm like, this is going to be a quick read because this is going to be kind of boring. You know, they're big, they're dumb, they like to yeah. eat things, they like to break things, and that's and they're not. That's not mm-hmm. what they are. And I was loving this. Yeah, although I think my favorite part of one of these pictures is that two page spread on six and seven. Six and seven. Oh yeah, it's not the ogres that I like. It's a little knoblar. He's in the bottom right corner. He's making away with the helmet of the Chaos Warrior. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And the uh just the guy the big uh I'm assuming it's a tyrant yeah. swinging that hammer and you mm-hmm. just seeing the Chaos Warriors flying. Yeah. And those those they're corn warriors. They're all mm-hmm. red with the helmets. Yep. And they are in the air just yeah. flying. 
Right. Because these guys are brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy. Well, let's jump into it, okay? Yeah, yeah. Lumbering to victory. <laughs> so these guys, they fight, it says, not only with large blunt instruments, but with fists and teeth, taking bite out of their foes in the middle of the battle. Yeah. Um, they can grow up to 10 feet tall and easily reach half that in girth. Five yeah. feet, feet wide. wide. Not five feet, feet around. Tall. Right. <clears throat> five feet wide. Yeah. Uh, where a plague of locusts would devour a field of crops, the ogres eat the farmers, the animals, the haystacks, and likely some palatable bits of the farmhouse in the bargain. <laughs> and then they start talking about their maw paths. So they have their like home base. Right? Yeah. It's like a gut fort. Mm-hmm. They have a gut fort. And then they, they head out and they basically do like a, a circle. Yeah. They, uh, these, these circles, they just keep back. It's like a switchbacks on a mountain. It's basically like a spiral that instead yeah. of never touching itself, it, it, it when it comes around to that one part in the spiral, that, yeah. it's the maw fort. So they go around, they mm-hmm. basically gather, and they don't just eat everything in their path, they collect a bunch of it too. Because they bring it home and have a party to celebrate right. their yeah. successful. Yeah, it's, it's an ever wide. It's, it's like an ever wider circle it's called the Maw Path. Right, and then they just go. Okay, we 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 ate all this. Let's go out farther. And I'm assuming mm-hmm. that eventually, like they went through that path, people will come back. Things will come back there. Yeah, and they'll start over. Yeah, or, they can start over. Yeah, or they get defeated. They all die, and yeah. then you yeah. know what I mean? Because. That will that happen. I mean, that, yeah, that happens, you know. But it's these ever widening paths, and it looks like, you know, if they continue this way, they would eat everything. But then you got to think about it. If for the length of time it takes them to travel there, right? Things would move back. In fact, there is a part in the lore where when they left, somebody went in, and you have that with cities of Sigmar running in and taking down their gut yeah. fort and replacing it with a, a storm keep, a storm keep, while or they're a- gone. And basically, then the job is just to kill them before they break back in, which doesn't always work. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think they, they kind of, I mean, this is obviously written from the perspective of the ogres, but you also kind of mentioned, like, the ogres aren't, they're not indestructible. No. You know what I mean? They, they, they have their But they weaknesses. are tough. They, yeah. They are tough, but they're not indestructible, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, and I just wanted to point out another picture here if we're talking about pictures because I'm mm-hmm. looking at these pictures. And, you know, they jam bones through their skin, sort of like yeah. the orcs do, and mm-hmm. all these little trinkets that supposedly make them more powerful. Yeah. Can we look on page 45? Mm-hmm. Uh, How did there. he get that into his chest that way? He's oh, got a sword. A sword. <laughs> Under uh, the skin. And here's the thing. It is... The, it, the fle- now, unless the flesh closed up over it, it's yeah. covering the narrowest part of the sword, which means yeah. that cut had to be much <laughs> larger to get it in and through. <laughs> and why? Why does he have that there? Like, that just makes no sense to me. It's, yeah, that's like, like interesting. That must just be a trophy. It's obviously, but like, what? Like, what is happening with this? You know, it just... Yeah. Like, it seems like if he moved funnier while he was sleeping, it would just cut its way through his skin. Like, it's <laughs> just, that is the weirdest of all the trophies jammed into their skin of everything I've seen in this book. Yeah, that's a good one. But yeah, so let's let's talk real quick. Hmm. You know, maw pads, like you said, it's these ever-expanding circles. Yeah. 
And it, it says it like, looks I, like... I really... I, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, sorry. No, go ahead. I, I just... I was just... I really like the the explanation on the, the double page spread with the March of the Meat Fists. It's, yes. It's super cool on 10 and 11. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're definitely going to get to that. And it shows yeah. like the, the, the things that they were doing and how it goes through. Yeah. yeah. Um, what is also so, interesting is that Gorka Morka, this is one of the big changes. Or, yeah. you know, as they've read, um, it's still Gorka Morka. Before yeah, the, gulping, it, the gulping god is the ogre's sort of deity, is yeah. Gorkamorka. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it basically, it looks, and they said that their maw paths start to look like Gorkamorka has taken a bite out mm. of the realm. And the act of eating is the way to connect with him. And um, it says, fortunately for those upon whom the ogres prey, these fleshy juggernauts are rather dim-witted. It says they're as thick as two short planks, but they have intelligence enough to nail those planks together and bash you to death with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> yeah. Uh, and their culture, they have a culture, and it's basically rigorous feeding, easy violence, and amusing bodily functions. So you're reading this, and you're like, wow, these guys are kind of dumb and terrible. Mm-hmm. But then um, there's other interesting things here. Eating is everything. Yeah, And there's constant reminders in the book, which is some of the way I love about how this is written. And Ogre trusts their club. You know what I'm saying? It's like they yep. love their clubs. They trust them and will eat it only in the direst of circumstances because <laughs> they right. eat anything. And if they're starving, they will eat their own armor and their clubs and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it talks about the two the two distinct uh, subcultures, which is the Gut Busters, who is basically all the foot soldiers. Yeah, it's all your classic mm-hmm. Ogre Gluttons, lead belchers, yep, uh, tyrants, butchers, iron guts, like yeah. those guys. And then you've got beast claw raiders, mm-hmm. which uh, are the uh, stone horns, thunder tusks, um, the mornfang, the Ever- yetis. Yeah. Now the Everwinter is. Uh, I still don't quite understand the Everwinter. Yeah, it's kind of an odd concept. Yeah, it's this storm that follows them, but when they go through and they're gone, is the storm gone? Like, because it's obviously not no, just it follows them, right? But I'm saying is yeah. it's gone from the area that it ran yeah. through, so it's yeah. basically like a storm that yeah. just follows them, mm-hmm. and they, or they follow it. Well, no, it's behind them because if they wait too well, long and true. it catches yeah. them, they've been known to freeze themselves. Even yeah, the tough that's ones true. have frozen. That's true. If they you talk don't about keep how moving. They, they, they talk about how when the Gutbusters and the Beast Claw Raiders are together in the same army, that the Gutbusters don't like it. No, and they have to stay quite a bit ahead. Mm-hmm. They're almost like the vanguard of the mm-hmm. uh, of them because they're it. They will freeze. Yeah, they'll get frozen into the ground. It says they are a force like no other, a massive pack of heavy-duty cavalry that smashes home among a whirling, freezing storm of ice. And and it's and they're right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at their and it's it's all stone horns and thunder tusks. In fact, mm-hmm. there's three versions of each. There's the one with your hero, your wizard hero, and your non-hero. Yeah. So you've got three thunder tusks, three stone horns, and then you've got the ice brow hunter with his frost sabers, mm-hmm. and then you've got yetis and mornfang. Like that's yeah. that's that whole sub faction. It's small. that used to be. Remember that used to be its own book. That was its own book, and that was yeah. yeah th- I'm glad they just sort of put these two yeah. together. Yeah, for sure. Um, they don't have. Interestingly enough, they don't have. I mean, they have separate 
p- bonuses and and items and stuff, but they don't have mm-hmm. any sort of separate, uh, I guess, specialties mm-hmm. for them. They've wrapped it all into one. Unlike the ogres, who I mean, the orcs. Unlike the orcs, who have those obviously those three separate specialties, and you can run them as a mixed or as individuals. Yeah, this doesn't have a mixed and individual. Maybe just because it's only two. Mm-hmm. But it's still, I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, the Maw Path. And it's <laughs> many a wise man has left his home behind without looking back at the approach of a hungry, hungry band of ogres. Yeah, they just leave. Uh, I would. Yeah. Like, you know, these guys literally eat everything. Yeah, unless you're living in like a heavily fortified, like Dawnbringer Crusade town. Mm hmm. I mean, there's no reason to stay. Right. They're gonna. They're probably gonna eat everything. Even if they ignore you, they're gonna eat everything around you, and then you're gonna be living in like a wasteland for a while. Yeah, they're like locust. Like he says, but on a bigger scale. Right. Um, it talks about some. Go- you know, they build oversized dwellings. They like caves. But um, and there are and I love they talk about the underguts, which we don't. Yeah, this is just a little this is one of those little just a touch of lore that we don't get big stories on. Mm-hmm. But I'm interested in they live underground. Yeah. So their eyes adjust to a troglodytic lifestyle, preying mm-hmm. on unusual forms of life that dwell beneath the surface of the realms. Right. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. What is and we hear almost nothing else about that. But so once you adopt this and it becomes your glut hold. I, I was calling it gut hold forever. It's glut hold. Okay. Glut hold, yeah. Uh, gluttons, there you go. Uh, it will be defended fiercely. And so they run out there, and it's like you said, these these circular maw paths that they, they run, basically it's a giant crusade. They run out, mm-hmm. they eat and hunt everything in their path, and bring home a ton, have a party, and then when they're out of food again or running low, they do yeah, it they again. Go by, yeah. Now this is a new concept, isn't it? In, uh, for this book, this I, maw path? No. Like they talked about maw paths before. Well, never the, like there was this... a picture, and they showed what, and they basically said, this is what they do, this is how they go out and get food. Mm-hmm. The the extent to which they described it was not okay. before. Like that okay. thing you liked with the on page 10? Yeah, with the, 10, yeah. With yeah. The, the March of the Meat Fist? Yeah. Yeah, that's new. That, yeah, that's super cool. It's great. And it, it, it once again, it turns them from mindless eating machines. Yeah, they got a plan. To, so, like, yeah, this is not, I mean, they ain't bright. Right. But this is their religion. This, this is, is the, uh, well, this is their civilization. Yeah. This is, right? Yeah, it makes, it, it, it actually makes sense right, on, a, on a bigger yeah. scale than yeah. just they're hungry. Right. You know? Yeah, because before it seemed like they were just hungry and they had no, no, path like no they weren't really following anything they were just doing things just based on a whim and now they actually seem like they have a you know uh, but i do like that there's a bit of an a animalistic plan. side to it still sure because they are still not bright um in fact one of the things i love about this is they go out on these you know part pilgrimage part crusade right it yeah. is a religious thing they mm-hmm. run through when they get back to the glut hold they bring all this stuff in, all the leftovers, and the butchers and the slaughtermasters start cooking. Okay? Yeah. And they love a good meal. Like, they, they will eat anything, and you would think that they wouldn't care about taste or flavor or anything. Mm. They do. Yeah, not like, true. Yeah, exactly. You know, but I, I suppose it's like when you're out, I mean, I don't want to compare it to our military per se, but think about this. 
when you're out, they're out on the, on the maw path. They're out on a mm-hmm. religious pilgrimage, which slash you know crusade slash whatever. You know, when you're in the military and you're out in the field, you know, you're getting rations and stuff like that. Which yeah, sure. And from what I understand, they ain't that great. Right. I mean, I mean, they're we, yeah. we had we had we, we had good food on the submarine, but you know. But yeah. I'm talking, you know, if you're out there eating rations, yeah, it's MRE, not, MREs. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, MRE, I've seen people who have great. the, yeah, they're not sweet. No. But when you get home, you still like to go out and have a good meal. Absolutely. And that's what they do. When they're out there, they're eating, you know, people, armor, rocks. You right. know, literally, they eat rocks. If they have to. If they have to. Mm-hmm. You know, because they literally will eat anything. But then they get home and the butchers start a cooking. Mm-hmm. And it says, look, hundreds or even thousands of ogres, which is honestly, if you try to picture it in your head, it's horrifying. Yeah. These guys are bigger than space marines. Yep. You know, and th- all they like to do is eat. They feast, fight, and pair off to give praise to the gulping god in great celebration of virility that some months later births the next generation of ogres. Yeah, it says so. They, they give the weight of an ogre in here. In English terms, well, okay. s- sixty stone. A stone is what twenty pounds? Let's I see. think. I'll that look it up. I'll look it up. Because that, yeah, sixty stone would be twelve hundred pounds. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So these guys weigh as much as a car. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, and I just love the fact that they get back, and it's this huge. Okay, and you know what I'm kind of picturing it like, and I know mm. it's not. Remember in the second Matrix movie when they have the weird big like party orgy in Zion when they all get home? Oh yeah, <laughs> like with the dance and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I'm kind of picturing <laughs> that. Here it is. Sixty stone is eight hundred and forty pounds. Oh okay, so it's okay. A stone is uh, fourteen pounds. Oh, fourteen pounds. Okay, so less than twenty. Obviously, I was off yeah. by quite a bit, but still eight hundred forty pounds. That's big. Yeah. That's big. Mm-hmm. And they've got armor on, and they've got huge clubs. And, right. Yeah. But so we have ogre women. Obviously, they have to have you know them, and they've yeah. got ogre babies happening. And so the guys go out, and they do this huge thing, and they come back with the food, and they have right. the big party, and then they're making the babies. It, it's like every time they get <laughs> back, it's 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 the next, it's like the baby boom happens. Yeah. Um. I would assume it takes longer and longer for the tribes to come back because the circles get bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's it's a it's an interesting like there's there's definitely a, a method to the madness here, and I enjoy it. Yeah, I do. Too. Yeah, it's really good. Um, the Maw Tribe's butchers will channel its power to tear the gory morass of the feasting pits open like a clotted scab. If the offerings to Gorka Morka are deemed sufficient, a magical portal will form from the piles of coagulated gore and lead to a new feeding ground. Blimey heck. This is a feat of magic that would leave civilized mages agog with envy and confusion. Yeah, so it's and, a realm gate. And though it's completely random, it's absolutely... So if they're going out and it's taking too long, to get back, mm-hmm. if the maw path gets too big, they can literally at the end, if the celebration is big enough, if the mm-hmm. if the gastromancy happening there is good enough, mm-hmm. it just opens a path. Like 
this is like weird ogre it works because we believe it will nonsense yeah you know because it literally says other wizards would just be like uh, what civilized yeah. mages realm lords are looking at this going what how did that happen <laughs> yeah right you know and if the realm yeah. lords don't know how to do it you've got to stop and go what is going on here mm-hmm. well it's says it's a you know it's this weird gorka stuff you believe it and it works mm-hmm. Uh, and once again, and that maw path, they'll plunge through the realm gate to start it, and they'll run a maw path out there, and that gate will stay open for them. They can come back through it. Yeah. Once the fauna of the new realm has been thoroughly eaten, of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, it's so great. Um, breaking new c- ground on the cutting edge of a maw path is the height of adventure for Ogre Society. Everybody wants to be part of. A maw mm-hmm. path. Yeah. Everybody wants to be. And that's it's just, okay, this is cool. And then we get to this meat fist thing where they literally put the numbers out there and show you they traveled and the fighting that happens, including mm-hmm. um, the astral Templars coming down and trying to stop this and getting smashed. Yeah. Um, there's other stuff. And this is where... Um, isn't this where they one of them tries to take over or something like that? Which part the? Isn't this? I know there's a part in the story where they talk about how the meat fists. One of them yeah. tries to take over and fails. Yes. That's in here. Yeah, and that's right. Red tries to do that, and because mm-hmm. it doesn't work, this is where he uh, doesn't he uh, start the other group or something. Yeah, he starts right. the boulder yeah. heads. Yep. Yeah. This is pretty cool. So the meat fists are the most numerous of all the tribes. Yeah, they're like the hammers of Sigmar of the mm-hmm. ogre book. Yeah, and, of, the, of the ogre maw tribes. Yeah, and they go through and do all this, and then of course you get a guy who wants to take over and mm-hmm. sort of fails, but doesn't wind up dying or getting eaten. Um, and so he leaves and starts the Boulderhead. Mm-hmm. faction which is pretty cool and we'll talk about them a little later mm-hmm. i just think it's kind of fascinating if to go through this um this is like a little bit of their history but yeah it's, it's not like it's like timeline. A, right it's not on the timeline but it's like a it's just a super cool story i feel like this is like i don't know, like some guy wrote this as like maybe it was like this is a, mean, yeah this is stuff that i would expect to be like i said in the little timeline the, their yeah. history yeah, but it's a, but this would be if it was in the timeline, it would only be like two paragraphs or three paragraphs. Whereas here, mm-hmm. it gets two pages of description yeah, was, of the steps along the way. Probably because it was so cool, they're just like, we got to put this in here. <laughs> yeah, this is, um, yeah, this is just so cool. I really love this. You guys should really read through. This. I'm not going to go through every all mm-hmm. 17 points of it. Yeah, but that those two pages might be the best part in the lore here. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Um. And not because of the amount of detail or anything, but because it's something I haven't seen before. Yeah. Where they're not yeah, only... I agree. Yeah, because I, I know what a maw path is, mm-hmm. but discussing the things that happen along the way and not mm-hmm. and through how many runs? Uh, two, oh, four, six. Four or five. five. I think there's four, and then... They're, there's they're five complete, the and then the sixth yeah, one has fifth, just yeah. started. Yeah. So it's going through... I mean, this is probably years... Yeah, uh, of their law into this section here, which is just—it's really cool to see how those mm-hmm. ever-widening maw paths, 
like how things develop on them. It's a great bit of the lore there. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about Everwinter here? Yeah, I mean, you could just talk about like because they tried to explain to us like what it is. Yeah, I mean, some... and how and how it got or how it got made is also in here too. But there's no definite answer. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a legend of the origin. You know, right. it's like okay, it's a <laughs> wide ranging series of mystical snowstorms. Mm-hmm. Okay, they and they just follow these guys. Now, some people say it's the wrath of Gorkamorga, angry with a, a frost king rebel. Others say the gulping god was displeased by the ogres worshipping an all-devouring maw without attributing it to his own toothy gullet, and he heaved a sigh of disappointment, devoid of warmth for his children. And mm-hmm. it has, Could you picture... He, Gorka Morka was so upset, there was no warmth or love in his big sigh. And with no <laughs> warmth, if it's not warm, must be cold. There's cold, ogre yeah. logic. Yeah. And, of course, Nagash gets in here. <laughs> you fools, that's mine! <laughs> <laughs> um, so it says in Shayish, it is rumored to be the essence of deathly winter gods who once rebelled against Nagash, only to be robbed of their intelligence and set free to hound the lands with the killing dearth of dearth of winter. Yeah. So Nagash, so Nagash, he gets like, credited to, with stuff too. <laughs> yeah. So so these winter gods rebelled against Nagash. Nagash may have like defeated them or whatever. And, and then now they stripped can't. their brains so they're mindless storms, which that sounds Nagash-like. <laughs> yes, it does. He's and it, okay, because it's, it's it, well, I mean, if they rebelled, it's not as petty as just, I don't like you. Yeah. But it's eternal. Mm-hmm. I have now stripped you of all of your intelligence, but your, uh, your destructive yeah. nature, I will leave, because you are causing more death, which brings those souls to me <laughs> bring me more souls you fool <laughs> right. <Just> so, uh, <laughs> um i love yeah, the, talk, so it's yeah. like each realm has their own version of how these storms got created basically yeah um there's an interesting thing where they talk about the there are cave paintings in mm-hmm. gur mm-hmm. that predate the age of myth yeah which so, is just crazy, and it, mm. the the story that that puts together is just kind of wonderful as yeah. well. Um, I, I love it. I'm not going to lie. I absolutely love um, these bits of lo- because once again, it's not just mindless eating machines anymore. Right. It's a religion. It has a background. They have a history. They have cave paintings. Yeah. Well, so it's like, make, like the Beast Call Raiders. It says they have a deep, abiding bond. With the creatures of snow and tundra. I mean, that sounds cool. Yeah. Like they're, you know. Yeah. No, it's, it, there's great stuff in here. And I, yeah, and they actually, they actually care for these creatures. They don't just eat them. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy reading it. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 it was pretty cool. Um, now it does talk about, yeah, all these stories that these different options of what winter could be. And once again, uh, you know, this is something that I know you and I have talked about. I know we cover the lore in a lot of detail as we go through the book. I mean, I'm reading quotes directly out of the book, but yeah. we're trying to give a more generalized overview as we talk about some of this. We're not going to go into every detail because, you know what, have fun reading it sometimes. Absolutely, you know? yeah. Um, but... It goes through here, and it says that all of these tales are told by Husgard priests 
uh, from the Beast Claws. Like mm-hmm. all of these stories are passed down. This is their their beliefs, their religion. Right. Um, I love that it says that even they can't stand the cold forever. If you're too slow, you will be frozen. Yeah. And this is the interesting part. This reminds you of that. Uh, I for, is it um, is it daughters of Cain who can turn you to stone? Yeah. But they're not, not dead. You could just frozen and yeah, in, in yeah, whatever pain what, it is. Yeah, they like paralyze you, and then they I think while you're paralyzed, they like tear your heart out or something. Yeah, like but that. you're not actually dead because dead. you yeah, yeah, stuck, yeah. but you're in the pain. Right. Exactly. This says that they if they if they don't keep ahead of the storm, they will be frozen. Mm-hmm. But they're not dead. Like if right. we freeze, we freeze to death. They are frozen in. It says in a half living torpor, unable yeah. to move, yet still feeling the gnawing, mind consuming hum- hunger of their kind. Mm-hmm. And when they eventually thaw, they are ravenous, and they they are the most probably the most dangerous of all the ogres. Yeah, those are the guys that will eat their own club. Yeah, they'll eat their own club. They will. Eat, yeah, <laughs> this is where they start just. Digging I'm so up. hungry, I can eat my own club. This is where they start looking for real food, and along the way, they're just digging up, just grabbing hunks of dirt and rock, just because yeah. they have to eat something. Yeah. Uh, and there is there is an interesting little story in the box here of people who found. Yeah. That. Um, okay, so. Um, Next bit, we're talking Era of the Beast, and this is where Kragnos returns. Yep. Um, We know all about Kragnos. Yeah, and basically, you know, this is, you know, they've been running around, and they didn't do too bad during the time. In fact, all the Mm. Destruction Armies didn't do too bad during the time of Chaos. Yeah, Age of Chaos, yeah. It's just more things to fight and to eat. And eat and eat, right. You know? That's brilliant for them. uh, The Stormcasts have come through. You know, and they and they're not happy. Mm. Um, you know, things are coming into their lands, taking. You can't just live on their maw paths. You can't just set up something to stay there. Yeah. So a lot of times, there's they mention that the the Dawnbringer generals will make deals with the ogres. Mm-hmm. You know, and employ them as like mercenaries. Like we'll feed you, we'll give you food and things like that, and you just need to protect us. Yes. Mm-hmm. And but but basically, sometimes they build. Uh, they have a natural affinity when they're building. They can feel you know the presence of Gorka Morka, and it's basically um, their sites of power. You know where we build the Sigmar cities, where that's where they go out on these Dawnbringer Crusades and build them on sites of power. So while they're all out on a maw path, <laughs> yeah, uh, Dawnbringers will kind of step in and uh, yeah. And do that, and sometimes they'll literally hire ogre mercenaries to go off after other ogres because they'll do that. If you pay sure. them and let them eat, they'll do that. Mm-hmm. Um, or they'll hire them to go fight other things because if you've got ogres in the realm, and this is this is true for everybody, if there's ogres around, it's easier to pay them to go beat up somebody else mm-hmm. than have to fight them yourself. Uh, and I love it talks in here about how the ogres. Um, basically are like this is a great plan and not only can we go and it talks about how the man eaters figured out that they could become mercenaries yeah and it's like oh you know what we could take money from them and and food free food and money to go off and fight which we want to do anyway eat that stuff and then we can always come back later and eat these guys anyway which is just such (laughs) that is that's one of my favorite parts in this in this book is that 
they've learned that if you're going to pay them to go fight someone else, mm-hmm. it's basically something they would have done anyway and they get paid for it. And yeah. then later, if you don't have anything to pay them with or don't have any jobs for them, they're just going to eat you anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but it talks about how, yeah, the, the, uh, Dawnbringer Crusades will come in, take over the glut hold and start to put up their own, um, yeah, it's like a prefabricated house mm-hmm. and they'll like get it. Kinda, yeah. They say that it proves a mistake more often than not. There is no forts of nature like a war band of battered, tired and outraged ogres who have found their former thinling allies stand between them and a good feast at Mawpath's end. <laughs> yeah. Now, we talked about what happens at the end of the Mawpath. This is a huge celebration. Yeah, yeah it's like the biggest one. It is the it is the big thing. Like I said, and this is I mean, this is the continuation of their race. These are the yeah. things that spawn the next generation. Yeah. And I think they the things that know better. Yeah. They show up ready, mm-hmm. and you know, and I suppose nothing's going to drive someone more than food and sex, <laughs> you know, because they show up and they're like, oh, "Wait, we were going to have lots of great food and then mate, yeah, and you're in the way." Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they kind of mentioned. I mean, if you were thinking like, like the the gut hold, the glut hold is pretty much abandoned. Yeah, when they're on these things. I mean, it says they keep a skeleton crew at camp so they rush in they kill them all they grab yeah, they the kill- stuff that's that's yeah. that's insulting on yeah. top it's offensive it's insulting yeah. i would assume mm. that this is, coming back to find your glut hold taken yeah. over by thinlings who you let live in the first place. Yeah. I can't think of anything that would be more offensive and outrageous to ogres would get there tempers up so much this 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 is i would assume this is when they are at their absolute most dangerous yeah because they have they have all the food with them so they're not starving no they're not weak so they're yeah they're ready to fight they're ready to and you've just oh the Mm -hmm. rage that they've got a uh, it's crazy how dangerous they would be Mm -hmm. uh you know kragnos comes back and you know you get the that the great stomp, that pounding subconscious beat. Yeah. And it happens even to the ogres. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, basically, they talk about all of that. The ogres, the, uh, it has nothing to do with Kragnos for them. Yeah. Um, the blood gullets think that Kragnos is an imposter. He is not any sort of a god or replacement. Because some people think that he's, you know... A, a remanifestation of, of like, yeah, Gorkamorka. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, nah. Yeah. He opens maws in the ground, yet never feeds them. And yeah. that, because he does, when he runs, he breaks open the ground. Yeah, and if he, you're, he's the earthquake guy, right? Yeah, and if you're opening up these maw, they see these these craters he creates as maw pits, and he does nothing to feed them, which mm-hmm. means he obviously is a false god. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Gur's own guts. The realm is hungry. This is what they're hearing, is that it's hungry. And so they have to help feed it. Um, they feed him through incessant consumption. That's their first, that is their first tenet of their religion. Yeah. They have to feed the gulping god, who's always hungry, and they have to eat as well. The, the, them being well-fed helps to feed him. And if the land is opening gullets everywhere you look, they're not doing their job. 
Mm-hmm. So Kragnos running around and creating these pits, these fissures, all of these maw pits that are opening in the land means the land is hungry. And so this is like... Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's sort of pushing almost a religious zealotry. We have to go farther. We have mm-hmm. to eat more. We have to feed more. And the, the people who are the most, uh, I guess you'd call them the biggest religious zealots, say that the ogres are now lazy. They'll walk the same paths for the same food time and time again. Uh, they're not going out trying to find different, more interesting foods. They're not going out trying to find bigger, different places to eat. They're just running the same maw paths over and over again. And Gorgamorka's yeah. mad. That's just a really cool and interesting... Um, yeah, it's an interesting take on the wake of Kragnos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they talk about Fort Greed. Um, and this is the thing. This was the preeminent fortress in Western Lendu. Fort Greed uh, had a tyrant in there. Unfortunately, shortly before the Siege of Excelsis, which was the huge battle with Kragnos, and that's yeah. when that's he got when, sent off into the. Yeah. And it says shortly before that. The natural well from which the ogres at Fort Greed drew their water turned into a widening pit, then a sinkhole, then a chasm that swallowed the entire fortress within a week. Yeah. And this, they're like, he's the gulping god is not happy. Mm-hmm. And they, they start literally, and they are leaving portions of their food. They are tithing these pits. When they come across them, they will throw some of the food that they get into that just as you know yeah yeah it, it to placate their god it is it is a gift uh, uh, uh you know giving something to them and the funny thing is uh, you get these these uh earthquakes yeah, around okay. these pits well because it's gur it's mm-hmm. always you know the land is try- constantly trying to eat itself or fight you know other continents fight continents you know that kind of thing and when these giant Things happen when strange maw pits open and are making all this noise. They start throwing in sacrifices, and it stops. Not only does it stop, because an earthquake's going to stop eventually. Yeah. It closes back up, mm. which that part right there, I'm like, wait, it closes back up? And they're like, yep, the, now he's full. Yeah. he's this This pit is now satiated, and its mouth is closed. And so this just fosters that whole... Faith, their belief system that yeah, yes, it's hungry, and there's no real explanation of why the fissures closed. They just did. Maybe like, they're like okay. Once, maybe maybe they're not wrong. Maybe yeah, I mean, there maybe. is some aspect yeah. of it that's working. Yeah, or maybe it's. I mean, we've talked about Gur. You can go mm-hmm. to sleep on the side of the mountain and wake up buried under it. Like right. everything moves. I could see if this is all happening and they're throwing stuff in it. Maybe it just closes on its own because of what it is. Mm-hmm. But. That's fantastic. Just the idea that this is what's going on is really cool. Yeah. Um, what else have we got here? We've got Bestial Realms. Um, yeah, this is where they kind of talk about Gur. Yeah, this is more talk about Gur. And um, I, the part that I really like here is it talks about, though possessed of a brutish ingenuity, all ogres start as creatures of cave and hillside. Yeah. You know, they love fire because it's got heat and light, but it also can make a hunk of meat scorched and crispy on the outside while leaving it raw and bloody on the inside. Nice. Um, 
and I also like how it says how they keep their weapons blunt, which is if you look at a lot of the models, they don't come to a, a sharp edge on a, a lot of their swords. Yeah, uh, because they don't want to spill. They, they want to use maces and clubs because they can break you and kill you without spilling too much blood. Because that's part of their meals. They're mm-hmm. literally wasting. Their, it's like you're spilling your drink. Right. You know why that spill your sense. drink? Uh, it's it's just wonderful. Um, and I mean, they even go out and they love to fight. And of course, it's Gur. So like, they'll go out there and fight vegetation. You know, yeah, like absolutely, like you know, not just the animals, but the things are out there. And um, so the next, so they also talk. It's like, so they talk about the other realms a little bit too. Mm-hmm. So they go through like you know what happens in Akshi, what happens in Shaman, what happens in Ulgu. You know, so that's kind of cool. Uh huh. They you also know, there, talk there's about there's ogres everywhere. There's ogres everywhere. Mm-hmm. They also talk about uh, oh the ones in um, not Ulgu uh, Hish. Oh yeah. <laughs> The ten paradises. They are the finest ogre chefs because yeah. they are more enlightened and they understand it better. Also, they've explained all the weird special man eater minis, those old metal minis. Yeah, how like they the, like the pirate guy, the guy with the one with the, the rolling pin, like all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, if you if you are a mercenary long enough with a very specific group, mm-hmm. you just sort of get inundated but with enough of their culture and you start to pick things up, which is why you'll see a pirate yeah. mercenary or an empire-dressed mercenary. The ninja one, I'm not certain where he came from. <laughs> I love that model. I have that one. Unless, yeah, I I used to have all of them. Um, I still might. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, I do love the, 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 the female ogre. Oh, yeah. You know, because they're there as well. Uh, I I always think of that the ninja was one who was working for the Skaven, the oh, gutter so like runners an, like and an stuff, Eshen, like an Eshen yeah, working for guy. the Eshen. I always like, figured he was like from Cathay. He had visited Cathay and like right, but there's no Cathay in this one, so it's like no, where can not. we tie yeah, him exactly. in? Yeah, uh, yeah, that makes sense with the yeah gutter runner. That's yeah. Like, yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, because they need they need they need bulk too. We're gonna send him in as a distraction, and we're gonna sneak in. <laughs> And so he's all dressed up, you know, like, oh, yeah. I'm going to be stealthy, too. This big 800-pound yeah. monstrosity <laughs> sneaking up. Um, well, this is also the page where it does talk. And I love how they word this. I, I just, I love, I, I wish I could write this well. And it's not just this. I, I wish I could write as well as any of these things because it's, it's, those, it's those extra details that make for good writing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, they uncovered a secret. And it's... <laughs> Sometimes you can get those you once intended to eat to pay you, either to yeah. leave them alone or hit things on their behalf. Then when the coffers run dry, you can eat them later anyway, which <laughs> <Yeah>. is just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. Um, I always liked like the man eaters. Those are kind of, I thought that was a cool concept. Man eaters were the coolest thing in this right? army. Yeah. They're yeah. just like these, just these roaming ogres who band together looking for, New experiences, basically, because they think there's more to life than just wandering around eating stuff. Uh, there's more than <laughs> wow. there, there's more than just running a maw path. You can run, yeah, a, you yeah. can eat, yeah. and 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 give praise to Gorka Morka yeah. in style. Exactly. There you go. You can do it a little bit yeah. cooler, and they're do. And like I said, they're getting paid. They're getting paid to do what they love, right? And if you do that, you don't work a day in your life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it says that they don't care about things like Aqua Gyranus, although it says the more intelligent of them drinking 
God water in sufficient co- quantities can make yeah, them good grow water, yeah. bigger. Yeah. Um, yeah, they have a they have a concept of currency. Uh huh. You know the the glimmerlings from Excelsis. Those are cool. Mm-hmm. Um, they're viewed with suspicion, but sometimes accepted. Yeah, because you can use them to trade. Yeah, and they would prefer meat, ale, and black powder, but that other stuff, the seemingly useless goo-gaws can be traded for the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Th- this part, I, okay, and I have this written in my notes. I love this fancy language they use to describe the base brutality of monosyllabic brutes here. Mm-hmm. Um, while the ogres are not very good at counting and consequently are pretty easy to cheat, they yeah. are extremely intimidating and should they have a fellow mercenary who could point out how they've been swindled, the horrible violence they meet out on their former paymasters serves a sal- <laughs> as a, a salutary lesson for future endeavors. Yeah. That's just fantastic. Like, you can rob, you can cheat them. Yeah. If they catch you, you're dead. Yeah, they're just going to eat you. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. some, some of the man eaters are smart. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they'll play, dude. They they're ripping you off. They're what? They're ripping you off. They are. Yeah. You know, yeah. And then they shut. We're gonna eat them and keep this stuff anyway. Uh let's go to the space timeline. Mm. Um, lots of cool stuff. Once again, this is still first of all, I like that they moved and I know they've done it a while ago, but I like that it's back to that and not the weird little circle things in the weird path. Oh uh, yeah. Just a nice long list of stuff. Right. Um, it does talk about you know Gorkamorka chewing the realms, so it gives you a little a little bit of direct religious lore. Yeah. Uh, it talks about Sigmar and Gorkamorka again. Um, mm-hmm. Now it's funny because Gorkamorka, you know, has Bayamot working with this, and they're not allowed to eat whoever they want. You know, because they had this deal with right with. Yeah, with Sigmar and Gorkamorka yeah. said, "We don't eat these things. We do these other things," but they're not happy about that. It really yeah. sort of sits poorly with them. And when he leaves the pantheon of the gods, uh, yeah, it's like it's like game on. They can eat whatever they want. Yeah, the know? ogres are like, "Well, if we're not a part of this, then those rules don't mm-hmm. count anymore." And then they right. start eating everything, <laughs> right? Um. Yeah, and it's it gets it gets crazy, uh, especially when the age of chaos kicks in, and these guys are running around, um, just on, to, on top of it, like because they're eating bad. They don't care what side you're no, on. They, they call, the age of chaos is called a dark banquet. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, what yeah. else is in here? The underguts claim uh, Kazakh Fulgar as their glut hold, renaming it Mount Bellow. Mm. From the ins- explosions that rumble through its depths, there's great story. The White Doom. Uh, tribes of corn worshippers learn to fear the white mist that haunts the region, for within it are winter bite ogres and their yeti allies. Yeah. Um, Age of Sigmar comes in here. There's interesting stuff. The Thunderbellies become obsessed with feeding on lightning meat. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think that was possible. I didn't either. But, I mean, oh, here's the thing. <laughs> When they die, they transform into lightning and go away, right? Yeah. But if you're eating while fighting, because they will literally, they'll take a hack at you and bite you. Okay. I'm supposing they could bite right through your armor, couldn't they? I guess so. Get a bite of the flesh without before you turn to lightning and go back. Yeah, it says the disembodied, they like to eat 
lightning meat. They're trying the dis- to eat it when it turns to lightning, though. Yeah. Yeah. The disembodied energy that flashes back to Azurheim upon a stormcast death. That's yeah. Now this is important <laughs> because this little part here, and this is one of those that I have huge all sorts of marks next to, so we don't miss this mm-hmm. because yeah, we've already got the problems that Bellacor started. Yeah. It and it says here, uh, skies, yeah. the Olwyr's butchers and Husgard Tors claim to possess the ability to freeze this celestial lightning within the blue-black clouds of the Everwinter, whereupon it can be captured and stuffed into their thunder-tusk-hauled great maw pots. Hmm. It remains unverified by the Sacrosanct Chamber. But several battles between Thunderbellies and champions of Azir, there are troubling reports of Stormcast warriors who have disappeared without a trace. Hmm. If the ogres can actually eat the lightning forms, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I think what's happening is like the lightning is trying to get back to Azir, but as it's going through the storm, it gets frozen. Yeah. Yeah. And if they can do that, if that literally can happen, that's another huge problem for Sigmar. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Skaven were trying to bring down one gun fort. Yeah. And in doing so, prove the desperate gnawing hunger of the horn rat is greater than that of Gorka Morka. Wow. Uh, this is another great story. Um, now it's interesting here because it talks about how the battles are raging and they're eating each other. Uh, it says that um, they try to stop the flow of Skaven, which is including sending Noblars down there, uh, pass packs of Frost Sabers, sending them down into the holes that the mm-hmm. Skaven are opening and coming out of, diverting the Slurry River. Okay, the Slurry Ugh. River is disgusting. Yeah, that's nasty. The endless stream of sewage that pours from the Gutfort's reservoir-like latrines. <laughs> so they, they okay, the, they're so numerous. Yeah. And they eat so much and they defecate and urinate so much that there is a literal river mm. of excrement yeah. that they just pour down on the Skaven. I'm going to I'm I, I, I'm, I'm going to gag just thinking about it. <laughs> um, Doesn't seem to stop the Skaven, but, you know. well, no, because they're gross. Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, but I like this part. It says, only when the ogres engage in a mighty ritual of cannibalism do they yeah. finally stem the problem. A series of earthquake-made landslides see the gnaw holes buried under thousands of tons of rocks and the invasion. Wait, a ritual of cannibalism that yeah, they I, planned? What is going on here? I don't know. Something weird. That uh, that's a gut, Like I said, that's why this, uh, this part, the no guts, no glory, and this feasting on the storm, mm-hmm. like, again... The timeline gives us the coolest bits of story that they don't explain. Yeah. But this is, these are the building blocks for great stories in the future. Um, mm-hmm. I, it's, it's, these are, it's literally, the timeline has become my favorite part of all the lore in all the books because of hmm. stuff like this. A yeah. what? A what now? Right. It's like, huh? Wait, you can eat the lightning? Are you sure? I- well, no, yeah. but there's weird stuff happening. Wait, you guys, you have a river of poop? <laughs> I mean, I know I know Nasty. that's a rotor question with the Skaven. Where's all the poop go? Yeah. But um, we know where apparently it goes. It's formed a river in Gur. Well, the ogres, the ogres create latrines because they have bathrooms. Yes, but apparently that's just something <laughs> that leads to a river of Well, it. yeah. So disgusting. So disgusting. <laughs> um, 
any there's other stuff in here the necroquake the feast of yeah. bones um yeah. i like that they make this deal with the osiarch to not with the one uh what is it um tarkin warglut yeah so he reaches an agreement with the osiarchs uh, they don't eat the bones they leave the bones for them and then they eat other stuff and um his son takes over because they're ogres and it's yeah. might makes right, and if you want to be in charge, you challenge the guy in charge. Yeah, so, so he's like, so I ain't doing that. We're going to eat everything. His son does that, and basically, they after his son takes over, he says, not only aren't we doing this anymore, but do you see that giant graveyard full of bones over there? Let's go eat it. And I'm yeah. certain that just raw bones are not something that's tasty, this is not a delicacy for them or anything. Mm-hmm. They're eating it out of spite. Pretty much. And when yeah. the Asiarchs show up, they take it says they take a grievous toll on the Tarkin ogres, but are ultimately forced to retreat. Yeah. Because, yeah, because they're ogres, and they're going to eat you. And you don't have anything to build off of because they ate all of that, too. Mm-hmm. That's got to be a huge... Because we just covered LRL a couple episodes ago, yeah, yeah. and to remember they were they were burning their dead so that the right. bone reapers Ossiarchs don't have any yeah. materials. Mm-hmm. I suppose the ogres would be a huge threat to the Ossiarchs because they're so. Not ha- so the- Halost, Halost is mm-hmm. in Shaiish, right? So that's where this battle is taking place. That's kind of a big deal if there's like ogres defying the bone reapers in their own realm. Yeah, wow! It's like wow. Yeah. Okay. It, this is yeah. There's cool stuff happening here. Yeah, and Dak Dakbad Grotkicker is a Grotkicker. <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh he's like a ogre war or an Oric war boss guy. There's a, there's like a whole there's a whole um lore thing about Halost in White Dwarf like about a year ago. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, there's a whole campaign you can play in Halost, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. That is such a cool. That was a cool campaign, campaign going that you on can there. Play, yeah. That you can play through those. That is really neat, actually. Um, then they talk about obviously the era of the beast. So we're getting into Kragnos time. Mm-hmm. Um, the great stomp starts, and it says thousands of tribes are galvanized. Hundreds of ogres who surge out on near simultaneous maw paths. Mm-hmm. That's just crazy. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's there's just a couple more good stories in here, but like I said, the biggest part is um, and uh, finally it comes down to after the siege of Excelsis mm-hmm. is the the war on the frontier where the Dawnbringer Crusades are coming out, and they are this is not only is it a war for them because they're taking their lands, they're taking their places where they're going to be yeah you can't run through this land and eat like that so right. this is if, if you take away their lands and they can't eat they'll die like yeah. it's, so it's it, you know i mean uh, eventually you'll yeah you'll just whittle them out yeah you know, you'll starve I mean? them and mm-hmm. if you're going to starve them out that's kind of bananas uh and so this is a huge change for them as this is happening mm-hmm. yeah the so, dawnbringer crusades are I guess directly at odds with the ogre maw path, mm-hmm. basically. Absolutely, so, yeah, a hundred percent. You know what? We've been going for like an hour. Yeah. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll just talk a little bit about the the 
the the a war glut and an all frosting just a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I, we don't often go through the little details of this, but then that's going to lead us into the different uh, tribes. Uh, tribes, yeah. In fact, you know what? Um, we'll we'll talk about the war glut and the all frosting. We'll talk about the tribes when we get to that part in the in. We'll talk about that in the rule and go to the rules. Oh quickly. right. Yeah, that makes sense. Because it'll it'll break up a little more easily. So we're gonna take a break, yep. and when we come back, we'll get we'll we'll wrap lore and move into war. Sounds good. Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paint? Six Squared Studios. Well, then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. Okay. Can I just say um, how much I like uh, the the simplicity of the rules of the different Maw tribes? Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Oh, you know what? Um, we're back. Hello. <laughs> I forgot to say that. You sat Hi. down, and I'm like, okay, let's go. Um, <laughs> I like uh, the the bits of lore between the different Maw tribes is great, mm-hmm. but... Um, you know, I mean, we used to, when you had to pick a faction, it had all the rules. In fact, I know Zinch and Slanesh had recently, had, or I think it was Zinch that came out, and all of the rules were very much, you know, they've been simplifying it to make it oh, a yeah. bonus rule. Yep. Um, you get six you can choose from in this yeah. army, and basically there's something for everyone. It's really kind of well done. Whatever army list you want to make, there is a definitely a Maw tribe that you can pick that benefits you. Right. And and, and I, they don't And I like suck. how you're not yeah. yeah, and and you're not slotted into taking that magic item, that command trait. Right. That's, that uh, that felt really restrictive to me before and I'm glad that's gone. Yeah. But the rules for these six are actually all pretty decent. Like they're not. Yeah. I mean, some are better than others. But if that's the if that's the list you're playing, it's not. It's none of them are crummy bonuses. You yeah. know, um, I think maybe the extra one to the movement or charge might be the weakest. But they're all pretty cool stuff. Now, if you're running a war glut, which mm-hmm. is you're playing mostly gutbusters. Gut yeah. Okay. You're playing mm-hmm. uh the tra- the the traditional classic ogres. Yeah. Um you got a tyrant, you know, you've got uh bringing them together. 
Uh, now he has his iron guts around him as his gut guard. And this, I'm only even mentioning this because you've got iron guts and iron blasters who are like his sort of personal retainers. You got to get through him to get to him. Right. Yeah. Um, but it also says a great majority of the challenges to his rule, because it's once again, if you think you should be in charge, you just challenge the leader. Yeah. Yep. And if he kills you, you weren't worthy. And if you beat him, you are worthy. Uh, most of the challenges come from the gut guard. Right. Um, but that's it says, you know, it would seem weird that you would put these guys in your in your personal <laughs> yeah. retinue. And these are the guys who constantly challenge you. But that makes sense because, well, you need warriors to be able to. And it's, it's kill stuff. The toughest, yeah. the strongest becomes the tyrant, right? Mm-hmm. And who are the strongest that non tyrants, other than the guys who are hand picked to fight alongside him because they're the best? Yeah. Of course, the challenges are coming from there. And that's mm-hmm. also a bit of a keep your enemies close or your friends close, but your enemies closer. Yeah. You know, these guys, I mean, they're, they're definitely, it's. The tyrant was probably one of these guys at some point. Yeah. You know what's happening. You know what you need to do. So you do it, right? Yeah. And, and sometimes it seems like they talk about it a lot of times where, uh, I mean, like the, the tyrant, his son will become the next tyrant. Yeah. That's a, that's a thing in ogre's in society. But it's not handed down. Not, it's not. The son but, has to prove himself and take out his dad to be the leader. Yeah. Or wait for him to die or something. Yeah, I mean, but however he dies. How often? <laughs> yeah. Okay, dying in battle, one thing. Yeah. But I doubt there's any tyrants who die of natural causes. Because mm. if you're that old that you're going to start slick slacking off and getting weak <laughs> enough to die, yeah. somebody's going to challenge you. Yeah, it's a and there's no that's like it's that's yeah. not even bad. It's like that's the way you kind of expect to die. Yeah, you yeah. die with your boots on. Yeah, in this. I, wonder if, I, wonder if, I wonder if any ogres do die of old age. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it seems crazy, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I suppose maybe butchers or slaughtermasters, maybe. I, maybe because they're because they're revered for their knowledge, not right. their. But I would even think prowess. if you're getting too old to be out on the maw path, you'd either a get killed in battle or b you're just not good enough, and then yeah. somebody will eat you. <laughs> Maybe get left behind at the glut fort when the rest of the tribes. Yeah, going. you're the skeleton crew, or God yeah. forbid, you get left behind in an all frosting, and then you're just frozen. <laughs> you just get frozen. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. somebody eats you. You're an ogre sickle, and they yeah. they'll eat. They will eat you. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. the thing. You'll get mm-hmm. eaten. You know, it's horrible. Yeah, it's oh, it's amazing. Um, I think I'd rather I think I'd rather throw myself into a mop pit than get eaten by another <laughs> ogre. Oh, if I was an ogre, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Is that <laughs> okay, here's the question? Is that shameful or is that just being part of the of the circle of life in the tribe? Ah, uh, I would think that even ogres don't want to be eaten. I would think that should I be killed and then maybe not killed by being eaten alive. But should yeah. I be killed and used in a pot where the where I I'm giving more power to my tribe? That's maybe that's yeah. a worthy bit, yeah. isn't it? I guess that, I guess they don't really say what the ogres do with the dead ogres after a battle. I think it's a, I, I think they eat them. I would assume that they. I mean, it literally ogres. says yeah. they have they have rights of can, rights of yeah, cannibalism. Do. Yeah, and as I've discussed before, not on this show, but when I was doing a guest spot on um, Legends of the Painty Men, uh-huh. one of the guys asked, "How come they always have cannibals? Because cannibalism is the easy bad." Yeah, it is because yeah. you talk about like the corn guys, you know, to become one of those oh, yeah. uh, 
corn bloodbound. You know, they, there's that whole story about how they capture and the, the best fighters in the tribes, instead of killing them, they ask them if they want to join. You got to start eating people. Yeah, it's nasty. And why? Because we all, like every society on the planet, sees cannibalism as yeah. bad. You yeah. know? And so, yeah. like, so even their cannibal rights, and that's a part of their. That's a if if there is a right of cannibalism that is being run by the slaughtermasters or the butchers, mm-hmm. that's a religious that is a religious happening. Yeah, but I would assume like during a battle between a tyrant and a challenger that they'd be trying to bite each other. Of course they would. It's part of their fighting. It's literally yeah. in the rules. Yeah, it is. They actually will just that's why I love the ones with the weird teeth. Yeah. That kind of stick out. The better to eat in the heat of battle. Could you picture that? I mean, we don't, I mean, you hear stuff like that on rare occasion. And usually, like most recently, all I could think of the crazy people on bath salts who started like trying to eat yeah. people, like thought they were zombies. <laughs> but the yeah. last time I heard of anything uh, like really big would be like either weird army hammer nonsense or like when Mike Tyson bit what's his name's ear. Oh, right. But Vander he spit Holyfield, it out yeah. even. Yeah. Yeah. Like people look at that and they're like, what is the matter with you? And here yeah. it's, it is. It's not just not, it's not only acceptable, mm. but apparently there are times when it's called for. Yeah. yeah well, I, they, did, they did it with the Skaven, right? Yeah. Like I said, I am literally assuming that they eat their dead after battle because okay. everything, there is nothing that can't be eaten. Right. Right? Yeah. I mean, they can eat anything. I mean, eat with the possible club. exception of a maw pot, which I don't think they would eat because I think that... You know, I, I just can't picture anyone eating the maw pot as because yeah. it's such a religious symbol. But other than yeah. that, mm-hmm. um, the butchers are responsible for cooking up the tyrant's meal after every battle. All <sighs> ogres are in, go- uh, in in awe of them. They share, uh, you know, connection to the gulping god. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the butchers. Then there's the fire bellies who are weirdos. Yeah, they call them half mad. Yeah, preaching the word of the sun eater. That's that now, of course, it's still the gulping god, mm-hmm. but there is when Gorka Morka tried to eat the sun. Yeah, and I think he they'd did. want. They, think they'd want a fire belly because he just cooked the food faster. Right, but then again, you don't necessarily, <laughs> you don't necessarily want it cooked fast because. Yeah. The the funniest thing is trying to reconcile in my head. Slaughtermasters and butchers, these big. Ugly, monstrous guys. They, people who will eat literally anything. Sitting at this pot and creating delicacies. Yeah, they have spices. And, you know? Yeah. And yeah, the fire belly can cook something fast, I suppose, if you're just wandering, like you're hungry while you're walking and you haven't yeah. gotten to a real meal. But, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming that if the fire bellies are cooking food for you, they are the uh, gastromantic equivalent of a microwave. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also not required to cook any of their Well, food, no, but so. they do, it, it does say that they do like it. It's why they like fire. Yeah. They like fire because it makes it crispy on the outside. Right, right. And there's everybody likes it crispy. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole box out on, what is that, on page 17 about the maw pots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so basically they think that the, that Gorka Morka at some point ate the sun. Yeah. And then tried to, and then vomited up a bunch of lava, which basically caused all those lava rivers in Akshi and other places. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But so, and fire bellies, like I said, those are the guys who basically they're, it's interesting because even in the book, they're not listed as, they're not gut busters. 
or Beast Claw Raiders. They yeah, don't have the either outsiders. Keyword. Yeah, outsiders. The man eaters, the fire bellies, and the blood pelt hunters are the the outsiders. Oh wait a minute. Okay, destruction ogre maw tribes ogre hero wizard fire belly. So there isn't an outsider thing, but they don't have either of those right. listed. Um, everybody else, everybody else in this book is either a gut buster mm-hmm. or a beast claw or a beast claw raider. Mm-hmm. Except, except yeah. the fire bellies. Yeah, the fire bellies. I think that's blood it. Pelt hunter. No blood pelt hunter. I think has a. Has he? Yeah. Hold on. Let me find him. Uh, blood pelt hunter is a gut buster. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep, because yep, they yep. made a new hunter for the gut busters and left the old hunter. Oh, with the, the ice brow hunter. Yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, he still sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry, and I'm not a person to sit here and talk what are like, but like uh, rules. why you would use this. Like he is no better than any regular gut buster. He's really not. Like his I mean, his special rules even are so and then the blood pelt hunter has good rules. Yeah. Like he's got some cool rules. And it's like, why didn't you just make the ice brow hunter? And I realize it's because he's a beast claw raider and you wanted a gut buster hunter. But then mm-hmm. Give the give the poor older hunter. Give him some decent rules. Well, here's the thing: what you can do with him is you he can be your general, and then he's real cheap. Yeah, and, th- and then you, and then you can just bring monsters for the rest of your list. Right, but his his personal rules. Do you want someone with those rules? Like he's just yeah. not that sweet. Like mm. you know, and he's only got a, a, like he's one of those five up save bros. Yeah, like he's not sweet compared to some of these and a lot of these guys have five up saves because it's the yes, one okay. it's their weakness because they're really tough on everything else. I just I just feel like the new hunter's cool and the poor old hunter got ignored. Hmm. That's just me. Okay, all frostens, you know, you got the frost lords and then they got the different the different hand, the fighting hands, the eating hands. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um and then you got the skull which is, you know, the scouts, the ice brow hunters and stuff. Um, the, the, the Beast Claw Raiders army is a lot simpler because once you get, like, half the army choices are stone <laughs> yeah. horns and thunder tusks. And after that, it's just a... Yeah, it's fang. Yeah, a couple of quick things. Yetis, yetis, mm-hmm. however you want to say yetis, that. Yetis, yeah. Um, then they talk about the different Maw tribes, and we'll get a little bit of that uh, when we... Um, uh, when we cover those bits of rules, and yeah, so yeah. let's why don't we jump into some of the rules? All right, and then we can sort of talk about. And I know we're not talking about each of the individual units. Uh, we'll just kind of talk. Do they once again? Do they fit the lore when we get to the mm-hmm. rules? Mm-hmm. All right, uh, battle traits. You can pick one of the six factions, and we're going to do those in, in in just a minute. Um, I like the battle traits. Yeah. If you're the, more, the, the, yeah. the ravenous brutes rule is great. Is, is cool. So if you're more than three inches from an enemy unit, you're hungry, which means you get plus two to your movement. If you're within three inches, you're eating plus two to your bravery. Yeah. Because when you're busy eating, that's a religious experience. You're not running. Well, it also makes up for their kind of crappy bravery. Yeah. And the last and the last thing you want to do is fail a freaking battle shock test with what? ogres. Right. Because you lose one ogre. I mean that's. With the exception of the Noblars, though, the lowest bravery is six. And yeah. once you're once you're stuck in on battle, it's eight. 
and it's that becomes ten for the for the rest of the army because most of them are eight. Yeah. So that's actually a really great thing. Plus, if you only have units of three to six models, mm-hmm. you're only you, gonna yeah. And you lose a couple to battle shot because your bravery's low. It's like the <laughs> worst, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Now you have the. Gulping Bites is amazing. And then there's the Grasp of the Everwinter, which is sort of like the Beast Claw Raiders version of Gulping Bites, but not as good. Yeah. So at the end of combat, every enemy unit within three inches of a Gut Buster unit takes D3 mortals on a four-up because they're eating you. Yeah, they take bites out of you. That's (laughs) crazy. And it's the combat phase. It's not like like your combat phase. It's End every of the combat every phase. combat phase this happens twice a turn because while they're fighting they're eating and i and i love it i mean like i just from playing a bit more lately anytime you can just chip away at units with these d3 mortal wounds is a big deal and that's really what this is. army does yeah. but it lacks in numbers it makes up in little bonus hits and bonus attacks yeah. and bonuses yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and it's not like they're weak in the first place. When you've got right. three or four attacks, by the way, almost the entire army, a vast majority is threes by threes mm-hmm. to hit and to wound. Yeah. So they, they're and hitting. Two da- and two damage. And two damage. Yeah. And two inch reach. Yeah. Like it's just good. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, the ogre, the ogre gluttons really got the biggest boost in this whole book. I like that name too. I missed the bulls. Gluttons. I bulls. missed bulls because bulls was kind of cool. Yeah. Um. The but the only I'm, I'm I like gluttons. Uh. It's better than when the, when it first came out and they just called them ogres. It's like why would you name <laughs> one unit the name of the race? Yeah. It really got confusing. In fact, uh, for a long time we kept calling them bulls because we needed to yeah. uh, something to identify Differentiate them. them. Yeah. 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 So it's like okay, they're still calling them bulls. Call them that. Uh huh. Um. Ogres count as two models. On objectives, heroes count as fives, monsters count as ten. So they also get a, a boost for size. Yeah. Because of the the short number of models. Yeah. Um and then trampling charge, which is impact hits, which is awesome. A friendly ogre or rhinox unit. So that's basically everything. Mm-hmm. Um when you yeah, charge, so- when you complete a charge, whatever that number the unmodified number on your charge, roll that many dice and you can do mortals. Yeah. It starts at a six up, but there's bonuses. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have three or more models in the unit, you get plus one. So then you need fives. Mm-hmm. If they're monsters, you get two more. Well, monsters mm-hmm. won't have three models in the unit. So right, yeah. So monster. So three or more, you you do mortals on fives. Mm-hmm. Monsters do mortals on fours, and there are things in here that can give you a plus one to that. Oh yeah, just like uh, yeah, command traits and whatnot. So after um, after I charge, I'm doing mortals. After we fight, I'm doing mortals. And if I'm playing... Now, after we fight, I'm not doing mortals if I'm playing Beast Claw Raiders. But that's because you're up on top of a, of a mount. So you're not actually... Even though you are either doing one or the other, you know, hungry or... Yeah, well, or they get their own cheating. role. They get their unstoppable charge for the stone horn. Right. And the grasp of Everwinter. And mm-hmm. this is at the start of the hero phase. And this, is, this makes up for not having gulping bites to a little bit. Yeah, because as the storm comes in, as they're fighting, it's getting colder and colder because that everwinter is moving in. So at the start of your hero phase, once again, right there, not as good because it's not the hero phase. Yeah. 
Roll a die for each enemy unit within three inches of any Beast Claw Raider unit. So once again, within three inches. If it's equal or less than the battle round number, they take Mm -hmm. D3 mortals. Yeah. So not as good, but something. But as you did point out, they get extra stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, They got Beast Claw Raiders get extra monster stuff with that, like you said, the unstoppable charge. Yeah. Unstoppable charge is pretty cool because, okay, you made a charge move. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And then you can do this monstrous rampage at the end of the charge move, right? Well, so, yeah, the ensemble charge has some crazy fly. Okay. So, well, you made the charge. So you get mm-hmm. the trampling charge mm-hmm. first off, right? Mm-hmm. So you get your trampling charge. So you're doing mortal wounds. Then yeah. you make a 3D6 move. Can, yeah. Can pass across enemy units in the same manner as a unit that can fly. Now, that's stone horns. It counts as flying because they're so darn big. They're stepping yes. over everything. Well, they just crush through buildings, mm-hmm. whatever, yeah. It must, must finish the move within three inches of an enemy unit. So it has to still, it ended the charge within three, it has to still end within three. But a 3d6, if you roll a big roll, you could literally move them around and back to the unit that they initially charged. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? There's no rule that you can't be back there. So right. I want to attack you, but at the end of the charge, there's guys around. I get a, D, a 3d6 at average, what, 10? So yeah. I can move out, hit one or two more units, and then every unit I passed over takes D3 mortals on a 2+. plus. Yeah. Because I made the charge, but I'm so wound up that I ran past and started stomping other things. It's such a weird... I don't... I'd, I'd like to have to see this in, in gameplay to see how it, would, how it works. Like, it's just such a weird concept. Like, you get a charge, and then you can keep moving? It's like, okay. Yeah. But well, because you complete the charge, but there, it's it's a unstoppable charge, so, right? So so you're not actually charging that. You're not going to do any damage other than your impact hits that you you charge. You're just going to keep going, right? Well, no, because you're gonna you're gonna hit them, and then because you completed your charge, you're going to get your trampling charge roll. Yeah, but your your stonehorn is so wound up, yeah, that he just keeps going. Yeah. And stomping on things before the fine, and you, like I said, you could still, you get to choose. You could still wind up at that same unit. I guess you could, yeah. But, but he's do, and like if you rolled an eighteen, yeah. And I really, I mean, because <laughs> uh, here's the thing: because otherwise, it's like, oh, if I choose unstoppable charge, I can't attack this guy. Why not? Yeah. Especially if you charge like a hero or a character. Yeah. And so it's like I charge this character, and then I roll a huge roll. I run around to do some mortals to the fools around him. Yeah. And then, boom, I'm back there. Yeah, it's just such a weird idea that you char- the, you, the unit you pick, you charge them, you get to them, and you do this rampage. You just keep going, and you don't actually fight the unit that you charge. You're just you like some- could, but you, you don't could, have to. You don't to. have to, exactly. Which is, which is amazing to stop screens. Oh, yeah. I'm screening this unit. Nah, you're not. Not against nope. these guys. They're going to go uh-uh. right through. Yeah. Um, also... The great part about that is that hero I charged that I really wanted to fight, and then I rolled my dice against my hero uh, for the for the trampling charge. Mm-hmm. Um, I pass over the unit that I just ended my charge on. Yeah. So I rolled the dice. Now, obviously, if it's a hero, it's one model. So maybe I did a mortal wound with the trampling charge. But then on a 2+, plus, I'm going to do D3 more to that same unit that tra- got, got mm-hmm. the trampling charge for because I'm going to pass over that unit. Yeah. It's great. Like I love it. Yeah, yeah it's it's pretty and then if, interesting. If you're a thunder tusk that made a charge, and it, once again it's at the same charge. Yeah. Roll a dice for every enemy unit within an inch, and on a three yeah. up they strike last because of the 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 everwinter chill. Yeah. It's good. So when the thunder tusk charge, I could give everything next to me strike last. 
Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to get a sneaky attack in and take me out before I get to hit. Right. Which is great. Now, granted, it happens on a three-up, so somebody might get through, but probably yeah. not. All right, so let's talk about, let's jump ahead and talk about the different Maw tribes. Yeah. All right, first we got the Meat Fists. Yeah, so these are the, what they're trying to, you know, they, they, these guys, they, they want to make these like the standard ogres. If you don't know mm-hmm. what you're going to do, just do this. They're not only the dominant Maw tribe, but like the larger factions of Space Marines, they have splinter groups. They have sub-factions. They have, mm-hmm. you know, they have, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh not legacy chap chapters, you know, new chapters that uh, you know with successor chapters. Successor chapters, yeah. You've yeah, got yeah. successor chapters to the Meat Fists. Mm-hmm. Um, their their maw paths have gone further and eaten more than everything else. Yeah, and it says the legend. They got their name from the legend of Grawl Meat Fist, the first of the Over Tyrants who defeated the Gurish Titanox and pulling out the Great Beast's innards with his bare hands. Um. They literally claim that his blood, they are direct descendants of him, and uh, they will defeat and take in smaller ogre units. Like, they'll just sort of take them over. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're, they're just the basic ones. And plus one for the trampling charge for all friendly meat fist gut buster units. Yep. So if you're playing basic maw tribes... That's a see, and that's a that's good bonus. Yeah, because now you're automatically hitting on fives to do your mortal wound, and I mean, you know, hopefully, unless you start getting killed right off the bat, you're gonna have those three, and with three and being meat fist, with three or more models in the unit, you're doing those mortals on fours. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, mortals on fours on the charge, and should you get off a nice roll, that's that can be quite a bit. Yeah, you know, you get a ten inch charge, you're gonna get if you're a meat fist, any any fresh unit of of uh, you know of um, your yeah, basic yeah, four ogres. Up, yeah, four up. Yeah, it's gonna the gluttons are gonna do five mortals on a ten inch charge just off of that. That's pretty Friendly cool. Ogre makes it work. Uh, yeah. The blood gullet. Uh, the skin is grotesquely florid, and their bodies are swollen and bloated like well-fed <laughs> leech grubs. Ugh. Um, it's because they like to eat things raw. Yeah. Cooking meat dilutes its power, so they want to eat raw. Um, even for ogre kind, the stench of a blood gullet army on the march is appalling. The rotten stink of weeks-old gore mixing with the aroma of rancid sweat. Nice. They seek the finest and richest blood. They can smell fancy blood. And they have more butchers and slaughtermasters than any other tribe because and this this surprised me because of the connection to the practical magic of the gulping god and that's great. Yeah. Um but if they prefer to eat raw, I would think that that you know it would it it almost seems counterintuitive to the slaughtermasters cooking these beautiful feasts. Yeah, so they still need butchers, but maybe they don't need Slaughtermasters anymore. Yeah, friendly butchers. Well, and uh, the I did check this out because it says friendly butchers know an right. extra spell and can cast an extra spell. Uh, slaughtermasters do have the keyword butcher. Yeah. So your slaughtermasters can still get. And honestly, this one's kind of my favorite. Really? Yeah. I think okay. I would. I think if I'm going to play it, I want to play Blood Gullet because 
dude, butchers are cheap. They're like a buck thirty-five, mm-hmm. and their spells ain't bad. No, I mean honestly, considering that you have such a low number, all the benefits that they get from all those cool spells mm-hmm. are a hundred percent worth it. Mm. So I just, I personally, I really like this one, and you know, they all of their wizards are they're one spell casters, one spell, one dispel. Yeah. So getting to cast two per. Like literally mm-hmm. doubling your spell casting ability is pretty awesome. And the spells that they know, like the thing is the spells that they know, and when we get to it, the spells they know are good. Yeah. At least I think they are. So if you're using your slaughtermaster's spell or your butcher's spell, um, you know, you want to use the one that they have, but their lore isn't bad either. That's, so that's you cool. want to be able to cast two spells a turn. And if you have like three butchers you're basically almost casting everything at that point well i mean everyone's favorite item the arcane tome tome <laughs> <laughs> the cast cast even butcher, more. he could cast three spells yeah. yeah um and so that really works now we got the under guts yeah that's this is the uh Ugh. this is the this is the tournament favorite is it Oh, yeah. Okay, so the unpleasant diet has turned their flesh greenish-yellow, and they drool unspeakably vile and poisonous liquids. Yeah. Um, because those are the guys who kind of live underground. Yeah, and they kind of, like, eat the stuff that's down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they count great numbers of lead belchers. Yeah. Because it's nice. In the close quarters, those things just, you know, cannons in a cave. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere to run and hide right. from those things. Um, now they are cool because they are the apparently the underguts have the most uh, blast powder. Yeah, it's, it's not, they also mentioned that in I think it's this book where they get they don't have they don't make their own gunpowder. They have to steal it, and yeah, they, or, or, or the or buy or they it. have to or buy it, or the noblars have to make it. And the Noblar gunpowder is not as reliable. Exactly. Sometimes it doesn't work well. Sometimes it's like nitroglycerin. It works too well. <laughs> yeah. Um, they have the largest number of iron blaster cannons, too. Yeah. Uh, and what's their special rule? So it increases the rend. Plus one rend to lead belchers, lead belchers and iron and blasters. Blind, which is just crazy. Well, see, And here's the thing. This is what I was talking about. If you're playing a butcher-heavy army... You play blood gullets. If you like yeah. lead belchers and iron blasters, you're going to play yeah. underguts. If yeah. I'm not taking cannons, mm-hmm. then I, why would I take the? But there's something literally for everyone. Yeah, including I mean, just the so general what, gut buster one. Yeah, yeah. So like the list right now, uh-huh. the list is three iron blasters, two units of eight lead belchers, and whatever uh, else, a tyrant really? or whatever. Yeah. Is it any fun to play with or against? I just probably I don't know. I mean, you just get blasted from range with against it. It's just Is it that good? I mean, if that's the list, that's good. the list. Iron blasters. Well, the hail shot does have 10 attacks. Mm-hmm. Threes to and, hit, threes to wound, one rend, two damage. So it's two rend, two damage. Yeah. And if you fire the cannonball, that's two attacks, fours by twos. Th- that makes it three rend. And D3 plus 3, so 4 to 6 damage. Yeah, I guess that is good. D3 attacks, 4s by 3s, yeah. And then 3 iron blasters. 3 iron blasters would be, oh, 3 iron blasters. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can Mm -hmm. see that. I just, uh, Mm -hmm. 
That's, mm-hmm. To me, like mm-hmm. I said, and I'm an idiot. I don't. I'm. I'm just taking lots of guys on foot. Like I, I'm thinking yeah. for me, I'm going with you know gluttons and uh, you know, um, yeah, gluttons, iron guts, and man eaters are like my that. That's my bread sure. and butter. That's what I like yeah. to play. Yeah, I, I, I have like a my army is a mix of uh, beast claw and gutbusters. Oh, I sure. Have like, I have like one of each. I have like a stone horn, a thunder tusk, mm-hmm. and then yeah, I've got of, a little of everything too. Stuff. Yeah, I just had a little bit of everything in mine. So who's next? Then we get boulderhead. The boulderheads. So these are like the mm, the guys who soup up the monsters. Yeah, these guys are looked as troublemakers. Um, yeah. They call themselves the Sfard, which means the unbreakable ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, their tours. The Huskards are known as Beastmasters, and they have the fiercest Stonehorns and Mornfangs. I like this part where it talks about, um, in the after, okay, Beastmasters conduct the ritual of Yorask Or, where slices of blubber are carved from the Svard warriors and the beasts that survive, and each feasts on the flesh of each other. So at the end of a battle, if you're boulderhead, you will cut off some of your belly. And feed it to your mount, and you will cut off some of your mount's flank, and you will eat it. Yeah. And it joins, creating a fearsome, unbreakable bond of loyalty that can last for decades. Mm-hmm. That's just weird and creepy, and a great bit of lore. Yeah, it sounds kind of cool, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Boulderhead, Stonehorns, and Thunder Tusk get plus two wounds. Yeah, which they're already how many wounds are these things? They run fourteen 16. to fifteen wounds. Yeah. So now there's 16 and 17 wounds. That's not bad. Plus, you can, instead of giving one mount, a mount oh, trait, you can yeah. get three mounts, mount traits. <laughs> yeah. So these mount traits are good. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are running, um, you know, Beast Claw Raiders, that's not a bad one at all. Mm. Oh, no. If you're, if you're running like three, four monsters, you're picking this one. Absolutely. Uh, Thunderbellies, they're a newer one. They yeah. launch raids from the center of the sky roads of Shaman, going through lightning clouds of storm, absorbing the energy. Mornfang mounts begin to glow with power. Yeah. This is actually kind of awesome, this yeah. mount, this this trait. I mean, I... Oof. Well, and I, they're... Now, it's cool because the when these guys, when Thunderbellies are running, their storms of the Everwinter aren't just snow and sleet, lightning everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's really kind of, it gets, it's really interesting that they're full of magic and full of this stuff. And um, I just think it's, I, I think the bit of lore is great, but what's the, what's the rule that they have? So the Mornfang can run and charge. Oh, that's... <laughs> They're on you. <laughs> They're on you. If you are going heavy, if you're not taking a ton of, of if you're not going with all Thunder Tusks and Stonehorns. They already moved nine. They move nine. Yeah. So they can move, they can run and charge. So they can move anywhere from 10 to 15 inches and then mm-hmm. get in a charge. Yeah. Um, if you have a musician in there, if you have a horn blower, they get plus one to the charge. Um, and, already, and they also have they also have resistance against shooting. <laughs> yeah, they're minus yeah. one to wound for shooting. Yeah, it's uh, 
it's and 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 unleash hell is even better. Yeah, and they literally each one of these things has a potential for oh my gosh fourteen wounds in combat, not including yeah. the the one guy has a missile weapon for D three, but mm-hmm. each guy has a potential for fourteen to do fourteen wounds. Yeah, and you're yeah, letting you them run the, and charge. Yeah, I think you still have to pick. You have to pick their weapon? Right. So no. it's either, well, the clubs and hackers are three attacks at two damage, which is six, or the gargan hackers, two attacks at three damage, still six, plus the four tusks from them at two damage, which is eight. So six and eight is yeah. 14. Yeah. Whichever you pick, yeah. you have a potential for 14 damage. Yeah, this is one of the few units, I'm trying to think, that I can recall that still has a weapon option. Oh, no, there's a bunch of people you can there's pick. A, there's a couple, but... This almost all of them in this you can pick because you can yeah. pick the two two fists. It's, I think it's, or I think, the, it, I, think it, I think it's just because of the models themselves. I, that's, that's one of the things they're trying to get away from. Yeah, new they're models are not giving you that many options. options. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. In, in fact, the old uh, the realm lords where you could either pick the hammer or the diamond yeah, pick. I think yeah, that's the, the same. same. It's all the, the same, same thing, thing now. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But this, it's the two weapons or the hand weapon and the uh, and the. Yeah, and yeah. The, it kind of, I guess the they could. They kind of had to, which is kind of cool because you could just call that two weapons. But I still like the. It's defensive yeah. and on sixes. It's basically a thunder shield on sixes to save. You do a wound back. Yeah, like the iron fist. Yeah. Right. Uh, then there's the winter bite, and mm-hmm. this one. Um, they are. And I'd be, as, temp- I'd be. So, <laughs> sorry about the board bang one. <laughs> I'd be so tempted to build that. Oh sure. If like you God, like, like Mornfang, you could make like, an all Mornfang army, except like three, for your general. Three, like, yeah, like three units of four Mornfang would be. Yeah, that'd be rough. So Ooh, their battle line too. Yeah, their battle line. They're two for a buck seventy-five, so three fifty for a four pack. Yeah, and if you three, just yeah, so and if I take if I I got to take a leader, so I if I want to go, there a stone horn, but you but you we put your guy on a stone horn. Mm-hmm. And, and then you, yeah, so that's about of, 400. So you got 1600 left, and these are 350 a piece. Yeah. So 700. So you could take like four packs of four. Yeah. Plus some characters. Yeah, I bring a Stonehorn guy. And, and just then, run these and then, guys a, out. and then, a, yeah, and then a Butcher for some magic defense, and maybe some Yetis if you can squeeze them in. Right. That, yeah. I mean, it's totally tempting because that's just speed. Yeah, exactly. You're on top of them. All of these things that have yeah, first round, yeah. you can't do this, can't do that, and the first uh-huh. unless you can get up. I'm uh-huh. right there. I'm in your face. Yeah. Yep. I've moved up to almost 15. I'm I'm on the line. I'm running 10 to 15 inches, and then I'm charging into you. It's an interesting way to play. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like to. I'd like to see like like a like a like a Iron Jaws army versus that <laughs> would be just that would be fun. <laughs> oh, that would be just. Rolling dice and take it off. <laughs> we may have to play that at some point just oh, to see, yeah. it, see it happen. That game would be over like turn two, like either way. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like smash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I tell you what, if the ogres do, there's a lot of eating to happen if, oh, man. if they win because they're just so much dead. <laughs> that would be a blast, actually. That'd be fun. Um, so, All right, so sorry. Yeah. So, winner no, by. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Winter bites. Um, that's you've got a lot of this. Um, you know, you got the saber tooths and the other guys in there. This is your hunters. This is the one you like. This is your hunter. Well, no. 
Um, you know, their skin is pallid. Hunters, they wear the the pale stuff. I like how it talks about how, and one of this when I was reading over the rules, I think it, no, it's the saber tusk. They're cold blooded. Mm-hmm. Or they they don't carry off heat, so you don't see a heat signature. Yeah. So when yeah. they're stalking, you, they don't even have their breath doesn't condense right. in the air, right? Which is cool. Uh, and they just kind of run in with the the mourn fang and the white fur, so they're hard they're hard to see. They get in there and they smash. Um, yeah. So it's minus one from hit rolls with missile weapons with missile weapons against them if Holy you're holding your own territory. Term. Yeah. yeah. In addition, frost sabers, icebrow hunters, and yetis are not visible if you're more than twelve inches away. You just which can't is, see them, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So minus, I, I, I don't know. If you get to build an army around that. You mm. yeah. I don't know that I would pick this because it. Just, mm. I mean, you, you, first of all, am I taking all frost sabers, hunters, and yetis? Like that's a very specific. This yeah, is, it is right. This is the fluff list. I think out of this, I feel like like if you were gonna do like a. Like a thousand point game or five hundred point game, you might pick this. It might be fun. Yeah, because like smaller point games, you know, they kind of preclude themselves to like specialist armies. Uh-huh. So if you like know your friend is gonna play like all shooting in like a thousand point game, you're like, all right, cool, I'm gonna play Winter Bite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, you're minus one to hit me in my area, and these models you can't even see unless you get close. And then if you get close, yeah. if I'm in my area, you're still yeah, minus gonna one to pound you. Yeah, yeah, they're going to pound you, yeah. Ah, uh, so good. Uh, so what's next? Let me take a look mm-hmm. here. Um, we went so, through. Yeah, let's, so we should... let's start with yeah. Gut Busters. Going... Yep. Okay, so. Oh, real... So did we determine, like, if those things are, like, are... They follow the lore, right? Those, those, those the, tribes. I oh mean, yeah, they follow, all yeah, of I them mean, do. They yeah. all, they're all really, yeah, solid, and they all yeah. follow that lore. Okay, it's I hard agree, to hit yeah. me, and it's hard to see me in the winter mm-hmm. bright. Mm-hmm. Riding the lightning in, coming in super fast is your yeah, thunder bellies. Mm-hmm. Um, the boulder heads are just harder. They're harder yeah. and tougher, and their their mounts are better. Yeah. You know, the underguts have the monopoly on black powder, and so they get all the bonuses for shooting. Yeah. Um, the blood gullets, who like the bloody meat, but their butchers have this stronger connection, mm-hmm. so they get the extra spells. Yeah. And then meat fists, they're just, they're they're the most on the maw paths. They are the, yeah. they are the maw pathiest of the maw path armies. Right, and so that's why they get a, bu- a bonus charge. Yeah, a yeah. trampling charge. That one, honestly, that is the one I think of all of these that's probably the best, only because it's literally every unit in that army. If you play all gut busters, yeah. If you're playing all gut, oh, busters, I see what you're saying. Yeah, this affects that's... every unit, mm-hmm. and it's doing mortals and plus one to that roll can be huge. Yeah, I guess if you're playing under guts and you only have lead belchers and iron blasters in your army, then it. Yeah, I guess well, you. Right. I guess your. Gen, I guess your general wouldn't get that because he wouldn't have that. Well, but right. I, see, I you, see what you're saying. Yeah, plushy stampede is every unit, including your heroes, your mm-hmm. butchers. Everyone would get that. Right. Um, Thunderbellies. If you're playing one or two characters and all Mornfang, then they basically all get that as well. Mm-hmm. But they're all. I mean, like I said, if you have a specific couple yeah. of units that are your favorites, if you love the weird, you know. 
Mm-hmm. If you like the Yetis and that type of thing, you got a yeah. tribe. If you well, love Mornfang, you got a yeah. tribe. You love the big monsters, you got a tribe. Mm-hmm. You love wizards, See, you got a tribe. If you're doing Boulder Head, you can you could do that because um, Stonehorns and Beast and Thundertusks are battle line. Yeah, you could do an all Stonehorn and Thundertusk army mm-hmm. and be in Boulder Head, and that would affect your entire army. The, your, every get, model is. Now sixteen or seventeen 16 wounds. wounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And three of those models all have mount traits. Yeah. How See, cool. Yeah, exactly. All right. So let's talk about gut busters. Yeah. We'll talk about gut busters and then when we we'll, when we're done with gut busters, we'll break and then talk beast claw raiders. I think that's yeah, the best yeah, way yeah. to do this. Yep. So traits. Um okay. No battle shock for noblars within eighteen inches. Okay. I went over the rules for those Noblar things, and they're mm-hmm. dumb, but they are fun. I so they're think, they're also busted, like big time broken. They're they they're need, that they, good. They need to they need to be FAQ'd. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. I looked at it and said, "This looks like it could be pretty good," but I just don't see anybody taking them. Plus, that scrap launcher, the metal scrap launchers, were absolutely the worst models ever to put together. <laughs> Do you I never remember? had the pleasure. I never had the pleasure. Okay, so you got a big Rhinox that they're riding on, right? And they've got mm-hmm. that whole thing that they cobbled together. Yeah, yeah. And picture the old metal model where you're putting like the little howda thing on the back. Yeah. But all those little bits and bobs are just little spindly pieces of metal that you're gluing together. And some of them uh. are so, so thin you can't pin them. The, if you ever dropped that or even <laughs> knocked it over, you yeah. were doing repairs. Yeah. So here's the thing with Noblars. Their rule, nasty traps and tricks. That is cool. But it's also not, it's not, it's worded very poorly. Each time and, an enemy unit finishes a move within six inches of any friendly units with this ability, roll a dice. On a four up, they take D3 mortals. Mm-hmm. What's a move? Uh, a, normal, a normal move, charge move, run move, pile in. Is pile-in considered a yes. move? Pile-in is considered a move. Mm-hmm. So does that, that triggers every time a unit moves within six inches of these goofs? Oh, that is kind of... But then you got to buy mm-hmm. these goofs. And honestly, they're, they come in packs of 20 for how much? Let's talk like, about this. Because I was looking at this because... Like money-wise or points-wise? Points-wise. Money-wise, whatever. You're going to be buying all these st- novelers. So 100 points for 20 noblars mm-hmm. and then you want to put them on okay i a buck 45 for the scrap launcher and like i said i always loved this dumb model mm-hmm. uh and these guys um so if you take both of them you're 245 for 20 noblars and a scrap launcher and you want to keep them together yeah so but 20 noblars with a six up save like you can just oh you can murder them obviously yeah. my, but you're, my, gonna, you're gonna you're my, gonna have like I don't know, sixty of them. If you're and they're, and they're if just, you're taking a bunch of them, like yeah, that's but, if, but what they but the thing is, it's their stupid rule. It needs to get FAQ'd. It needs to say each time an enemy finishes a normal move, right? So that but does that cut out pilot? That, that cuts out all that other crap. Okay, it's just like a, your basic move. You move like you're in your movement phase. You move Here's the and thing. get to within six inches of them, or complete a charge within six inches of them. Yeah, then... and if you could get enough of them, it gets difficult. But if I charge them mm-hmm. and I finish my move after I charged them, 
Yeah. I could choose not to pile in if I've got enough guys near them and just wipe them out. Like, they have no save. I mean, they got a six-up save. Anything right. you have is going to delete this. So Ex- yes. if, you, but, if you're playing clever enough, you might only have to face this D3 Mortal Moons once. Yeah, because you're right. You got to play clever because they're tricksy. It is nasty traps and tricks. They're tricksy. Yeah, but it's the, it's the fact that you can, like, have multiple units of them all, like, around. You could have, like... Mm-hmm. Okay, now you're within D6 inches of this unit of 20, and this unit of 20, and this unit of 20. Well, now but it's going to trigger, any, trigger, 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 any no, it, move. So you it, finish out your normal move, your charge move, your pile in. Your, right, but what I'm saying crap, is like, you yeah. only roll it once because yes. it's within any. So even if you come up within three, yeah. you're only doing it once. But yes, I could see that. If it's, you, it's dumb. It's like, and then and people have been taking advantage of this in tournaments and just doing ridiculous things. I can see that. And since it's we're just, talking uh, about them, why don't we... Okay, so we kind of covered them. One wound, six up save. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's they, they're crap. This is their one cool yes. thing they can do. They get yes. one attack, five by fives, no rend, one damage. They do have eight-inch range throwing weapon, which is fours by fives. So they're better mm-hmm. at throwing stuff than actually hitting you with it when they're standing next yeah. to you. Makes sense. Um, they're goblins, after all. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, and they yeah they're grots and they kind of suck. Now you can mm-hmm. put them next to the scrap launcher, which has nine yeah. wounds and a four up save. Scrap mm-hmm. launcher is actually not too bad. Um, yeah, it's got seven attacks, five by fives. That's the 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 normal hitting, you know, which is like mm-hmm. their motley assortment of weapons. You got right. the horns of the rhinox, which isn't bad. Two attacks, fours by threes, one rend, three damage. The piles of old scrap is what's good here. Yeah. So load it up. At the start of the shooting phase, pick a Noblar unit wholly within nine inches and roll 2d6. If it's mm-hmm. less than the number of Noblars in the unit, which if you're starting off fresh, it should be, mm-hmm. plus one to hit with the piles of scrap. So if you're near some Noblars and get a decent roll, which you should be because you're going to take them together, yeah. you're threes by threes, one rend, one damage for their shooting attack, which is... The old six by three. You can't shoot at them if you're too close. Yeah. But remember how many attacks it has. Oh, this is great. <laughs> the attack characteristic is equal to the number of models in a unit up to 20. Mm-hmm. Most of these things cap out at 10. Like all this stuff says it caps at 10. And this one yeah. caps at 20 attacks. 20 attacks. I mean, still, it's threes by threes if you got Noblars yeah. nearby, one rend, one damage, but 20 attacks on a shot. I think it should be, it sh- the attacks should be the number of Noblars that are within nine inches of it, because they each Noblar would load it up with scrap. So if you have 20 right. Noblars next to it, you had to have 20 attacks. That would be cooler. Well, I think, I, I mean... I th- I like the idea that it's just the more if you got a bunch of noblars near it they're loading it up heavy, yeah. so it will hit every model in the unit because it's just flinging garbage <laughs> at them. Yeah. yeah, anything they pick up in the field, armor, daggers, yeah. rocks, yeah. anything's in there. So in up to a up to a twenty man unit, everybody yeah. in that unit has a potential for getting hit. Yeah. Um, I guess it is. It could be. I just think like there's so many better choices to spend my 245 points on than that. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think if, if you're, but it's kind of cool no, too. Once again, no, it's it's yeah. Flavor. People aren't people aren't taking the scrap launcher. People are just taking the noblars. Really? Yeah. Because eh, because they because because the rule is broken. So well, 
people Plus, take advantage of broken rules in tournaments, and they do all kinds of stupid stuff. Well, and it's annoying. They count. I mean, twenty of them. That good for grabbing objectives, right? Yeah, sure, absolutely. You know, until you wipe them out because they have a six-up well, yeah. save. Well, yeah. And and here's the thing: if you've got them within eighteen inches of general, I mean, if you're going to take them, then you would take this command trait, which is no battle shock for them, mm-hmm. which means you literally have to kill them. No battle shock if mm-hmm. they're within eighteen inches of the general. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. not too bad, right? Uh, so if you're stuck in combat with these noblars, and there's nothing that says you can't reinforce them. No. So you type you have units of sixty. Wait, are they battle line? No. Then you can only have units of twenty. You can't double oh. reinforce non battle line units. But you can have well, forty. Forty. Okay. So units of forty. For two hundred points you've got. And you have to wade noblars. through all of them and they don't take battle shock. And every time you move So are do you gonna, anything are you saying you're gonna to take are you going to take uh, 120 noblars, three units I, of 40 for three units of 40 for 600 points? Maybe, but I'm not. I'm not doing that. But people are doing that. Oh my god! And they're taking they're taking advantage of this stupid rule. Well, I mean, it should I, I, say you know better should, than I do should, if it's actually broken. It's oh, it's busted. I didn't notice it's, it. It's, but. it's bad. It's messed up. Okay, it's not. It, it'll get FAQ'd. It has to be. It would have to be. It has to say finishes a normal move or charge charge move. It can't include retreats, runs, pylons. Pylons is the big one. It's Trixie and Trapsy. Yeah. <laughs> it's Trixie and Trapsy. It's what it is. Like I kind of it may be broken, but I kind of like that it works that way. And I've yeah. never had to face it and get frustrated by it. Yeah. And the thing that really makes it bad is that they're immune to battle shock. So you have if to kill, you take this, but then you're you have to kill this. all these guys. <laughs> you have to kill all of them. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, you have to kill 120 wounds worth of stuff. That's, well, that's... worse than horrors. <laughs> <laughs> it is 200 points for 40 wounds. Yeah, it's worse than horrors. Well, yeah, but they're complete crap. Like well, anything so with so rend just deletes. So are so are horrors. Yeah, horrors You're has six wrong. up saves, one wound. A unit of ten horrors is two hundred and fifty points, and that winds up being and, and has fifty wounds. Fifty wounds. Yeah, but okay, they so suck. About... But they, but they have a lot of shooting. I'll give you that. They they do thirty three. A unit of ten pink horrors has thirty three shots. Why and wouldn't you? It, if you're gonna do that, why wouldn't you put scrap launchers behind them though? They got a six to thirty six inch range with twenty attacks. I mean, yeah, I mean, you might as well. I I, I see what you're saying. I but, mean, it's but, no good against heroes because yeah. it's yeah. the number of models in the unit. But yeah, but think about like a unit of forty noblars whipping sharp stuff at you. Even in combat, they're still they're still gonna die. So sure, but you just but you just keep th- you all defense these fools. They have a five up save now. Now like, I want to do this. Now I want to. Now I want to create. A, a, I want to have a thousand Nobla. <laughs> it's bad. This, it's, and this nasty traps and tricks rule is, is makes it even worse. I love it though. I'm not gonna lie. And now that okay. you've told me it's broken, I love it even more. <laughs> and I'm not for that. But they're such crap. That's the only way they're going to do damage. And honestly, yeah. D3 mortals, like once or twice, yes, it could be bad, but it's not necessarily mm. going to be bad. Of course, you're and telling it, me that it's pretty broken, that it's happening a lot in tournaments, which I don't go to. So I don't know. Right, 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 but right, right. But initial reaction to that was, okay, that's, 
I, I was writing yeah, them you're, off. Because you're, you're, you're only thinking of like a 20-man unit, just kind of but 40 go, going up a flank, trying to capture something. You charge into them. Ah, oh, you take two mortal wounds. Okay. And then I just decimate the unit, and then they all run away because they have a four bravery. I mean, that's what... But you know, they don't like because base- they're within 18 of the no. general, so they're not taking battle shock tests. Exactly. Oh, you know what they need? They need a Noblar. They need a specific character who's just a maniac <laughs> that runs with Noblars. Just some yeah. big old ogre who's a weirdo. You yeah. know, and he could have just, he could, he, they, they all have names. He could be like, yeah. you know, Trogdor the Weird or whatever. And he's just <laughs> yeah. out there running with tons of knoblars. Just like, get yeah. him, boys. Like, just sounds like, sounds, like, sounds like your Path to Glory army. Exactly. Got, that sounds there like you fun. Go. So yeah. dumb. Okay. Uh, what are the other traits? Um, you can... And, okay. The traits here are very specific. Okay. Oh, so, so, by wh- the way... Just a, one more thing: how you beat that army mm-hmm. is you got to kill. You got to kill the general who makes them not take battle shot. Not take battle shot. You yeah, got to kill. That of course, guy. once you do that, because yeah. yeah, with yeah. four bravery and I killed fifteen, yeah. you know that okay. Yeah. Well, you're already losing eleven plus your roll. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but okay, so, so that affects Noblars only. Yes. Um, butcher only knows all the spells mm. of the lore. Gut magic. Cool. Okay. Uh, blood pelt hunter only. Its missile weapons go to two instead of four. Yeah, it's on. Blood Pelt Hunter. Let's talk about him. Yeah, he's This new. is the new character. Uh, mm-hmm. Eight wounds, five up save, eight bravery. He's a hero. Um, he gets now. He gets five attacks, threes by threes, one rend, two damage, and mm-hmm. he has two ranged attacks. Yeah. An 18-inch with two attacks, fours by threes, one rend, D3 damage. Fours, mm-hmm. One attack, fours by twos, two rend, D6 damage. If you roll, uh, if you're targeting a monster, it's not D3 and D6. It's three and six. Because in the lore, these guys are kind of jerks. Yeah. Blood Pelt Hunters. I just want to go back to the lore real quick. And I know we're jumping all over, but this is kind of how I love doing this. Let me find them. Blood Pelt Hunters. Blood Pelt Hunters. Where are you, fools? Here we go. Um, they're not really interested in getting food for their tribe. All they care about is glory. Um, they run ahead trying to get the kill the best and the biggest monsters so yeah. that they can get the credit and the glory for that. Um, they And they don't eat everything. They stop and keep bits as trophies because they're glory hounds. They are literally mm-hmm. glory hounds. Yeah. Uh, and they go after the best targets, which is why. Well, they're, he's, look at the model. He's just covered in trophies. Mm-hmm. And the drawing's kind of a, even worse because it's got all those trophies. But seriously, yeah. attack. so if you're attacking a monster, and if you take this, if you're going to take this and you really want him to do this, you give... The gut buster, you give the trait, the command trait. Command traits have to go to the general, right? Correct. So you'd have to make the blood pelt hunter your general. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But this general, and who cares, right? I mean, honestly, whatever. You make him. Yeah. So yeah. you take that trait. He's got two attacks, twos by threes, one rend, three damage, and then one attack, twos by twos, two rend, six damage. On a monster. On yeah. a monster. So he can do 12 damage to a monster at range. See the thing I've I behind know, I his kind of, knoblars. I think it's kind of annoying is that the named character 
the prime huntress of Sigmar in Dastra. This dude's impaling spears better than Thingavar if he's the general. Like, get out of here. No, if he's the general <laughs> and if he's attacking a monster. It's a yeah. very specific. First of all, I don't see a ton of people making him the general. No, probably not. And if you do, then you got to make him the general and he's got to be hunting monsters, which puts him in danger because he's eight wounds with a five-up save. I yeah, think he's got to be 12 inches away. So he's going to get... He's, he'll hit the monster, do a bunch yeah. of wounds to it, then he's going to get eaten. Now, it is cool. When he's in cover, you just can't see him. He's not minus one to hit. You can't yeah. see him in cover. And at the end of your opponent's movement phase, if he's more than nine inches away, he can make a normal move. Yeah. Which I think is cool because... That is cool. You get up close enough where you could attack him, I could pull mm. him out of range. Mm-hmm. Or I could, I, could, I could get him into a, a tactical position. So he's got some cool stuff, but I'm not taking this. Hmm. Because I'm not going to make him the general. I mean, I don't need mm. I don't need him to do that when. I See, can... I would I would take him if I guess if you're playing in a local group that just has tons of monsters in it. You know what I mean? You know what your I, yeah friends are playing. Right. Throw this guy in there. Yeah, you could. I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't yeah. or you can't. I'm saying you could, but eh. I would yeah. rather give my tyrant a second big name because they're pretty cool. Big yeah, names are. are awesome. Yeah, are. Or ex-mercenary. Mm-hmm. Friendly man-eaters become battle line. Ooh, and at the start of your hero phase, if he's on the battlefield, roll a die for each friendly man-eater that's eating. So if it's mm-hmm. within three inches. For each three up, you get a command point that can only be spent during that turn on a command received by man-eater units. Yeah. And it says you receive, not your general receives. Mm-hmm. So anyone can give that command. Yep. But you oh, yeah. get on a three up, all of your man eaters engaged in combat basically get a free command. That's awesome. That's great. Why would you? Why would I take blood deadly aim for the blood pelt hunter yeah. when I can take another big name or that ex mercenary thing? Yeah, because I, I I just I think it's because I really like man eaters. <laughs> I used to know I would do that one. Right, ex mercenary. Yeah. I mean, but man eaters yeah. are good too. Like their yeah, rules they're, are they're, good. They're very good. Yeah, so I would be taking one of those. Uh, mm-hmm. What about their artifacts? I like the trophy rack or the splatter cleaver. Uh, yeah. Plus one to, okay, trophy rack. Plus one to hit by friendly gut buster units wholly within 12 if they're charging a monster or a hero. Mm-hmm. Okay, almost everything hits on threes. So against heroes and monsters, I hit on twos? That's a great artifact. Yeah. If you've got a, a, a general who's going to be running right up with all of his... And it's gut busters. So that's iron guts. That's man eaters. Yeah. So if you're taking, um, like we talked about earlier, if you're going to be the meat fist maw tribe, you're probably going to take that one, I would think. So the meat fists, once again, their bonus is what was it again? Plus one, what? Um, oh, plus, plus one, one for the, the trampling yeah, charge. Trampling charge. So you're rushing in. You're getting the extra hits on the trampling charge. Then you're hitting on to your man-eaters, your gluttons, and your iron guts. The Mm -hmm. core of your... uh, Yeah, your army. Of your army are hitting on twos. Iron guts hitting on twos, wounding on threes, two rend, three damage with three attacks. Yeah. And you're going in there... So what that does is that saves your command points, because now you're not using all-out attack. Right, 
Yeah. Unless somebody makes me minus one to hit. Like if you're playing against mm-hmm. my cruel boys and I just yeah. made you all minus one to hit. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm plus one. So that negates you. And now if I want to do an all out attack, I can. Right. Um, the ward, the plus three ward for one phase. Eh. Yeah. Any of those. The glaive. Once, once the, for battle. The, <laughs> the tyrant's glaive getting rend three isn't bad, but I'm either giving my. If I'm playing a lot of gut busters, a lot of models, mm-hmm. the plus one to hit is great. Yeah. Or the splatter cleaver. I like this. That's pretty good. Keeps so your guy going. I give my hero's weapon at the end of the combat, the combat phase. Mm-hmm. So every combat phase. Any wounds caused by attacks were allocated to an enemy unit. Yeah. Heal D3 wounds to each friendly ogre unit within 12 inches. <laughs> yeah. And with, multi, and with multi-wound models, you're more than likely going to have people just hanging out being wounded. Yeah. Because even mm-hmm. your... I mean, they, they have four wounds minimum. Yeah. For any ogre. Right. So, yeah. Healing back D3, you... Yeah. Yeah, that's Those good. are great... Yeah, especially if I was going to take, if I was going to be taking the, the, uh, a tyrant? The, no, the Thunderbellies Maw Tribe. Uh huh. And I've got the stone, uh, you know, I've got Morn Fang all over the place with, you know, that's a good one. Because then you're healing those guys. They have, you know, seven wounds each. Uh, that, that's, that'd be a really good one to take. Yes, because that's just ogres. Mm-hmm. It's just the ogre keyword. It's all you need. You're right. So healing D3 wounds to your... Your, your Mornfang. Mornfang is not bad. But then mm-hmm. you've got Mornfang running with a tyrant, and they got to be within 12 inches, which means that all that speed they have... Mm, that's true. ...is, is hurting. It's kind of wasted, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, the trophies of Everwinter, yeah, might be better for that. Right. But... Now, uh, what else do we got? Okay, so the Butcher Magic. Let's, I don't know. What you see now? You're there's a lot of choices here for, yeah. for something that's not a lot, right? I mean, the tyrants, I mean, they're not. Well, let's slow. talk about the tyrants. Yeah, let's talk about the tyrants because we're going to skip Kragnos. We've talked about him ad nauseum. He hasn't changed. Yeah. Right. Eight wounds with a four up save. They only move six inches, and there's your problem against trying to mm-hmm. keep them up mm-hmm. with those other guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they take a big name. And there's a bunch of them. We'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they have pistols. That's oh, short range, but two attacks, fours by threes, one rend, D3 damage. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Um, they have a Thunder Mace and a Beast Skewer Glaive. Yeah. Thunder Mace, three attacks, threes by threes, two rend, three damage. And then the Glaive is two attacks, threes by threes, one rend, D3 damage. Yeah. Unmodified hit against a hero or monster with that glaive, unmodified mm-hmm. six, it's D6 instead of D3. Yeah. So you could take Longstrider as your big name. Now you're moving eight. Now he's moving eight. How fast did the Mornfang move? Twelve, I think. Uh, nine. Nine. Okay. Yeah. So you could, if you want to do that, I mean, you could. I was just thinking more along the lines of units of, mm-hmm. of gluttons. Um, so his glaive is doing that. His thunder mace, if his thunder mace hits uh, uh, on a six, because okay, hitting with a six for the for the D three becomes D six against heroes and monsters. 
Mm-hmm. The Thunder Mace hitting on a six does a mortal wound in addition to damage. And if the target has more than three models, it does D3 mortal wounds. Yeah. So that's sixes to hit doing extra mortals on top of two rend three damage. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you fail a, a, a battle shock test within three inches of him, you only lose one model. So you you know you I mean this is an army where your tyrant your your general is not hanging back. No, absolutely not. Your heroes are right up front smashing face, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's gonna be right next to you're gonna keep him packed in with a couple of units of, of gluttons or, or iron breakers, right? Yeah, or iron not guts. iron breakers, iron guts. Iron guts. So if those units do fail battle shock mm-hmm. at an eight, I mean you'd have to lose two or three models even to fail a battle shock with a with a with a leadership of eight. But yeah. if they're that six and they were getting roasted from, you know, maybe some heavy fire, mm-hmm. uh only losing one model is a great bonus. Yeah, I mean if we're talking about that other army. Mm-hmm. You know, the Mornfang heavy army, they have bravery seven, and if they're eating, they're bravery nine. Yeah, they're not going to—you'd you, have to lose— You'd have to lose— Four. Four, yeah. To, to fail a battle shock test, which yeah. at that point, the unit's already dead. Yeah, even if you fail—then if you even fail it and you end up losing two, if he's nearby— You lose then one. Then you just lose one, which isn't a disaster. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, he's, I, do we think he's a little squishy? Four up save, eight wounds. He's got a five up. Well, you can take Death Cheater that gives him a five up ward. Yeah. That's one of his big names. And there's a way to take two big names, right? Yeah, that's one that's a command trait. You can take yeah. a second big name, which is what I'm saying is that's cool. So yeah. you got here are your options. A five up ward. Yeah. It's a monster for the trampling charge battle trait, which as we discussed mm-hmm. in the battle traits section. Trampling charge, uh that's when you finish your charge, you roll dice equal to your unmodified charge roll. Yeah. So this guy would be hitting on six because or sixes do mortals because he's not on a unit of three or more and he's not a monster. Mm-hmm. But if you take that big name, you roll for uh, the charge and he does the mortals on fours. Mm-hmm. So that's not bad if you're right. planning on getting a lot of charges off because you're going to be charging. Um, I like uh, the other one, the, the Fate Seeker. Death Cheater and Fate Seeker is not a bad two-name combo. Yeah. Three up save, five up ward? Yeah, oh, absolutely. That's not that, a bad combo. That's, that's pretty tanky. Uh, plus one to the damage if he's a monster, if he's fighting a monster. Eh, mm-hmm. That's that's not bad. That's pretty good. Uh, plus one rend if the target unit is in cover or in a garrison. Meh. That's not bad either, the melee weapons, because then he's rend three and rend two. Yeah. Which if you're it, in some sort of cover, like you're in a forest or you're in something yeah. like that, it counts as cover. Rend three and rend two. Yeah, is, yeah. Good. I'm hiding my wizard here, so it's harder to hit. I get <laughs> this guy in there, you're toast. Yeah, you're done. But I'm still leaning toward if I take a second big name and not yeah. not the man eater bonus, mm-hmm. I'm taking the three up save five up ward. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, the only thing I would I would lean that way unless I was doing the winter bite list, and mm-hmm. then I would go. Then I think I'd go death cheater long strider. Death Cheater Long Strider. So then you're uh five up five ward, up ward eight inch move. Yeah, that makes sense yeah. because you want to keep yeah. up with your Mornfang pack. Yeah. See, so yeah, you can tailor it to make it work. Mm-hmm. But that's your tyrant. All right. So now let's let's talk about the lures of gut magic. So then we can talk about the ty- the butchers and the slaughter yeah. masters. Yeah. Uh, um These are good. Yeah. 
Okay, Blood Feast. Mm-hmm. Cast on a seven, range of 18 inches. Pick a unit that's an ogre unit that's not a monster. Plus one attack for the melee yep. weapons till your next hero phase. That's amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. Because they do, I mean, we've already talked about it. These guys, they they hit with lots of wounds. Yeah, I mean, Everything's multiple wounds. A, a glutton has three attacks. Four if he's got paired weapons. Yes, and I kind of like the paired weapon. I love the Iron Fist, but the Iron Fist used to help with your save, I thought, yeah. a little more. It did, yeah. And now it's just sixes uh, to save, do a mortal wound back. Mm-hmm. I think I'd rather which have is, the extra attack. Which is... Mm, it, any, any, I've, I've just, since I've been playing more, I've been noticing that any time you can just chip in a mortal wound here and there is so uh, good. Maybe that is good then. Plus, you end I don't up know how they're already built. Because yeah, exactly. Because you like go up against a night haunt, like God. Oh, that's can't... right, mortals. Because yeah, freaking night haunt. You, you doesn't matter what your rend is. Who cares? Four up save. You could chip in that little mortal wound. I mean, you Kill get a... your ward save because mm-hmm. that's what it's for. But sure. still, a yes. six up ward save. So mm-hmm. you attack me. I do a six to save. Now you got to do a six to save. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So especially if like a lot of those night haunt units just have a you know a lot of attacks. So you're going to be making a truckload of saves. But so gonna... and, and if I'm meat fisting, mm-hmm. oh, that's plus one other thing. What's the what is the one that gives you a plus one to your? That's the meat fist maw tribe. Their trait. Um, hold on. I'm yeah, the, the ability of this army to do no, plus mortal... one to the trampling charge. What's the one yes. that gives you plus one to hit? What was the thing oh. we just talked about? Oh, that's the blood feast. Oh no, plus one to hit. Um. I thought there was... Isn't there oh, one that that's gives the you... gruesome trophy rack. Right. Plus mm-hmm. one to hit rolls for friendly gut busters mm-hmm. wholly within 12 inches. Oh, mm-hmm. that's only when they target a monster or a hero. Right, right. But yeah. But you can... Yeah. So plus one attack. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It just seems so basic. Basic but... four... So going up to four attacks or five mm-hmm. attacks... I mean, they're doing two damage apiece with one rend. Yeah. Going up against your basic sort of units, this is... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh... Blubber grub stench. Yeah, cast of five, range eighteen. Um, um, so within range of Rhinox riders, those are treated as monsters, and they can trampling charge you. Now that Rhinox units, and I think I went through this, and I think that's literally just Iron uh, Blasters, Iron Blasters, and Scrap Launchers. Exactly. Yeah. Which you know, that's another one. It's like if I have a lot of those, I mm-hmm. guess. Right. Well, I mean, you have three Iron Blasters. Yeah. And they can really kind of step in and do some damage in close oh, combat. Yeah. And they oh, do have yeah. a four-up save. I could see mm-hmm. taking the Iron Blasters and doing that. Uh, yeah. So and that, it's all of them. It's all the Rhinoxes. Yeah, 18 inches. While they're wholly within range of the caster. Yeah. That yeah is, that's an yeah. AoE, yeah. Okay, so that's not bad. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're going to use that. You know, three iron blasters thing. They're treated as monsters for the trampling charge, so they so they do the mortals on a mm-hmm. four up with their charge roll. Contesting objectives. Contesting so objectives. They count so as ten, ten models, yep. and the monsters rampage. So then they can they can do a monsters rampage. Yes, they can and, stomp. Yeah. And they can stomp and bellow. Yeah. Uh, okay. Titanic duel, all that stuff. Nice. Uh, molten entrails goes up on a six. What does this one do? Yeah, cast a six, range 18, pick a Maw Tribe's monster, uh, plus one damage. Okay, not bad. It's really but the good. monster's mount. So the, yeah, it's, for the mount. It, yeah, yeah, for the mount. 
Okay, that's cool. And then Greasy Deluge. 18-inch mm. range, cast on a six, pick an enemy unit within the range, minus one to hit until yeah. your next hero phase. Dude, this is why I want my butchers to have two spells. Yeah. Because if even if I only take two guys, I want to be able to cast the almost, I mean, the, blutter, the blubber grub stench, if I'm mm-hmm. not taking a bunch of iron blasters, mm-hmm. that's the only spell I don't need. The other three all work. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm not taking a monster either. And if mm-hmm. I'm not, then I got Blood Feast and Greasy Deluge, but that means my well, two... I got, here's what you do. Mm-hmm. You take the the item that lets your butcher know all the spells. He's your general. Uh-huh. And then you take... Is there? There's a way to get him extra spells, right? They can cast three? Well, no. He already can cast one. So if, right. you, if you make he, him the, uh, the one... RK, oh, as a, you Blood Gullet. You make him Blood Gullet, so he's casting two. Mm-hmm. And then Arcane Tome. You can't give him an Arcane Tome if you gave him the other item. Because oh, it's an item, isn't it, that knows all uh, the spells? Or is that a... Is no, that that's, a, his, that's a command trait. Oh, okay. So if you give him the command trait, he knows all the spells. You can give him the Arcane Tome, mm-hmm. and so then he can cast three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, that's not bad. Now let's talk about these guys, Okay. Yeah. Slaughtermasters and Butchers have very similar stats. Seven wounds, five up save, eight bravery. Yeah. They both, and even the Slaughtermaster, even though they're better, it's still cast and dispel only one. Yeah. Which seems um, weird. Yeah. He's got a, now, the regular Butcher's got a Tenderizer or a Cleaver. Mm-hmm. And the difference is they both have three attacks. They're both hitting on threes. Tenderizer wounds on threes with one rend and three damage. The Cleaver... Wounds on twos with two rend, but only two damage. Well, he's got stump blades too, which is two d six attacks. Oh, that's the no, that's the slaughtermaster. I'm just talking. I'm talking butcher. Oh, just talking straight grade. butcher. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Now the blood gruel, which they both have, because once again they're they're very similar. Mm-hmm. They both have blood gruel. Every time you cast or unbind a spell, after you do the effect of the spell, on a two up, you can heal a wound. Yeah. On a one, you take a mortal wound, but you can heal a wound on a two up every time you cast a spell. So if this guy can cast two or three spells. Yeah. 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 He could be a tank. He could be a tank. Now, his special spell, the butcher special spell, is Voracious Maw. Goes off Mm. on a seven, 18 inches. Pick an enemy unit, D3 mortals. Now, I love see this. I want to cast this every spell. Every turn, I'm going to be casting this. D3 mortals, and then. Roll a die. <laughs> on a four up, it takes another D3 mortals. And as long as it keeps you keep hitting four up, you keep rolling until yeah. the unit's gone or you miss your four up. Yeah. This is basically like chain lightning. You just yeah. keep eating. You just yeah. keep eating and eating and eating and doing D3 mortals. I mm-hmm. love that spell. Yeah, it's good. So that's your butcher, which, by the way, that's my butcher who's coming in at a whopping... Buck thirty-five. Wow, and he knows all. He, he, he kid well, him he, out right. He, yeah, he, he only can, knows the one can, spell. He, but yeah, if you kid him out right, he can know all the spells mm-hmm. and cast three. And by the way, the slaughter master, mm-hmm. same one thirty-five. So weird. The only reason you would take a butcher because this slaughter master has extra rules is because you want that voracious moss spell because you mm. absolutely want that spell. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm gonna cast that on heroes. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to sh- do this spell against your hero, do yeah. D3 mortals, and if I'm lucky, I'm just going to keep doing them. Yeah, reminds me of that one. Isn't there a bone splitter spell? It's like the one where he can like cast like the, the gaze of Gork or whatever. Yes. And he just he shoots a green the bolt fl- of yeah. light. And, 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 and it doesn't stop until either the target dies or the caster dies. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> it literally doesn't stop. Yep. Now, the Slaughtermaster has, uh, is a bit different. Okay, he has a little Noblar crew with him because he has the giant cauldron. This was yeah. the old... Um, Scrag the Slaughterer. Yeah, he's dragging a little ma- a mini maw pot behind him. Yeah. This is not the big maw pot that is a piece of your terrain. Right. This is the guy dragging one behind him, right? Yep. So his little Noblars have three attacks, five by fives. It's Noblar attacks. It's crap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then his stump blades, 2d6 attacks, 3s by 3s, 1 rend, 1 damage. Yeah. He's got the blood gruel, so he can heal wounds when he casts spells. And you can mm-hmm. make this guy also be your general with the sure. arcane tome and yep. having 3 spells. Yeah. His spell is rock chomper. That goes off on a 5. Yeah. Pick a friendly gutten unit with wholly within 18 inches. Until the start of your next hero phase, rolls made for enemy units within three inches of that unit for the purposes of gulping, bite, battle trait. Okay, wait. Rolls made for enemy. (laughs) Okay, so the gulping, bite, battle. Okay, so, oh, okay, so here we go. D6 instead of D3. Yeah. Nasty. Pick one unit, but it's, I mean, still. Mm -hmm. One unit for the gulping, bite trait when they charge a hero. Mm Mm-hmm. And you get a 12-inch or a 10-inch charge in, and you're rolling 10 dice. Or no, that's the, the, the bite. At the end of the combat phase, you're yeah. rolling, uh, I, I, I forget, they're all bite, gulp, chomps, <laughs> you know, slurp. Yeah, so ogre gluttons. Any, any ogre has the battle trait. That's right. Buttons. At the end of the combat phase on a 4-up, they do D3. Yeah. And, and this now per, does D6. Per, and it's per unit. It's not per model. Right. So that, I, mean, I was thinking of the thunderous charge. Yeah, yeah. But you're still running in and doing D6, and it's until the start of your next... F- mm-hmm. So they could, this could conceivably happen yeah. three times. Yeah, what's every unit? Well, no, it's well, one no, unit. Gul- gulping bites is every unit. Right, but this, but is, this is one, one unit goes one to D6. Unit. But yeah. if I'm going first, mm-hmm. I cast this on them. They mm-hmm. get a nice gulping bite on, on my turn. Then they yeah. get a nice gulping bite on your turn, because oh, yeah. if I correct, it happens yeah. at the end of the combat phase. And if you double turn, then you, if you double three turn times. me, now it's three times I'm doing D6 <laughs> mortals. If these guys are fighting against anything that's halfway decent, mm-hmm. you're, you're, that's a Three D6 mortal wounds on a four-up? I mean... On four-ups, yeah. Three four-ups gives you three D6 mortal wounds. I mean, that's... Yeah, that's kind of a cool four-up, which is... I like how it's four-up. That's cool. I mean, yeah, it's so. 50-50. Yeah, it's But cool. it was already, you know, a four-up, so... Mm-hmm. Um, now, he's got his cauldron. In your hero phase, you can feast on the contents. So you're eating yeah. from the cauldron. Yeah. Um, and you roll a dice. Now, if you roll a one, you take a mortal wound. Yeah. If you roll a two, you heal D three wounds and heal a wound to every ogre unit with it wholly within twelve. Yeah. Three to four, one friendly ogre unit wholly within twelve is plus one to wound until the start of your next hero phase. That's really good. Remember when we were getting the guys up there with the guys within twelve inches for that trait was not the trait, but the ability so they were twos to hit? Yeah. Now they're twos to wound? Yeah. That spine marrow is great. If you can roll it, it's great. Yeah, adding plus one to wound is a rare ability. Yeah, it's not happening that often. And seriously, mm-hmm. uh, ugh, that is so good. And it's any ogre unit. 
Yeah. Plus one to wound on things like, and it's uh, add one to wound rolls for attacks made with melee weapons. So, Bone Crusher is the last one. Yeah, but hold on. Melee weapons. I'm just trying to look at some of these things. You can cast that on, and it just says melee weapon. Well, it doesn't count for mounts. Am I correct? Because it doesn't say it does? Or does it? No, it would. Yeah. Because doesn't it have to say it counts Mm -hmm. for mounts? Nope. Okay, nope. I if, thought, it just, if it just says melee weapons, it's all the melee weapons that unit is equipped okay. with. Okay, I could, I could have sworn, and maybe that's an old rule. There was a rule that mm-hmm. says when it gives you bonuses to these things like that, it only counts for the thing unless it I, specifies I, for the I mounts. think that's an old Warhammer Fantasy 8th edition I rule. I don't think it is because I could have sworn it wasn't because it literally, they've got rules like that that talks, like I know in the in the uh, Cruel Boys, it says this counts, uh, there's specific things that says your mount gets it too. But hmm. I, I, like I said, I don't know. I could be wrong. Okay. But, um... Twos to wound on your Mornfang? Yeah. Even if it's just on those hackers and stuff. Twos yeah. to wound for your for your uh, Iron Guts? Mm-hmm. That's dumb. Iron Guts with three attacks, twos by twos to rend three damage because yeah, of the bonus? Bananas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. And then the last one is uh, roll a die. On a five or six, you roll a die for each enemy unit within six inches. And on a two up, they take D3 mortals. Yeah. Honestly, the butcher, the voracious maw is a great spell. You kind of want one of each of these. Hmm. I want one of each. And then. Yeah, so if you're doing that, you're definitely leaning towards blood gullet for your. Right. Yeah. But I like these guys. Mm -hmm. One of each of these guys, they can each know. You know, they each know a spell. If I take a, a battalion, if I w- manage to get a battalion, if I can get a battalion that gives you an extra uh, whatever it is, then I take an extra spell for these guys. Oh, yeah. 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 So I got, so th- now they know, they each know two of the th- of the four spells from the lore, mm. and they know their own spell. Yeah. These two guys are casting two spells a turn, so my butcher is casting Voracious Maw every turn on people. Yeah, and then I got these cool bonus ones. Like I think these are awesome. Yeah, they're cool. I love it. I absolutely adore these guys, and I think that their spells really lend to what they're doing. So as long as we're talking about spells and the, you know, the ubiquitous arcane tome, <laughs> we might as well say like, what can you do if you give the arcane tome to the tyrant? What would that let you do? Well, he'd get one spell, right? He'd get one spell. Here's my, but th- that makes you know, what is the actual wording? Does that make him a wizard? Yeah. Does he cast a spell like a wizard, or does it actually make him a wizard? Makes him a wizard. Because if it makes him a wizard, then if I were, I, let me. I, I'm does it sure. look that up? Because if so, well, he's not a butcher. Oh, it has to be a butcher to cast the extra spell. So that it doesn't matter. It wouldn't affect the blood. It would. It wouldn't uh, affect his. Uh, his Maw Tribe bonus. If he's a, if he's a Blood Gullet, you have to be a Blood Gullet Butcher. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't it wouldn't affect him even if he had. Well, let me see if that. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna see if that unlocks the. But it would unlock a spell. Yeah. Right. Which you know, great. If he has an artifact of power. Ah, God dang it! Okay. Ugh. I went too fast for the app. Plus one to attack uh, the unit's melee weapons. You got a tyrant who you gave the arcane tome to. Mm -hmm. He can just cast Blood Feast on himself. 
Yeah, so plus one I attack think, for his I, melee I, weapons. But I don't think he, I think if you do that, it, he can't. Hang on a second. Choose a spell. I don't. I'm not sure if he can. Why is that messing up? I don't know. See, if you I, choose a, the app, is not working. If you choose a spell, does because does that unlock the 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 spells of the butchers to him? I oh oh you know what maybe not because is it butchers only? Yeah, it's butcher only. butcher only. So then what is he? Oh, so he can cast. He could cast the three basics. Yeah, arcane, so arcane not... mystic shield, but but he could also cast um, vile or a uh, 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 flaming weapon. Eh, yeah, plus one damage. Yeah, is that oh. worth it? Is that worth it? Plus one damage to his damage three thunder mace and his D three beast yeah. skewer glaive. Yeah. Well, flaming weapon only goes on one. Goes on one of his weapons. So three attacks, threes by threes, two rend, four damage. Mm. Maybe. 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 Um. All right. Or, you know what? Or, or put it on your guy on the Rhinox Rider. So okay, so what do we got left? Let's let's talk uh gluttons. Yeah. Um six bravery, four wounds, five up save. And we already talked about this. Um now if you take them with the full command unit, which I know they don't call them that anymore. <laughs> yeah. But your champion, your musician, and your standard bearer. If you've mm-hmm. got that, um plus one attack for the champion. Yeah. Plus Please one stand. bravery for the unit, so they go up to seven, which means when they're eating, they're nine. Yeah, with the standard bearer. Minus one to wound for missile weapons if, if they, they have, have any tribal banner bearers with lookout nobblers, which yeah. why wouldn't you? Because they're free, right? Now you would. Yeah, yeah. now you would. But so you, you put to... it in there, so it's minus one to wound me with shooting because the noblar is screaming to look out for the attack. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And uh, the bellower is plus one to charge. Yeah, that's all good. I have to admit, I always forget these bonuses while I'm playing. See, and this is what Rob has always said: is you gotta, you've gotta learn your army. It took me mm-hmm. forever to do that, but honestly, I remember talking to Rob like two years ago at Adepticon. Which Rob? Uh, Rob Symes. Yeah, and uh, he. This was his big thing: is you gotta learn. Mm-hmm. All of your stats and rules. You yeah. just gotta got to focus and learn them. Yeah. Because honestly, missing big, any of these are big. Yeah. I, re- I managed to remember all my Zinch ones yesterday, so I was happy about that. Could you picture this? You got plus one bravery. You're getting plus one to charge. Mm-hmm. You're getting extra attacks. You're hitting on flipping twos if you're playing certain things. This is, oh, I just, I love. This and I have this army because it's Kira's. It's Kira's, and she actually is in. She likes this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like she's interested in playing. Which now that school's out, this is one of the things that we're going to start doing. Oh, cool! Is just pulling it's this out because she's got it's so painted. Many it's painted, isn't it? Yeah, we got it when I bought it. The guy who sold it to us who sold it painted. I mean, she yeah, she did prime some of it because she wanted to paint her own. So we're gonna mm-hmm. we might redo some stuff. But yeah. honestly. Small scale list. She's not. She, my my youngest is not detail oriented. Mm. So we would start off with very small armies till she got a handle of the rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you could totally kind of push this forward. And oh, if yeah. someone was playing with her, mm-hmm. especially because Harrison is home now, mm-hmm. and he's got a regular nine to five, so he could play in the evenings. Cool. And we could, you know, I could play with her. Yeah. 
with her and her ogres and let her run it, but I just advise her while Harrison's playing his army. Yeah. You know, Iron Guts. Yeah. They have one more bravery, seven bravery. Uh, they have the They're same. Cr- let's see. So uh, if you take the uh, command unit, the champion gets plus one attack. Musician gets plus one to charge rolls. And the standard bearer, um, this is different. It can... Ignore it, a spell, yeah. The yeah. abilities of a spell and a spell, yeah. If you cast a spell on a six, they can ignore it. Yeah. Okay. Because their banner is like a huge like maw. Right. I prefer the gluttons getting the mm-hmm. minus one from missile weapon attack, minus one yeah. to wound. But a, a six up chance to ignore a spell? Whatever. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, oh, by the way, all of these guys have three, two inch range on these weapons. Now they do. They're huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are three attacks, threes by threes, two rend, three damage. Oof. Once per battle, after it's fought, you can say they're going to unleash ferocity. Once per battle, each of these units can do this. Basically, you fight get again. You get to you strike last, but you get yeah. to fight again. Yeah, it's called down to the iron guts. They've always had that rule. It's so good. There's some some iteration of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But getting that once a battle, getting a, I'm going to fight again. Oh. Yeah. And then they also have the bodyguard rule. Yeah, gut guards. Yeah. If they're next to the tyrant, you can, on a three-up... That's called a shrug, they call it in game, in terms, right? It's yeah. The, it's the infamous, it's the shrug. So the tyrant... So this is interesting. How, uh, we had some rules questions on this rule yesterday, because the... Uh, can they try to save it? Yeah, the gray seer on the bell has this rule. So what you do is instead of a ward save or wound or for well, make a ward roll for a wound or mortal wound that will be allocated to a tyrant, if that friendly tyrant is in three inches of that unit, you roll a die. On a one through two, he, sh- he goes to the tyrant. On a three plus, he shrugs it mm-hmm. to the iron guts, and then they just take it. See, they don't it used, get a save on it. But see, the other rules say they don't get a save. Doesn't it? This doesn't say that. Well, because what it says is it's allocated. Oh, it's so, allocated, right? Yeah. So, it's not... so the so the wound has happened. The yeah, if it would be allocated. Happened. Okay. So now it's just allocated to that unit. That's that. The, the wording is tricky. Yeah. No, but it makes sense. It's so the allocated. Is, so I believe this is after save. So before you allocate a wound, after your save, but before a ward save, or yeah. instead of a ward roll, you can yes. do it instead if your ward yes. roll is crappy. Yes. yes. So. Your your iron your tyrant takes four wounds. Ow! So before you take your ward save, you roll four those four dice. dice. On a th- I say on you a th- roll, yeah, you roll all three pluses. The iron guts just take it, and an iron gut dies. Mm-hmm. No armor save because you've already failed your armor save right, with exactly. your tyrant. Yeah, but that's not bad because now mm-hmm. iron guts are four for two seventy. Yeah, and if your general's a gut buster, they're battle line. Yeah. That's not bad because the gluttons are six for two sixty five, so it's a little mm-hmm. cheaper, and two more models. Yeah. Um, but man, these are—they're just. I mean, I guess it's six and one half a dozen of the other with the two extra gluttons. You know, maybe that's pretty good. You know, you can yeah. go either way with it. Um, man eaters. How much? How much are man eaters? Man eaters are the next uh, little. They're three for a buck seventy. So mm-hmm. that's actually pretty cheap comparatively. You know, four for two seventy. 
yeah. or six for two sixty five. So they're a little cheaper. They are four wounds. They've still got that five up yeah. glutton save. Yeah. Um, oh, that's yeah. That's the other thing. The Iron Guts have that extra bit of pip of save. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. They do have the pistols. So yep. they get a 12-inch. It's one attack, threes by threes, one ren, D3 damage. And then four attacks, threes by threes, one ren, two damage. Yeah, I like how they still have the ability. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, they have a command ability. Yeah. You can use this at the start of the hero phase. It can only be issued by your general, and it must be received by this unit until the end of the turn. Each model in this unit counts as three for objectives. So yeah, they basically instead of two, they count as three. That's not bad. Yeah, but their um, their been there, done that rules are awesome. It's, oh. Remember, it's the old ones. Remember the yellow they used to have. Yeah. It. So after deployment, mm-hmm. pick an ability. Yeah. So this the nice thing about this is you don't have to pick this stuff before in your list. Yeah, you can look at the other guy's army and be like, okay. And you can have multiple units of man eaters. Mm-hmm. So plus one to wound. So and they're hitting weapons. on twos. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, um, that's great. That's. Yeah. <laughs> and I just want to check something else out here is because uh, I want to make sure I didn't get this wrong. Um, oh, and if you have that gruesome trophy rack on your tyrant, yeah, it, uh, these guys are gut busters. So uh-huh. against monsters and heroes, uh-huh. they hit on twos. Or they just all out attack. They just hit on twos. Right. Okay. Yep. Twos. Um, you can give them a. Then you can give them an extra attack with that other thing, right? Uh, yeah. So plus one to wound or. 18-inch range on the pistols, or run and charge. Yeah. Run and charge is fantastic. And it doesn't say, here's the thing, it doesn't say that you can only give this to one unit. Yeah. You can take four units of man-eaters who Mm -hmm. all run and charge. Mm -hmm. Uh Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. So now you're doing, now you're a winner bite. mm Mm-hmm. And now you've got yet now your Mornfanger running and charging, and your man eaters are running and charging. Yeah, if you were Winterbite, you're right. Your Mornfang mm-hmm. and your man eaters are all running and charging, uh, or you can be stubborn and just never take a battle shock test. Yeah. I kind of yeah, like the exactly. run and charge. Yeah, that are the plus one to wound. Yeah, that's amazing. Plus one to wound, four attacks, threes by twos, one rend, two damages is, is sweet. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess yeah. I mean, yeah. They're, I mean, they're. All, I mean, the weakness is the same as all. And ogres. all of these play to their lore. Yes, for sure. Yeah, all of these guys play to the actual lore is written. They're coming in. They're hungry or mm-hmm. they're eating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the man eaters have these special abilities. Why? Because they've been everywhere. Yeah, and that's part of their lore is that they've gone around. That's why they're dressed up strange. That's why they look like weirdos. Mm-hmm. Because they can do that stuff. The the gluttons are trying to prove themselves, you know. Yeah. So they're out there, you know, doing all that extra stuff. Yeah, they're just the the regular troopers. Mm-hmm. The iron but, guts are the bodyguards, so they have the special rules for that. They have always been like that. Yeah, yeah that shake it off. Now the mm-hmm. gorgers are interesting because gorgers and their lore is interesting. Yeah. These guys are terrifying. They're also not gut busters. Oh, no, you know what? Man, eat- man eaters are not gut busters either. Oh, they're not. Mm-mm. Interesting. So they're not gut busters, and neither are gorgers. So that actually does change some stuff. So that that makes them not be able to use one of these things, right? Well, that gruesome trophy rack doesn't apply to them anymore because that yeah. we just took that off the table. Yep. Um, and doesn't that affect some of? Does that? Is oh, that gulping bites. 
gulping bites. They're not gut busters. They don't get gulping bites. They're not. Oh, you know what? They're a little more civilized. Exactly. Now, that sucks that they don't get the bonus, but it's also, they're a little more civilized. Mm-hmm. That's For some reason, funny. Isn't that, is that great? That's really, they still get the trampling charge, but they don't get gulping bites because they don't eat while they're fighting. Yeah. Because they don't want to horrify <laughs> their bosses. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I didn't realize that. Okay, Gorger lore. Gorger lore yeah, is these are the, wonderful. The, tro- the troglodytes, basically, right? If you were to say, yeah, what's the, what's the definition of a troglodyte? It might be these guys. Now, they are the most terrifying things. In They're a starving ogre. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says that... They don't have a gut. They don't have a gut. It's a, it, their stomach is a concave pit, and their metabolism yeah. is off the charts. It says that they have done something. They are ogres who have displeased the gulping god. Yeah. And they have what they believe is called the empty belly curse. They taste nothing but ash, and as they eat it, once it gets into their stomach, it dissolves to nothing but drool that comes between their blackened teeth. It says an ogre with no gut is like a human without a head. So mm-hmm. It's a deeply disturbing thing to see walking around in public. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Um, and it says even the sight of one of these can bring rebellious ogres to obey their butcher or slaughter master every word just in case that is true. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think it's great. And now, these are super useful in the game. Now, are, always are they? Now, let's talk about them. You only They're single units. Yeah. They're one for 80 points. They're mm-hmm. 80 points. They're cheap. I mean, I for an extra fact, 20 points, the, I can get 20 Noblars. But. but I love the fact that they're, like, the cheapest thing. Because you've always got, like, oh, man, I've got, like, you know, 90 I, points left. What am I going to do with these 90 points? Oh, I'll put a Gorger in. You okay, know? so the Gorger has six wounds, but only a six-up save. He's got yeah. an eight bravery. Mm-hmm. So, um... He can he is eating or hungry because that's straight up ogres, right? Yeah. So uh then if he's eating, he's bravery ten. Mm-hmm. Uh their units are one, so it doesn't really matter that much. No, it doesn't. So his claws have a two inch range. Four attacks, threes by threes, no rend, two damage. And then one jaw attack, threes by threes, one rend, D three damage. Mm-hmm. Uh during deployment, you can put it up in reserve, and at the end of the movement phase you can bring it in, which is nice. You yeah. just bring it in and from reserve. Um, if it's eating, enemy units within nine inches cannot get inspiring presence or rally commands. Super cool. That's what it's useful for. Mm-hmm. But once again, if it's eating, it's fighting. And if it's fighting, there's a huge risk of it dying. Well, yeah. So what you do I think what you do is you you kind of include this in your underguts army and you Use these to like pressure your opponent at the beginning to try to pin them in their deployment zone a little bit, and, and then if, then if you can bomb them with three iron blasters and a unit of, a couple of units of lead belchers, make them take some pretty horrific battle shock tests. Yeah, that's true. And you know? um, a lot of the spells that heal wounds are for ogres. Yeah, you know, so they are ogres. They are ogres, but so they're also they get, not gut busters. Right. They're not they're not gut busters. They don't get gulping bites either. They don't get gulping bites either. That's that's kind of interesting. I mm-hmm. think I never I hadn't I hadn't thought about that that they they weren't I thought it was just the fire bellies. I was dead wrong. Mm. Um okay. So let's go. No, we talked about noblars and scrap launchers. We got lead belters and iron blasters. Yeah. 
Uh, Led Belchers, four wound, five up save, six bravery. They're on the low end mm-hmm. uh, when they're eating their eight, though. And mm-hmm. now, uh, if you didn't move, yeah, their 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 missile, their gun gets D three attacks. If you didn't move in the movement phase, you get two D three attacks. Yeah, fours by threes, one rend, one damage. Mm-hmm. It's not that great. I mean, it's not bad, but I mean, like I said, mm-hmm. people taking full armies. I guess it's great because that's what people are taking. Yeah, I it's just looked at it went, oh, yeah. okay. I think it's just a volume of fire, you know. Yeah. Then two got, attacks, threes by threes, no rend because there's nothing that's there's nothing that's cutting through armor. It's right. just straight bash damage. Yeah. But two damage. Mm-hmm. They're not bad. Because you can take a unit of eight. Can you? Mm-hmm. What's the size of a lead belcher unit? I didn't, four. Oh, four. Oh yeah. So buck seventy. That's three forty. But you yeah, can actually, you can actually okay. double reinforce it if it's battle line. So if ranks. your general is a gut 12. buster, <laughs> if your general is a gut buster, yeah, gluttons, uh, iron belchers guts, and lead and belchers are all battle line. Yeah, beast claw raiders, stone horns, thunder tusks, and mornfang are all battle line. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. And gluttons are still battle line in a in any army, whether it's beast claw yeah. raiders or not. So the other goofy thing you can do with this list is you can make your Ice Brow Hunter your general, uh-huh. bring units of Frost Sabers as battle line, super cheap. Okay. And then just load up with Kragnos and... Oh, so three battle line... So you're going <laughs> to yeah. pay your battle line unit tax with Frost Sabers. Yeah. And then, okay. just take, and then take Kragnos and a bunch of other monsters. Gotcha. All right. So last thing on the... On the uh, Oh no! There's I, 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 I'm I'm gonna break my own rule here. Okay, Iron Blaster. Yeah. Iron Blaster. Nine wounds, four up save. Yeah, so that's that's they can you can kill them pretty easy. I think <laughs> if you have a, if you have a shooting army against that Iron Blaster Lead Belcher list, I think you'll I think you'll outshoot these guys. I think. Yeah. So um, in melee. You know, three attacks, threes by threes, two damage from them. Mm-hmm. The horns have two attacks, fours by threes, one rend, D3 damage. It's D3 plus one if they charge. Mm-hmm. And then the jagged blades, two attacks, that's from the Noblars, five by fives again. Yeah. Their bonuses, their missile weapons, obviously. Uh, yeah. If you use the big cannonball, you get two attacks, which is still, that, that's good that's right really now. super okay. good. Um. 10 attacks at 12 inch. So, well, the cannonball, two attacks at 30 inches, fours by twos, two mm-hmm. rend, D3 plus three. Yeah, ouch. Or the hail shot, which is only a 12 yeah. inch range, but if you're close, 10 attacks, threes by threes, one rend, two damage. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. A good roll there can do a lot of damage with an iron blaster. Oh, yeah. There's no reason not to charge this thing into combat. It's actually yeah. pretty good to be just right up front with your army. You don't have to keep this in the back. You don't have to give it a unit to protect it. No. It's in there fighting. It's good. So the only, I mean, there's no, there's no more. It's only a 170. Uh, there, it's, yeah, and there's no other cannon to really compare against it anymore, right? I, yeah. No, not really. Nothing I can think of. Nothing like this. I mean, they don't have... They don't have great cannons for Cities of Sigmar anymore. They don't even have... The Dwarf Cannon. Dwarden Cannons anymore. Right. Um, and none of these... The nice thing is... Uh, 
okay, they are artillery for the iron blaster and the scrap right. launcher. So there's only so many you can take, right? I believe yeah. it's it's three. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. There's three iron blasters because you're not going to take, unless you're taking in that all Noblar army with the three scrap launchers. <laughs> yeah. Ah, so dumb. Yeah. yeah. So that's all great. Okay. And here we are. We've been going forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk one really quick thing. Mm-hmm. And I never talk about these guys. <laughs> Black Powder's Buccaneers yeah. have some pretty cool rules. They do. I have them. Do you? Yeah. So it's it count like there's there's a bunch of models, but they all count like their attacks are low. Like it's that's not what's really cool about them. Seven wounds total. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have your minions, they all have to stay within one inch, right? Mm-hmm. It counts as a single model no matter what. Okay. Before you allocate a wound or mortal wound to the unit, you can choose to remove a minion. And there are four of them, which is basically so you can get yourself down to one wound yeah. and then start taking these guys off. Mm-hmm. They're, they're basically four extra wounds. Yeah. But when you take them off, they don't get their cool special ability. Right. Now, for this unit of five models, you have two ranged attacks. Threes mm-hmm. by threes, one rend, D3 damage, and four melee attacks. Because basically, it's just the dude that's fighting. Yeah. Gorlock. The other guys behind him are just giving him bone. Kind of like, what's his name? The uh, the guy from the Bone Reapers. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, how he's got yeah, all Krito, those. Yeah, Krito, yeah. Kratos or whatever his name is. Yeah. Uh, four attacks, threes by threes, two rend, two damage with his weapon. But what's cool is the, be- okay. Um, plus one to hit as long as pegs is there, so they're hitting on twos. Yeah. If you remove him when he would take a mortal wound, roll a die, and on a five up, he's not removed. <laughs> yeah. But the wound or mortal wound is still negated. Yeah. So you can only count him as one to take away one, you know, one to thing when to take him away. Mm-hmm. But so, you know, if you pick him, there's a chance he's going to re- negate that wound. It's a five up. You may not want to lose him. Hitting on twos is really good. Yeah. Um, Mange, after he fights, pick an enemy unit with three inches and on a five up, takes a mortal wound. Mm-hmm. In the shooting phase, pick an enemy within 18 inches. On a five up, they take a mortal wound. Those yeah, that's are, the parrot. That's the parrot. Yeah. And those are guys you could, <laughs> those are the guys you drop. But KG yeah. has legendary looter. Mm-hmm. At the start of the combat phase, pick an enemy hero that has an artifact of power within three inches of you. So if you've got a guy, this is, this is the reason why to take this. Mm-hmm. There's a hero that has an artifact of power. Run up, roll 2d6, add two to the roll if KG's there. Yeah. Okay. So you've got the legendary ability, but KG gets a plus two. Mm-hmm. Okay. On a 12 up... So it's hard to get this roll, <laughs> yeah. right? So you, it's well, basically a 10 yeah. up on a 10 well, plus. The, add two to the roll if KG has not been removed and add one to the roll for each other minion that has not been removed. Oh, so wait a minute. So that's, that's four two, minions. Three, so four, that's a plus five. five. Yeah. So if you haven't removed anybody on a seven, <laughs> yeah. they lose their artifact of power. Yes. That's, that's wow. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah, and if it if it affects a weapon, that weapon just goes back to normal. Yeah, so it's it's the it's the model with the grappling hook who has this ability. <laughs> he basically slings his grappling hook, catches your magic sword, and, and steals it, and steals it. Um, yeah. I might consider taking them for that because artifacts 
are not only cool, but a lot of times you're really banking on those things. Yeah. And how much does that fool cost? What's his thing in here? Um, where is he? A buck eighty? No, that's the man one, trappers. One ten. Hundred and ten. Yeah. For that whole thing, mm-hmm. black powders, buccaneers. That's so cheap. Yeah. To get a guy who's got some decent attacks. Oh, he's a, he's, he's, he's a man eater. Yeah, he's got man eater stats, but then he can do stupid bonus stuff. Mm-hmm. Seriously, rolling twice twice a turn when you fight and in the shooting phase. Five ups do mortals to nearby enemies. Yeah, like we already said, anytime yeah. you can do mortals, mm-hmm. just peck away mortals at people is good. Yeah, I mean it's it's I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. So we got a break. We've been doing this forever. <laughs> okay. Uh, we've got a break because it's God. It's been three hours. Holy crap! We've talked for an hour and a half about the rest of the lore and yeah, all of these have, guys. We still, have the, we still have all the ice. Well, claw there's guys not that much because Peace honestly, claw. I'm not spending all day on Stonehorns and Thunder Tusks. Okay. Like we'll say what those things do. I'm not going through what each of their little special dudes on top do. Figure it out yourself. Honestly, <laughs> I'm just, no, it's 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 six different units yeah. with mostly the same stuff. And then True. I'm going to start rattling off the differences. I'm, dude, I'm not even going to remember it, much less people listening without a book in front of them. Yeah. So forget about it. So, oh, my God, we talked for an hour and a half. Okay, taking a break, coming back. Cool. There's always something happening at Crognards. That's right, friends. Crognard Games in Roselle, Illinois. The premier stop. For your gaming needs in Northeast Illinois. If you're in the Chicagoland area, if you're in Southeast Wisconsin, if you're anywhere in the area, Grognards is the place for you. They've got board games, they've got card games, they've got all the models you could ever want for any of your miniature war games. They have so many lines of paints, I can't even keep track of it. They've expanded the store, they have a whole huge gaming area now. There is gaming every night. There is always something going on. I just can't tell you enough about Grognards. Why? Because they're awesome. Because they're fantastic. And because they are the best friendly local gaming store that I know of. So, do yourself a favor. Come on down to Grognards in Roselle, Illinois. If you can't get down to Grognards, give them a call. They do mail order. They do shipping. You can get your stuff from them whether you live five minutes away or five hours away because Grognards delivers. They deliver the goods. They deliver the fun. They deliver everything. And that's because there is always something happening at Grognards. And we are... Hello. Yes, we are. Okay. Uh, okay. Beast Claw Raiders. Mm. So these are your your frost all frosts. Guys. Yeah, your frost yeah. guys. Um, their Beast Claw Raider hero traits. Mm-hmm. Voice of the Avalanche. Issue commands to anything on the battlefield. Yeah. That's right there. You don't have to be within eighteen inches. If that's yeah. a that's a cool. I can issue commands. There's nobody who's outside of a of a command. Plus, you get one free command without spending a point. Yeah, during the game, it's amazing. 
Uh, Stonehorn or Thunder Tusk Hero. Um, once per battle, you can say they'll dig in their heels. Until the end of the phase, you use the top row of the damage table. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good if you're yep. running on that. Um, your general becomes a priest and knows all the prayer Everwinter prayers. I like that one a lot because the Everwinter prayers are not bad. No, they're cool. And then if you want to give the Icebrow Hunter, you can have three Frost Sabers join him in ambush instead of one. Mm-hmm. Womp, womp. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's literally if you're trying to save points. You right. That guy. Um, they're trophies. I like Elixir the Frostworm. Once per battle in the shooting phase, pick an enemy unit within six inches. Roll a die on a two-up. It's two. It's D6 mortals on a mm-hmm. two-up. Um, once again, like as you said, doing mortals is great. Yeah. I, I'm not a huge fan of once per battle rules. Yeah, I'm not but, either. But D6 mortals on a two-up isn't bad. Right. Um, because the other one has to go to a hunter. Mm-hmm. If you had a unit. <laughs> yeah. An Icebrow Hunter, if the unmodified uh, crossbow attack is six, it does D3 mortals in addition to damage. Mm-hmm. Once again, if you love Icebrow Hunters, it's great. I'm not interested. Uh, the Stonehorn or Thunder Tusk Hero, once per battle in the charge phase, you can do a second Monstrous Rampage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it can't be one you've already done. So you can do a second mon- oh, that's cool because yeah. you know you can have them do that big eight that three d six move and then have them stomp yeah. okay, so I charge the unit, I do the charge thing, so I get the I get the attack for rolling the dice for the number of my charge, right mm-hmm. I do a few mortals with that because four ups do mortals because it's a monster on the stone yeah. horn. then I pick the special stone horn. 3d6 run around (laughs) and on two up do d3 mortals including the army that i just did the impact hits to yes because i stopped there and then once per battle i'm going to pick a second monsters rampage i'm going to stomp that unit again yes that's not a bad combo if that's what you're playing Mm -hmm. um and then yetis within 12 inches at get moving extra two inches once again you got to be playing with a lot of yetis and i just don't see that i wish yetis were good i think yetis (laughs) are cool and i think gorgers are cool Uh, yeah i have a bunch of yetis they're cool models yeah i have a bunch of them and i like their lore that they're just Mm -hmm. weird and quiet that they used to be Mm -hmm. ogres but they've been in the cold Mm -hmm. so long they've become a different race Mm -hmm. like the the lore so and and honestly so i know we haven't been talking into the deeply into the lore and if we had we'd be going for five hours (laughs) yeah um legit every one of these units we've talked about fits their lore. There is oh, nobody yeah. we've I talked mean, Honestly, we don't have to sit there and go unit by unit because it's like, you know, we, and we found it where it's like, this guy doesn't, like, there's no, like, okay, it's a cool bit, but th- this rule doesn't make any sense with the lore or mm-hmm. this cool thing they say doesn't have a rule. Mm-hmm. Not with this army because yeah. this army is so focused on just eating. Right. It's easy to make rules that fit their lore. Yeah, I love it. Um, so that's your heroes, the trophies. Like I said, I'm, I I like that D6 Mortal Wounds of all of these, mm. unless you're taking that once, cause, and they're both once per battle. Yeah. So e- either the extra D6 Mortals or the extra Monsters Rampage. And the, the thing is that they don't have, well, I mean, you, I guess you don't have to take one of these. You could take the generic yeah. command traits. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. ones that the ones that are in the general's handbook. Because I don't honestly, I don't like 
any of these really. Yeah, I see. I always, you know, how you you talk about forgetting your rules. Mm-hmm. All the special abilities and artifacts and stuff in the general's handbook, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. forget those oh. every time I'm building a list. Yeah, I forget yeah. the arcane tomb, even though you have permanently <laughs> embedded it into my memory. <laughs> I still forget about it. Like I forget about all that. The tome. Yeah, the tome. Did I call it a tomb? <laughs> did, did you do that? See, you have infected me, Chris Walker. <laughs> uh, the English teacher in me is crying. You have oh, you have sorry. confused me on what that thing is called. All right. <laughs> now let's talk about those priest rules. Now who's a priest? Oh, you know what? We talked a little bit about this. We talked about those abilities they can get. Let's talk about their priests because you can make the guy a priest. Who yeah, are the priests in this so unit? It, so it's just one dude, right? The Huskar. The Frost Lord is the dude. The Huskard. On the Stonehorn or the Huskard on Thundertusk. Okay. He a priest. So he's a priest. So you yeah. can give this to now and the Frost Lord is basically a tyrant on Yeah, he's on a nasty. Stone, on a stone yeah, he is tough, but he's basically what he is. Yeah. The nasty. Huskard has the prayers. Yeah, and Stonehorns in general have a uh-huh. five up ward. Uh plus uh, that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll like it was, we'll talk about those things. I just want to talk about these prayers. Yeah. Okay. Because the they've got extra prayers that they could say here for a uh, beast claw raiders priest, and then they actually have their own prayers in the um in GHB. In, no, in their in their oh yeah in on their, their unit entry yeah on their scroll yeah. So they've got so there's actually they've got two general ones and then mm-hmm. three more. Mm-hmm. But you can only pick one of these. So they got them in there. So the ones that they come with naturally are Winter's Endurance. Yeah. Uh it happens on a strength, three. Yeah. Pick mm-hmm. a friendly unit wholly within eighteen, heal D three wounds. Yeah. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Winter strength. Goes off on a three, pick a Raiders unit wholly with eighteen. Plus one to wound yeah. for melee weapons. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Especially on that Mornfang unit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you just ran and charged with. Or your Thunder Tusks and those guys, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you get the their other prayers. And this, you know, if you take that ability that lets him do prayers, what was it? The um, Oh, yeah. That's one of the command traits for the... Yeah. Yeah. So you can take that, and and the general becomes a priest. So mm-hmm. touched and, by the Everwinter, and if he's already a priest, he knows all the Everwinter prayers. Oh, that's cool. Okay, actually, yeah, yeah. So, but you can only that problem with prayers. You can only ever do one, right? You can only do one per turn. Now, one prayer per guy who can do a prayer. One prayer per priest. Mm-hmm. They don't, and these guys don't have invocations, which are the ones where you can like. Uh, like end the spells, but they're prayers. Right. No, they don't have those. Yeah. But all of these go off on a three. All of them are 18 inches. Mm-hmm. Um, pick a point on the battlefield within 18. Every unit within three inches takes D3 mortals on a two up. Yeah. So in the beginning, when they're packed in together, you can yeah. get a good couple of units with that. And see, yeah. lots of these D3 mortals, lots yes. of little mortals yep. with this army. Um, Keening Gale, pick a friendly monster or Mornfang pack. So oh, basically, yeah. yeah, basically all the mounts add three to their move characteristic till mm-hmm. the start of your next hero phase. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Yep. Uh, and then Call of the Blizzard, pick Yetis or Sabers and put one model back into there. 
Womp, womp. <laughs> I mean, getting an icefall yeti, a free icefall yeti's not bad. I mean, if you know, if you if you know all the prayers, yeah. then you're gonna. But I just think that there's other things you could be using. Yeah, the Keening Gale is the money there for me. If I'm bringing or the pulverizing money. hailstorm, healing or doing D three mortals to a group isn't bad. Yeah, but then again. I'm kind so now of, my more, now my Mordfang family moving twelve. Yeah, that is true. But I and feel running, like I'm, they're running and charging. Oh, that is really good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but that winter's endurance, the healing D three wounds, or adding one to wound rolls, like the one that's in their own in their back pocket, is are so good. Yeah. I feel like I'd be using those more often than these. So if my Mordfang, ah, see, the problem with Mordfang is the models are so big. There's almost no point in double reinforcing a unit of Mornfang. No, oh, no. I mean, a unit of six. They'll never get in. They'll never get into con- right. You'll never too get far back. Into- well, no, because isn't the rules right now? That's for. That's only for Galician veterans. And they can't be Galician veterans. No, because they're mounted. Oh, that's right. You're right. Okay, so yeah, so that no, it doesn't work then. Okay. Unless their weapons are. T- what's the range on their hackers? Oh, I think two. It's only. It's only two. It's, not it's only reach, two. Yeah. It's only two. Yeah, I think reach. Okay, so. Let's talk real quick about Stonehorns and Thunder Tusks. Yeah. Um, first of all, the Stonehorns, they ha- I always thought when I was looking at this model that that front stone bit on there was something like hammered on. Oh, no, that's their face. That's their face. They have no skin, but they are born with skin. It says as in the lore, as they get older, the, by the time they reach adulthood, yeah. all the skin is torn away. That just seems yucky to me. <laughs> like, I'm it like, turns wait, to, what? They tur- it turns to stone. Like, they're... Well, yeah. there's stone underneath, and they eat yeah. stone because right. that helps. That stone that they're eating helps to make them stronger, their bones mm-hmm. stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the things it reminds me, like I didn't realize that uh, certain, like I don't know if it's deer or if it's reindeer or what, but the their horns like mm-hmm. have like fur and stuff on them. Yeah, yeah, reindeer and, horns. Reindeer, like and as they go through the season, as they're booing, they'll go up and be scr- like it grows yeah. back. They scrape yeah. it off. Right. Against trees and stuff like that. This kind of feels like that to their face, hmm. which is still gross. Yeah, I like how they made these rules a lot more simple too. Yes, like the, the earth, like the stone skeleton roll used to be, used to be half the damage that they took. That's just gone now. Yeah, no, that could. You know what? That was really confusing. Now they just mm-hmm. now okay. Yeah, so, five up ward says so they ignore Stonehorn. a third. They ignore a third of the damage they take. Cool. Yeah, Stonehorn is a five up ward. Yeah. Earth-shattering charge, is that for all of them or just for... No, that's... Yeah, that's for both that's, of them. That's stone horns, yeah. Plus one damage with the horns when you charge. And the horns... And, all, and the hooves. And the hooves. So three and D3 become four and D3 plus one. Yeah. And the stone skeleton. Uh, and that's really it. And that's the frost... The, yeah, yeah. And, then the, and then the guy on top has the... Basically, he has the... The, uh, the, the hammer equivalent yeah. of the tyrant with the frost spear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you go after a hero or monster on a six, um, yeah. Yeah. If your roll is six minus one from the attack characteristic of that unit's weapons until the end of the phase mm-hmm. for the stone, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, plus one to charge for all beast claw raiders within twelve inches of the frost lord too. Yeah. They have lots of attacks, lots of horns, lots of crushing hooves. They're fifteen wounds with a three up save. I kind of just want to go. Uh, you know, the Husgard has those prayers. He's only mm-hmm. fourteen wounds with a four ups, but and with uh, Frost Lord, fifteen wounds, three up save, nine bravery. 
Yeah. Puss guard, 14 wounds, 4 up save, 8 bravery. Mm-hmm. But he has that harpoon launcher and that chain trap. Yeah. And notice that the... Um, and his blood vulture, if you, if the, you take the, a blood vulture. The, the frost lords have a 3 up save now. Yes. Um, Which is huge. Yeah. Now and now three up, four up, or three up, five up. That's that's fantastic. really good. It's really it's super a four tanky. up, five up is nothing to sneeze at either. No. Plus they have ranged weapons. Mm-hmm. You can only pick one of them. You get twenty inch range fours by threes, one rend D three, or yeah. twelve inch range fours by threes, no rend straight three. Yeah. Or you take the blood vulture, pick an enemy unit that is visible, mm-hmm. and on a two up they take one mortal, which yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah. Start of your shooting phase, no range. No range. Just where's your, where's your wizard? <laughs> on a two up, I'm doing a mortal wound. Once again, it's the little picks. Yep, yep. It's that. It's those. You know, a, a D three here and there, mm-hmm. and then a plus. It's like, oh, I got your hero. My hero's got one wound left. Yeah. Not for long. All right. Uh that's pretty cool. And like I said, the stone horn is cool because in its lore, it literally eats. Rocks and right. gems. It loves the taste of gems, which is why you see all these gems sticking right. out of it. Because when it ingests it, it takes it in and it and it, it it literally soaks into their bones. Right. Because I thought that those horn things, I thought that was sort of built over it. I I totally misunderstood when I looked at the model. <laughs> when I first looked at the model, I thought those little gemmy things might have been like that they had hammered more stuff out of oh, them. Yeah. And it's like, no, this is just who they are. Yeah. And so that's I have, pretty rad. Yeah, in my army I've got the Frost Lord on Stonehorn, and I have a Thunder Tusk Beast Rider unit. Well, let's talk about the Thunder Tusk because mm-hmm. they got some pretty cool stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, the remember fr- when they remember when they first came out? They were the broken unit in Age of Sigmar because they could just do big. <laughs> I mean, they were doing. You'd have two of these, and they would each pick yeah. a unit and do six mortals. <laughs> yeah, not D six when they were at full health. They were doing yeah. six mortals, and it was on like a two plus. Oh, it was so dumb. Yeah. Now, like, really? once again, we take the Frost Lord on the Thunder Tusk. Same thing. Five wounds, three, say, 15 wounds, I mean, three up, nine. And the mm-hmm. Husguard, 14 wounds, four up. But his bravery stays at nine. Yeah. On the th- Thunder Tusk. Uh, it's, that's weird that the Husguard on the Stonehorn is only an eight, where everything else is a nine. Even the yeah, Husguard. Yeah, that is odd. That is odd. Um, the Thunder Tusk has nice rules. He's got Froth, mm-hmm. Reese, Ice, and Colossal Tusk. His Tusks. Four attacks, threes by twos, which get worse when it's wounded. One rend D3 damage. Mm-hmm. Um, the Frost Wreath Ice is... Yeah, so that's like its deal, right? Yeah. That's like a signature rule is this. So thing. during the shooting phase, within 18 inches, why don't you go ahead with this and explain how yeah, this works? Yeah, so pick an enemy within 18, visible. Um, roll a number of dice equal to the Frost Wreath Ice. So it starts thing. at 12 and drops to 6. Yep. And what you do is you uh, roll those dice, uh, add one to each roll. If the target has 10 and 19, two has 20 or more. On each six-up, mortal, one mortal wound. Seems so it's, reasonable, yeah. Yeah, so, okay. So you start off with 12 dice, mortals on sixes. Mm-hmm. Mortals so on two. fives if there's 10 to 19 models. Mm-hmm. 20 or more models, it's doing mortals on fours. Yeah. So that's up to six Big units can take up to six mortals, right? But yeah, but the, the goal, the thing, the big thing with this is you just can't delete a hero anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah because <laughs> yeah. it's yeah, yeah. It's still then, twelve dice, and if if it's a hero, 
It's mm. on sixes, so you're probably yeah. only getting about two mortals in. Yeah, yeah. I'll take it, though. Absolutely. Um, you're minus one to hit these things in mm-hmm. in combat because of their cold. Oh, by the way, I love on the lore in this, these Thunder Tusks are so cold that they will strap leftover food to them because it they act as a freezer. When you yeah. strap big containers <laughs> yeah. of food, it keeps them cold. Right. Because that's how cold they are. And it actually says that riding them, you'll notice that their their seats have a lot of blankets. Because it says it's, it actually says in the lore, a, a, a cold butt, is <laughs> a, a frost-numbed butt is worth it for what these guys can do. I just love <laughs> how dumb that is. That's great. Um, so what else? They have the frost wreath ice. Yeah, they, they have, have the numbing, numbing chill. Numbing chill. And so, that's yeah. their special rules. Yeah. Okay. Um. Now the chain trap for the Husker. Mm-hmm. Does he have the chain trap on the? No, he doesn't. He has mm-hmm. no. He has real uh, reel them in. So they both, the Huskards have reel them in if they have the chain trap. And you got to pick a chain trap, a harpoon launcher, or the blood vulture. Right. So the nice thing with that chain trap is it does have a special rule that I forgot to mention, which I really like. So mm. it's a shorter range. It's only one attack, and it doesn't yeah. have any rend. And it was that straight three damage, but. Mm. If I score a hit on a monster and I don't kill it and it's not already snagged, it becomes snagged on a four-up. So I roll a dice. On a four-up, it's snagged until my next shooting phase, okay? Mm -hmm. While it's snagged, every time it makes a move, it has to end closer. Yeah. He's basically throwing out. The chain traps are basically bear traps on the end of a chain. Right. They're throwing a bear trap at you, which snaps shut, and then they're pulling you closer. Mm -hmm. The cool thing with this is you can hit that other monster and keep it from going after things that are on the... Like, if it it wants to go east and I'm to the west of it, I can hit it with a chain trap, and on a four-up, it's only coming toward me. Which, by the way, a a well... uh, A a full wounds thunder tusk... Mm-hmm. With the hoose guard on it, or Stonehorn even with the yeah. hoose guard on it, you don't want to get closer to this thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it 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 does lots of damage. Oh yeah, you know, for so sure. It's pretty cool, and that's the Thunder Tusk and the Stonehorn. We kind of covered hoose guards and and those yeah, guys. and then the 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 one with the Beast Riders on it. They get both. They get the chain trap and the harpoon launcher because there's two bros sitting right, on it. Because there's two ogres on it. And actually, the punches and they have a rule: punches and kicks. Because while you're riding on it, you're still kicking and punching off the top. Mm. And normally, you get three attacks. These guys, there's two guys. You get six. Yeah. Um. They're now for them Stonehorn and Thunder Tusk. 14 wounds, four up save, four, uh, seven bravery. They are mm-hmm. not the leaders. But they have right. all that stuff that the main one has. The, mm-hmm. You know, the, ch- the charge, the reel them in, all that's on there if yeah. they, they want to take it. And I think it's fantastic. <sighs> yeah. Um, they're pretty cool. But that's like, okay, that's six of the units. We've just covered almost everything right. that's on a Thunder Tusk and a thing. And um, hold on. I, I know we skipped some of their stuff. Okay, we talked about the trophies. Right? Did we talk about the trophies? Yes, the elixir of frostworm. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, mount traits. This is what we didn't talk about. Oh, right. So stonehorns, who we already said have which are the which are the special rules for the stonehorns? Let's repeat ourselves real quick. Um, that's the frost wreath, uh, ice, mm-hmm. 
and that numbing chill. You're minus one to hit them with melee weapons, okay? You can also give them Metal Cruncher. Yeah, which has got nerfed big time. Pick a war machine within three inches or an enemy unit with a save of three, two, or one. Oh, no, yeah. It no, takes not, no, D6 this is the same, mortals. Actually. So, yeah, yeah, this is actually good. Metal Crunch is not one. bad. Because yeah. no, a save characteristic of 3, 2, or 1 are a lot of your heroes. Yeah. Or your crazy tough Stormcast armored mm-hmm. monstrosities. Mm-hmm. D6 mortals. Um, yeah, Metal Cruncher might be my favorite. Yeah. Um, charge rolls of less than 7 are 7. So you can't, for the trampling charge mm-hmm. battle trait. So minimum of seven dice for that. And they're monsters, so that's on fours. Yeah. So these guys are going to do probably three to four mortals on the charge, even if they charge from three inches, mm-hmm. because they're just huge. Right. Um, the other one, which is so good, minus one to wound the stone horn. Yeah. Um, yeah. I now, might take that one. Now that minus one to wound a stone horn, or that 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 doesn't couple up with a minus one to hit because that's a thunder tusk. Mm-hmm. But still, though, though, depending on which, I mean, how many enemy? I mean, I don't, I don't fight a lot of war machines, right? Because they got to have the war machine. No, it's a pick an enemy enemy war machine within three or an enemy. An enemy. Unit oh, that's save. true. The save. So honestly, three, that two or one. I kind of like the metal cruncher because if you're going to take yeah. this up against heroes. Your mm-hmm. heroes have that three-up save. D6 yeah, mortals all on a... But, I mean, I think... I, I, you don't have to roll. At the start of the combat phase, yeah, you do yeah. D6 mortals to anything with a three-up or better save. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying machine. is, like, three-up saves, are. I don't think they're as common as we think. Uh, Stormcast. I mean, Stormcast have them, yes. Yeah, but these guys have them. He's like two units in here have it. Uh, still, I mean, I mean, I, I, I get it. It's not, yeah. you know, like against it depends my Zinch army. Against, against a Z, my Zinch army, it's useless. Yeah, that's the thing. That is that's situational. The subtract one to wound rolls. Yeah, it's always going to be good. Yeah, is always going. Yeah. You're right. You are absolutely right. But if I'm playing that thing where you can pick three, maybe oh, I'm taking yeah. it. You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And now the Thunder Tusk. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's eating heal D3 wounds to that, that's so dumb. I like that one. I'm giving that if I'm taking him. And like I said, I prefer gut busters to, uh, beast claws every day of the week, Mm -hmm. but the frost Lord on Stonehorn with the 15 wounds, Mm -hmm. that's got the three up five up and I'm healing D3 wounds. If I'm eating that, I mean, when are you not going to be within three inches of the enemy in this game with with this, with these units, you want to be there. It should be, yeah. Um, the Thunder Tusk gets the five-up ward that the Stonehorn has. Oh, so they're not three. That's right. Thunder Tusk don't have the five-up. It's just the... So you can basically give it the... You can give the Thunder Tusk the Stonehorn's ward. Um, Or is it just... Yeah, because it's... Yeah, the Stonehorn has... That's the five-up ward. So the Thunder Tusk can have it too. Mm-hmm. And plus one to charge for friendly Thunder Tusk units wholly within 12. So if you're running a group... Yeah. Um, honestly, I like the heal better than any of those, although the five-up ward isn't bad. That's pretty good. Yeah. If I was picking three of these, though, there's a lot to pick here. Oh, like, yeah. Like, you could totally pick three if you... if Because you, that's, again, that's going back to... Well, you could have a combination you, of two stone horns and one thunder tusk. Or, okay, but that's Boulderhead. So all those 14 yeah. and 15 wound models are now 16 and 17 wound models, mm-hmm. right? 
Yeah. And you're picking three of these things instead of one. Oh, that's yeah. that's actually yeah. If you're a Stonehorn Thunder Tusk fanatic, you yeah. gotta be Boulderhead because these are good. Yeah, real good. Because I would give if I had three to pick from Metal Crunchers in there. I'm okay. throwing it in. Yeah, if you have if you have three to pick from, yeah. Because in a tournament, you're going to be facing a lot of these different armies that have these cool. You're you're going to face some Stormcast at some point. I mm-hmm. think I'm taking. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm being, uh, you know, optimistic. Mm. But they're just. I mean, and how much? Are I guess these which guys which one are you putting on your Frost Lord? The Frost Lord, I'm probably because it, it depends. Is he on a Thunder Tusk or a Stonehorn? Stonehorn. All right. If he's on the Stonehorn, let me find the rules for that again. I'm, I'm, I know. I I'm, flipped away. Well, what are you taking? And let me I'm look. Taking, I'm taking Rockman Elder minus one to wound. Yeah, I guess that. Yeah, that's your first one. The belligerent so charge. So, so now your guy has got a three up armor, five up ward, and he's minus one to wound. Yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. And he's in that thing, so he's got seventeen wounds. Yeah. 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 Uh, how much do these fools cost to play anyway? Oh, uh, there are a lot. Now the husk guard on a thunder tusk is three thirty, and on the stonehorn he's four hundred. That's yeah, a seventy frost point. Frostlord on stonehorn four forty five. Yep. So that's it's interesting. A, a, it's a quarter of your army, pretty much, almost. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting though. The husk guard on a on a thunder tusk is three thirty. It's seventy more points to put him on a stonehorn. The frostlord is four hundred. It's only forty five more points to put him on a stonehorn. I don't know like how that works, but it it's it's that's a lot of points. If you you I mean you're only taking if you're going crazy with these guys. Now if you go and take the other bros, mm-hmm. the Thunder Tusk and Stonehorn Beast Riders, where you don't have the special yeah. characters, but you have that. Now they're behemoths, but they become battle line. Yeah. If you want to take one or two leaders. Uh Thunder Tusks are two seventy and Stonehorns are three ten. Yeah, you could have like I think six or seven of these models be your army if you just want to be bananas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then three of them yeah, have I'll, mount traits. That's what I I have the Thunder Tusk Beast Rider. I see. I would. I I think I would go. Yeah, we can talk about what kind of army we would build. Oh, we don't have time for that anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna die yeah. if we keep going. I'm gonna run out of. I'm gonna run out of things to say. But yeah, <laughs> seriously, these are all pretty. Cool. You kind of got to look at them and see what you want because it's a lot of the same mm-hmm. rules over and over again. It gets confusing, which is why I'm mm-hmm. trying to kind of glaze it a bit in here. Yeah. If you're interested in all this crap, look it up in a book. Okay. Because yeah. you it's want to cool, talk about the fire yeah. belly at all? He's got three spells. I was going to, yeah, I want to come back to him because he's the one guy. I'm going to do him in the maw pot kind of last because we got that. Okay. Um, yep. The Ice Brow Hunter. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So in the shooting phase, he can attack with icy breath instead of his regular missile weapon. His regular missile weapon, he's got a throwing spear and a crossbow. Mm-hmm. They're both fours by threes. The spear's got a nine-inch range with one rend. The crossbow's got a 12-inch range with no end. They're both D3 damage. Yeah. Instead, you can pick an enemy unit within six inches. On a mm-hmm. two-up, they take D3 mortals. Yeah. Um, if you're close, I prefer that every time. You only have to make one roll, and on a two-up, they're taking D3 mortals as opposed to hitting, wounding, them failing the save, and taking D3 regular damage. Mm-hmm. So the Icy Breath actually is the one thing in this that makes him okay if you can get him up there. But with seven wounds <laughs> and only a five-up save... I know. He's going to get 
He's going to get ganked. Yeah, because he's by himself. There's no bonus to having... He's got his frost frost sabers with him. Yeah, and he's only 120 points. But still, um, you can put him in reserve with one frost saber, unless you give that bonus where you can make it three. Yeah. Uh, Set him up... Now, you set him up nine inches away from the enemy models, and the frost saber's within 12 of him, so you can space him out a bit. So it's a frost saber unit. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's two frost sabers are in one unit. Oh, okay. Yeah. One unit. Okay, yeah, one unit. Okay. Um, he does have a command ability. At the start of your charge phase, you can issue it to frost sabers who can change one of the dice on their charge roll to a four. Okay. So you've got a minimum five-inch charge with this army. Yeah. Or with, this, with, the, with the command point. And frost sabers... Three wounds with a six-up save. They are not visible in cover, period. They don't mm-hmm. take battle shock test if they're near the hunter. But mm-hmm. it's, it's, what, three attacks? Fours by yeah, threes, fours, one red, one damage? Yeah. I mean, the only reason these exist... Is because we I, already I, had the models? Yeah, well, that. Two and for 80? They, they allow you to take a Kragnos army. True, because if you take that Icebrow Hunter, like you said, as the general, mm-hmm. and he's only 120, 120, then you can take three battle line units of this, which is yeah. another 240. So you've spent 360 points, and you've met your minimum requirements of general. Yeah. And, th- and then you have another 1640 to spend <laughs> yeah. on Kragnos and other stuff. So you take Kragnos, a Frost Lord on Stonehorn. You got to protect or, this guy though, because that's two. your general, dude. Your yeah. general has seven wounds with a five-up save and no ward. Yeah, you got to protect him then. All right, let's talk about your beloved Mornfang. Six wounds with a four-up yeah. save. Yeah. Now they can have clubs and hackers. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, one or culling clubs yeah, and one. hackers and iron fist, mm-hmm. or gargant hackers, right? So the clubs and hackers with the iron fist, three attacks, threes by threes, one run, two damage. The gargant hackers, only two attacks and fours by threes, but they're two rend and three damage. So once again, do you want to get fewer attacks, a little harder to hit, but better rend and damage? Yeah. And the tusks on these guys, four attacks, fours by threes, one rend, two damage. I mean, Mornfang have always been good. Yep. They're still good. You take the command command, uh, unit... You've got uh, that your champion gets the pistol, which is a 12-inch, uh, 1-12-inch missile attack. Mm-hmm. Um, the musician lets you add one to charge rolls, and you're plus one bravery. So your bravery eight, plus one on the charge, All which you've already got an extra movement if you're picking these things like you were. Yeah. Um, Their line breakers rule is cool. Minus one to hit them with shooting. Um. Just straight up minus one to wound rolls yeah. for shooting against them. And if this unit of, is the target of attacks made by an enemy unit that received Unleash Hell, they only wound on they only wound on a six. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. That's a that's that's I don't I don't remember seeing something like that. Mm-mm, that's a that's a that's a unique rule that I've not seen before. If you unleash hell on these guys, you only wound on sixes. Mm-hmm. That, it's like why why bother? Well, you yeah, know, why, why it, waste the, why waste the command point on that? Exactly, it just discourages you from unleashing hell on them. You don't shoot at these guys. 
You just it, it minus one to wound. See, minus one to wound with missile weapons automatically, and then uh, it's just so good. Yeah. And once again, it's it says here they're culling clubs and hackers and iron fist. Yeah. So that culling clubs and hackers, even though it doesn't say iron fist up in the melee weapons, if you take right. that, yeah, it's a little the... less damage, but then sixes to save do that mortal wound bounce mm-hmm. back too. Mm-hmm. They're just all around good. Yeah, I like them. And then you get the Yetis, which are the weirdos. Yes. And uh, four wounds. Once again, six up save. Are they, Okay, hold on. I want to compare these guys to the Gorgers. All right. Uh, Gorgers are one for 80. Yetis are three for 120. And their battle line, if your general is on a Thunder Tusk. Okay, so you could battle line Yetis, you know, right. and then yeah. yep. take other things, I suppose. Yeah. Um, they got a six up ward. I'm gonna go. I've got to look back at those gorgers. I got yeah, it. Their cool. Their cool thing is bounding leaps. I like that. Right now, so like I said, gorgers you can you can ambush with them, and if you're within nine and they're eating, you can't have an inspiring presence or rally. Six wounds, yeah. six up. These guys are only four wounds. Yeah, six up. Uh, lower bravery, but they can move nine inches. They can pile in. And fight if they're within six. Mm-hmm. And they can run in charge as long as they're within 15 inches of a Thunder Tusk. I, I don't know. Are they worth it? Three attacks, fours by threes, one rend, two damage. Like, I don't. Are yeah. they Are they worth it? Their bounding leaps is what is their cool thing. Yeah. Because of the six then they, inch range. The six inch uh, pile in. Right. So that means you don't have to charge with them. Right. Well, okay. So three of them. So a unit for 120 points is 12 wounds with six by six. So they're they're always going to get at least a six up save, but they're going to die so yeah. fast. <laughs> yeah, That's the problem. Are. Yes, they're going to die so fast for 120 mm-hmm. points. I just don't know if it's worth it. I mean, they'd be a cool flanking unit because they're so fast. I, I mean, suppose they move, they move nine. Yeah. Um, I mean, do they have? Are they? They are beast claw raiders. Mm-hmm. So they are. So they do have a so they fit under anything that is beast cloud. So uh, the grasp of Everwinter works with them. Yes. So that's better than the gutbusters ogre with those things that aren't gutbusters. They yes, are beast I mean, cloud raiders. I, I feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna go in on Yetis. Okay. <laughs> that, I don't know. You're you're, then, you're yeah. playing you're playing a, either a campaign or some narrative something yeah, or other. Yeah. Then you're gonna obviously you're gonna take that that last um, tribe right. You're gonna take the the uh, uh, is that the winter bite? Yeah, winter bite. Ma, try. You're gonna take that. So then you guys, then your yetis are invisible until you get within a foot of them. That whole thing, right? So that would, be, but <laughs> it's like, are you gonna build an army around that? No. I, All right. I mean, so let's talk about our fire belly. Yes. Now he is neither cast one, unbind one, cast one, unbind one. His yeah. attack characteristics is equal to the number of models in the target unit up to 10 for his fiery breath. Yeah. Now, 8-inch range, 2s by 3s, no rend, 1 damage, but up to 10 attacks. He's got yeah. 7 wounds, 5-up save again. He's a wizard, 5-up yeah. save. Yeah. He does have this cascading fire cloak spell. I mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. Value of 5, range of only 3 inches. Yeah. Roll a die for all enemy unit, each enemy unit within that range, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Four ups do D three mortals, and it gives him a five up ward. Yeah, 
So I it's think it. that's that's actually a pretty decent spell. It's just it's just for him though. Yeah, but still, I mean, a, he's only got a five up save. Casting right. that spell gives him a five up ward, which makes that like sort of the spell of well, choice, wouldn't it? I mean, I think you can casting value of three, range of three. Yeah, you pick all enemy units within three, and on a four up, they take D three mortals. In addition, this unit has a ward of five up. So yeah, it's just that. this unit. Let me reread this. Is it a ahead. spell that has a casting value of five and a range of three. Successfully cast roll dice for each enemy unit within range. Range. On a four up, that oh, enemy okay, unit takes okay. D three mortal wounds. In addition, if it's successful, this unit has a ward of five. Well, why does it have a so weird it's weirdly worded in my opinion. I don't think so. It's just got a range of three, everything within range. But does doesn't that mean if it has a range of three you could cast it on something that's three inches away? No. <laughs> the range okay, here. If successfully cast, roll a die for each enemy unit within range. Yeah. So you're not casting it on it's an area of effect spell. Yeah. It, it, everything that's within three inches can take mortals. And then like in addition, the unit ha- this unit has a ward save. Yeah. What, stops you from ca- what stops you from casting this on a stone horn? Because you can't. Why not? It has a range of three inches. Yes, but <laughs> the range of three inches... <laughs> I guess I'm getting... I guess okay, that's... so here's the thing. Okay, so your stone horn is within three inches. Let's read the rules. Yeah. That stone horn's within three inches. So, if successfully cast, roll a die for each enemy unit. Is the stone horn an enemy unit? No, so it doesn't take mortal wounds. That makes sense. In addition, if it's successfully cast, this unit has a ward mm. of five. Mm. Yeah, okay. It's just, it's oddly worded. I just, that's yeah. not normally how they word area of effect, is it? I don't think not so. Not really, but there's not a ton of area of effect that, that are only right next to you either. I think yeah, that's what it yeah, is, yeah, yeah. is the area of effect is Because like, like his spell, Fiery Whirlwind, is a spell that has a casting value of six and a range of 12 inches. Successfully cast, pick an enemy unit and roll a dice for each model in that unit within range, invisible to the caster. Yeah, same thing. Except the three inches you'd have to. Yeah. If successfully cast, yeah, uh, fire whirlwind, pick one enemy unit, roll a die for each model that's within range. So if the if, so they don't have to be wholly within, but the models have to be within. So here's yeah. a, if I pick a unit that's six inches away and it's a big blob. Yeah. If only half the models are within 12, I roll for half the models. Mm-hmm. If the whole unit's within 12, I roll for the whole unit. That's yeah. the thing with yeah. that. Um, on a four-up, it takes a mortal. If it's only one unit, which happens often, yeah. then you roll three mo- three dice, which is which is cool. That works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, you know? Um, it's got Billowing Ash. Value of six. An, a, another t- only 12-inch range. Yeah. Subtract one from hit rolls for attacks that target friendly units while they're wholly within 12. So minus one to hit if you're within 12 This is, a, of this him. is another area of effect spell. He's got all area of effect spells. He's just mm-hmm. dropping fire and ash on everything. So billowing ash is a spell of casting value six range of 12. Successfully cast until a starter attacks here if I subtract one from hit rolls for attacks that target friendly units or then wholly within range of the caster. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's but pretty those, good. But, but those spells are worded completely differently, but they do the kind of the same thing. Cascading Fire Cloak and Billowing Ash kind of do an area of effect. Mm-hmm. But they are just worded completely differently. <laughs> Not really. I think you're a little confused because it doesn't say picking the unit. It just says it's a normally when you have a range it says to pick a unit. 
Yeah, but here it, it says yeah. if it's got a range, just anything that's in yeah. that yeah, unit yeah. gets a thing. Cascading fire cloak, you're not picking a target. And the tongues of flame. Now, I like fiery whirlwind the best. That's my favorite. Okay. Billowing ash comes up next. Not bad. Then tongues of flame. And this, if you're going first in the battle round, this isn't bad to cast. Cast on a six, 18 inches. Pick an enemy unit that has five or more models until the start of your next hero phase. Every time they finish a move, mm. they take D3 mortals. Mm-hmm. So once again, does that go back to your other thing with the Noblars? Yes. So they finish a move, D3 mortals. So if I go first and I get double turned, it's three mm-hmm. turns yep. of taking of them taking D3 mortals if they move. Mm-hmm. You've basically locked that unit down. They can't go anywhere. Uh, or they're going to just take so many wounds. Yeah. That's that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. For sure. And outside of that, the only thing left is the Great Maw Pot. Yeah, the faction terrain. Yeah. Um, now, you set this up as faction terrain. It's impassable. You can't land on it, even if you can fly. Because if you land on top of it, you're in the pot, doofus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, plus one to casting, unbinding, and dispelling for ogre wizards within an inch. Mm-hmm. So you got to have someone right next to it. Yeah. Um, it starts the game full. Okay. In your hero phase, a hero within six inches can spend all the magic, heal D3 wounds allocated to each friendly ogre unit wholly within 36 inches of the maw pot. Yeah. And then it's empty. So th- using that and healing D3 wounds to every unit within three feet, that's most of the board. Yeah, it's cool. Um, now to fill it up again, you have to kill an enemy model within six inches of it. Right. Which if you're playing against it and you're smart, you stay away from six inches of it. Because actually one of the things we skipped was the, um, was the, oh, hold on. It's back here. Where was it? It was something, oh, they have their own, um, things for, uh. Yeah, the, the, uh. Grand strategies. Grand strategies and stuff. That's right. battle tactics, yeah. And those, okay, first of all, they have extra core battalions, and I'm not going to get into this too much. This is stuff, like I said, we've been going for four hours, okay? I'm tired. (laughs) But all of their extra core battalions are only Beast Claw Raiders. Yeah. It's all Beast Claw Raiders stuff. Isn't that weird? Yeah, except for the one junk mob, which is all Noblars and Scrap Launchers. Sweet. (laughs) Yeah. Which, once per battle, you can do all-out attack or unleash hell without a command point if you take them as a battalion. Good God. So dumb. Um, The grand strategies, like, there's one that says, um, at the end of the battle, if you've emptied the Great Maw Pot and now it's full, it has to be full at the end of the game, and you had to have emptied it at least once. Yeah. So if I know enough Grub for All is your grand strategy just stay yeah. away from the maw pot play and they around can't, it they can't get it yeah the only way you could play around that is if you had like a like a thunder tusk with like the chain trap but then <laughs> and you, dra- and you dragged a monster within six inches of the but you can only pot. drag it again as if it moves it has to end closer so that's what i'm just, saying yeah don't move it then while it's trapped because it's only till the next phase There's, oh, I, I mean see. you can yeah. you can absolutely avoid that one yeah you could um the other one is if you complete four of the the battle tactics that are on this list mm-hmm. and they're not the easiest ones no um some of them are easy if every friendly ogre unit is eating that you got to get the whole you basically if everyone's within three inches of the enemy right. that can happen 
Mm-hmm. Um, you can't pick it in the first round, but after that, at the end of your turn, if every friendly ogre unit is hungry, mm-hmm. so you can't pick it first battle round because obviously they're they're they start hungry because you're more than nine inches away. And you can't be three, so that's that's a weird one because that goes against everything that you do as a as an army here, which is run yeah. forward and eat. Yeah. Um. Ten or more mortal wounds caused by trampling battle trait in that turn. In that turn, that would be. That's a hard one. I mean, yeah, you've got gotta, a lot. You, gotta, of, you still got to roll a die. Well, here's the thing: you, you got to complete work. all the charges. Yeah. You got to roll enough dice that you can do it, and then you got to have enough, uh, you know, sixes or fives or even fours right. to make it happen. Yeah. That's yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, Winter, take the pick an enemy hero modern monster. Complete this tactic that enemies destroyed by wounds caused by the grass of the Everwinter battle trait. So that's oh, so that one's that's hard too. It's easy. because the grasp of the Everwinter just says D three mortals, right? Um, the battle trait. Yeah, no, that's the one. It does D three mortals if you roll less than the current battle round. Yeah, it's and it's in your hero phase at the start of your hero. So you'd have to pick this battle. Well. At the start of your hero phase, so you pick the battle trait. Start of your hero phase, roll for each enemy within three inches of Beast Claw Raiders. Yeah. If it's equal or less, so you can do this near the end. Yeah. But you if you're fighting, if you're fighting something that's pretty, that's weak, that's almost dead, you could do that. I mean, I suppose. See, it's for every enemy unit within three inches of any, so it's not like you could do it more than once to a unit. Yeah. So that's like you got to get them down to a wound and then just frost them out. That's that's hard. Um. Let if them you, lose as possible. Yeah, four or more monsters rampages. You just need, just need four monsters. Yeah, but He's, then you've got it. But that's Stonehorns and Thunder Tusks because I don't think these other things are monsters, are they? Uh, Nothing. In our, the, the stuff the, on the Rhinox isn't. Oh, you can unless you them, t- unless you take that unless you take that one that lets you. But that doesn't make you a monster, is it? It just allows you to do a monster thing. That's just all you need. You just need to be able to do a monsters rampage. Oh, that's right. If it lets you do it, then yeah, you can do it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then um, boil their bones. Yeah. Pick a hero or monster, and if they are destroyed near the maw pot, once again, you got to get them near the maw pot. Yeah. You know. Um, if you knew that was going to happen. Yeah. If your model's ki- killed by, a, if you pick a monster and your general kills that monster mm-hmm. and isn't killed, that's a grand. St- like these are kind of rough. Yeah, they are. Um, more friendly units wholly within enemy territory than enemy units is totally doable at the end if you're running through and just <laughs> that's a, that's stuff. actually one just out of the current general's handbook. Yeah, which is kind of like okay, so that one probably won't be in the next general's handbook. You Maybe know? not. Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh god, that's everything. That's this book. Mm-hmm. Woof. Yeah, a lot. But oh man, this, this book is a hundred and four pages. It's got a lot of lore. That's like we glossed through the lore for all of, but the lore for just the units mm-hmm. starts on thirty-two, and it it's actually pretty long. That goes up to page forty-five. Yeah, that's a lot of lore for just the mm-hmm. units on top of stuff. And um, part of it is you get a lot of pages because, well, like once you get to the, I mean, okay, Kragnos has his own page, right? Yeah. Because he's got a thousand rules. Tyrant has his own page. Slaughtermaster has his own page. Right. All uh, uh, the Buccaneers get their own page. All mm-hmm. six of the variations of Stonehorns and Thundertoss have their own page. Mm-hmm. That's, what's, that's what stretches this book mm-hmm. out. 
but God, I love it. It's really, it seems like fun. This is a run, I mean, this is the push it forward army, it feels like. And I know yeah. that, the, I know that the, the orcs have their. Yeah, the iron jaws. The iron the jaws. The crushers which, and the pigs. Yeah. yeah, running forward. But this, even your guys on foot, it's just, I'm running forward. And just the concept that your guys on foot, while they're fighting, they're hitting you with clubs and then they're eating Either they're, <laughs> yeah. either you're not dead and they're leaning in and taking a bite out of you, yeah. or they just clubbed you and then they picked you up and started chewing on you while fighting somebody else, right. which has got to be intimidating. If I know we don't have a lot of psychology roles, like yeah, you know, we don't things have like that, that anymore, but that would be bananas because there are things that says cause fear and terror. Yeah, I would honestly. If, if if there was anything that this army would be missing, it's while they're eating that they freak you out. <laughs> that there's yeah. some sort of fear or some sort of something to your bravery. I guess how they're. they're I guess that how that, whenever they're in combat, yeah. that's a problem. Yeah, I guess how they're compensating for that is they're giving the ogres themselves plus two to bravery while they're eating. Yeah, so that that works. It's right. just it's 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 crazy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right, that's everything. Um and the missus is calling me so give right. me uh so let's wrap this up. Yep. Um uh okay, so once again I want to thank our our Patreon sponsors obviously. Jake C, James Brown, the associate producers, Scotty Milne, the executive producer, and the three new A's, Audrey Aub, uh Andrew Alberger, Andy C, and once again AJC is back. Yeah, Thank hey. you all for being you guys. Patreon patrons. Those of you who are sticking with us. Yep. Um, and I know I haven't put out a Garage World in a while. I have a couple in the can. I just got to get them put out. The problem was I said that the next movie we were going to talk about, the next thing we are going to talk about was RoboCop, and I'm having real trouble getting Heather to agree to that, even though we did agree we'd each pick something to talk about. Mm. Uh, and I said, we're going to watch RoboCop, and she, I can't get her to sit down and watch it. <laughs> so it's having trouble. I love that movie. That's a I great do too. Movie. She's never seen it. She's never seen a lot of those '80s action films. They oh were not, wow! She was not the target audience, as she would point out. Mm, okay. All right, and let's not forget to obviously thank Chaos Orc Superstore, Six Squared Studios, and Grognards, because now it's noon. Harrison's up, and I think he's left for work, so I can ring the bell. <laughs> Dear Lord. Okay, Chris, you got it ready? Are you ready? Oh, are you ready? Because we oh, got to. We're gonna close it up. All right, we have a moment here. All right, folks, I want to let you know that we will be back in just a couple of days because it's close to the end of the month. We are doing the 2022 in review, and if everything goes well, it's me, Chris, and Rotor, mm-hmm. which is always fun talking about our favorite things of the year and the things that we think could have been done a little better. Plus, a little, uh, plus they'll definitely have time for the, uh, we'll have the toolbox in there too. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to be doing that. And, folks, are you ready? Yep. Okay, until next time, only the faithful will be triumphant, only the faithful will stand when all others fall, and only the faithful know no despair except in failure. For Sigmund!